Sing, illegal forest, true pig, wild, kill in it, uh, is. What? I mean, don't you know? It is illegal to kill a wild pig in the king's forest. Is it not also illegal to sit in the king's throne and usurp his power in his absence? <gasps> Careful, Robin. You got too far. I've only just begun. I've come to warn you that if you do not stop levying these evil taxes, I shall lead the good people of England in a revolt against you. And why should the people listen to you? Because, unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that checks you out like it does in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ian. Oh, <laughs> There's no excuse anymore. We've done this a few I times know. now. Didn't we establish Ethan was third? We did. Yeah. Oh, it's all on that. I thought for a second I was wrong. <laughs> no, that was me. Usually it is. Because Ethan's not here in person. I forgot he was there. Because Meg saw Barbie. She's trying to lift herself up higher in the <laughs> right His head on the screen. Look. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know, can't I was miss looking him. down here at the buttons. I completely forgot he was there on the screen. My, my name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. I'm Megan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, there we are. And we're here. Thankfully, it's a farce we're doing today anyway, so we're, we're already in character for episode number 185, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Tight tights. Tight tights. We run around West Norfolk looking for fights. <laughs> and you are actually in tights. Well, we're in... How would you describe these, Liam? I don't know. Well, they're more leggings than tights. Are they more leggings than tights? Yeah. They're so definitely yeah. not tights. Liam came around to mine and he was first one here uh him and we have his lovely girlfriend yeah. on the uh let's see on the on the, what, <laughs> the green room couch i suppose especially green room this week it is yeah yeah so <laughs> there we are um and uh i actually liam was was kitted up in in all green attire looking like something that robin hood threw up <laughs> and uh or peter pan or to take take a pick and um and i said oh i was thinking about buying tights and just never got around to it and he produced a Primark bag. And for people overseas, Primark, I don't even know to describe what Primark would be in like North American lingo. It's Some less sort it's, of bargain shop. It's below Target. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know what to call it. Um, if you're from Canada, Byway maybe, but imagine Byway was trendy because Primark's got like a little bit of cool cash with it has a little some bit, of the younger yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah. What do they call it? Pri- Primarty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to make it sad. It's where I get all my uh, white t-shirts for work. I get them at Primark because they're three quid. I, that's where I get them for when I do shows. Yeah. Yeah, get, get white t-shirts. Oh, anything I need to buy for like a show, Primark. Yeah. <laughs> it's <good laughs> basic stuff. Basic stuff, dirt Disney cheap. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they've got some licensing deals, yeah. So mm-hmm. you can do all right there. There's but a Disney cafe in some of the big ones. Is there? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm, a Disney cafe I'll tell you what, like I, like I went to Edinburgh on holiday and didn't bring a coat because I was like, no, 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 because I very rarely wear a coat. And um, it was just ridiculous. I was like, no, I'm going to have to buy a coat of some sort just for the rain or something like that. So I went in and, uh, yeah, like like 11 pounds later, I come out with like a coat that served me just fine. Did I hang on to it once I was gone? No, it was ugly. But, <laughs> but for 11 pounds, it will do It will do the job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there is that. So Liam had a spare bag that had a, a set of these green. Green leggings. Georgia called them leather. 
No, they're, they're pleather. They're plastic leather. leather. Plastic leather. They're very leather. shiny. Vinyl, almost. Yeah. Um, very, very shiny. Legging, trouser, <laughs> tight. There, there are enough in the neighborhood that I feel we're meeting the remit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, that green... It might not have a letter of a law, but it meets the spirit of a law. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that, I that's. I can't really complain because I'm still in rehearsal clothes. George is so. the only one not, 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 not in green. I've got yeah. green tights. Yep. Ethan's yeah. not in green. I'm not in green. Yeah. He's wearing green. I, I have a green lantern, if that helps. Much like Meg's, I did not even clock that Ethan existed when I said that. <laughs> I've, got, I've got green pasta to oh. eat, so I'm, I'm green in spirit. There we go. Will Ethan come in person one day? Ethan, you need to come in person. One I'm day. convinced that Ethan's just an AI program. He's not real. <laughs> <laughs> we, Ethan we, died we, back we, in 2021. We, we, and we, we all think we met again. Ethan because we have conversations about him. But if you ever, has anyone ever actually been alone in a room with you? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I don't know. He's that bug, isn't he? He's that glitch. He's a glitch <laughs> that we all think we, but if once you unpack it, we've never really met Ethan. <laughs> Is your hair ever so slightly green? Slightly, yeah, yeah. from before, wasn't it? That's yeah. crazy. Ooh. That's crazy. Themed. Yeah. So, um, I'd like to say we had some sort of theme for a segue, but we don't. Uh, <laughs> last week, we did Saving Private Ryan, the birthday bonanza, the 100,000 download episode. Yeah, amazing. Ooh. So, we'd like to announce our retirement at this time. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. <laughs> that is it. Mic drop. Uh, we also did, uh, Max, you, you had on the, the side pod for the first time, and we did uh, a see it or skip it on Barbie. The side pod. Side pod. Yes, I did. I'm yes. to call it the side pod. I quite like that. Anything that's not the main thing, it's a side pod. Side pod. This, this is the main pod. This is the main episode. Yep. Side pod. We're gonna work on. We're gonna work on. Side pod. We're gonna work on better branding than that. Side pod. Side pod. Side pod. And I did spend a fair amount of time ignoring you three. That's almost the chicken wings. That's what I was going for, but no one jumped on. Um, and I did spend some time editing the Larry Hankin episode today, so that oh, should be out before too cool. long. Yeah, um, there's that, and then you and I got to figure out that they were doing Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, yeah, yeah, because we've seen it. Yeah, now we just got to figure out when to record the see it or skip it. I don't want to skip that. No, 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 no. We should do that. Yeah, definitely. So because uh, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the weekend for films. So talk about that in a bit. Uh, as always, we want to start off the the festivities. Today. I feel like I have an audience. It's really weird. <laughs> It's been a while, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've had someone literally watching as we've been going through it. That's good. There we go. A live episode. I'm I'm, I'm all right with it. I'm a a stage performer. I can do this. Red leather, yellow leather, green. Don't call that leather. (laughs) Faux leather. Faux leather. Um, we want to thank who's not foe, but all the way go. And that is our Patreon backers. Yeah. I'm talking about Julene, Hermes, all right. James DeGuzman, Lena Oberholz, Anthony Ian Davies, Hell yeah. Chris Peterson, Woo. Randall, what's your handle, Silva, yeah. Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, The Yeetmeister, Alrighty. Reverend Bruce, yeah. Nate the Great, <laughs> I always worry, Woo. Andy Dixon, Hell yeah. Holly Callan, that's what I'm talking about, Cheesy, with a fish on a bike. Our resident curmudgeon Richard, the cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. Dirk, but his friends call him Diggler. Shy Burger, Freund, and all the way from Nova Scotia, AJ. Hey, AJ. Oh, oh Canada. Canada. It's Nova Scotia, it's in Canada. So here. Oh, is it? Yep. Oh. So, yeah, there we are. That's, our, uh, that's the Patreon lineup. 
Brilliant. Ever increasing. Come on in. If you want to know how you can help keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness, literally, our recording light is on this week. Yeah, thanks to Georgia. And keep that sweet, sweet BFE content coming from the microphone to your ears about two times a week. Please consider joining the Patreon. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. That's less than four U.S. dollars and about five dollars Canadian. Other currencies are available. 541 yen. Nice one. 64 Mexican pesos. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's a challenge. There we go. (laughs) Your challenge is can you remember what countries I've done? Then I've got to see if I can name the exchange. Uh, Ethan, Patreon gifts. We got some people have already received some, so that's great news. It's been cool. Great little gifts. Yeah, they are. Um, Ethan, talk about something. I don't really care after last week. God knows what you'll say, but just <laughs> come up with something. Off you go. I got to panic this time, Ethan. Yeah. So uh, the gifts have uh, shipped out. The European ones are coming to us so we can make them in a little care package. And the North American ones are sort of not drip fed, but because of uh, shipping and all the problems we have from that. There are some that have arrived already. There'll be some uh, extra. So if you are a patron that's in... Uh, BFF with the BFE, there should be at least two more things coming if you're in North America, and wow. then in Europe uh, they should all be coming all together because shipping is a little bit of a nightmare, but some stuff has already started to arrive. So and please cool. share your photos. Yes, yeah, people yeah. do that on the Patreon feed, that's been quite nice. Uh, Liam, you've got some responsibility to post some stuff out. I wanted to show you some of it and give you it so you'll have it. To, we'll talk off mic about it. Okay, yeah, how yeah. to go about it, but one of these is for you. Ooh. So you have to receive this without giving away what it is. <laughs> so you have to do the anti-Ethan on this one. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. That is for you. Oh, that's I'm cool. Very curious Turn it what over. actually looks like in person. Oh, that is brilliant. Okay, so there we are. That is brilliant. Now, that's all Ethan's idea. I'll give him credit on that one. One million percent. Well done. He told well me done, that. Bus. And I went, I went, that's a, I went that, that's a great idea. I said, well, well done. Uh, I imagine she can't read it from that distance. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I will use this. So there we go. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll throw these two kind of over there. You can <laughs> <laughs> Felicity got way too worried by, by Thoracracy. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I feel like she painted a picture. She's, uh, there's, a, there's a couch that's sort of lengthways beside me, and she's sitting on the far end of the couch. So I have the whole near side of the couch with many cushions that I can use to cushion the fall of the item I'm throwing. Well, that's where I normally sit in that bit. I when I'm sit, sleep. Okay, sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that is a dangerous couch. That is a dangerous. That is a dangerous couch. I've lost many hours on that. That's easy just to fall asleep. It is. It is. I've been falling asleep on that couch. People go, "Are you coming to rehearsal?" I'm going, "Oh yeah, right." <laughs> on my way. Or no, it's uh, it's like eight thirty-five. I am not leaving now. That, that, that's that. So there we go. Uh, the next media madness. I've come to a decision because it is the summer holidays. I'm hoping we can find a chance to get together and tackle. Let me know what you think. This is what this is what my messages are made to pitch. Okay, it stinks already. All right, <laughs> oh, top Disney films. Ooh. Oh, that's sixty four. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big one. So we oh, can't nice. really do that as a double. We'd have to come up with like some special recording time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only thing we'd have to do with that. Yeah, it'd be a, it, an extended version. Could you do part one, part two, maybe? Oh no, no, an all no. in one. We have to we have to do it all in one. Now, however, that goes across. Uh, yeah, so it might be a thing where you look at reschedules and go, "When's a possibility?" Because <laughs> the time when you know maybe there's less early mornings for people. You know, 
stuff. So we'll talk about that off mic, but that's kind of what I want to pitch. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's not a right idea. I like Disney. There we go. Who doesn't like Disney? <laughs> that's not the question. Yes, we all like Disney. <laughs> Disney wins. Yes. Yeah, well, I know more about Disney than I do about MCU. Yes. So I could actually well, probably yeah. share a bit more about that. But the, the good thing, I mean, we all have our golden periods of Disney, don't we? I mean, we have ours with uh, Lion King and Pocahontas and... Uh, Beauty and the Beast, and I gotta ask because it's my it's my thought and theory. That's everybody's golden period. So I'm gonna pivot to the young people. I'm just the saying podcast. about our, our generation. Oh, am I right in saying that? Yeah, I'm just gonna it's, pivot it's to the young people and go. Do you look like. okay? I'm, I'm just gonna ask you a quick yes or no. We'll, we'll do the real thing when we do the, the the real thing. But you look at like Little Mermaid through to Rescue's Done. <laughs> no, Little Mermaid is the start, and you go through to about let's say Hercules. I missed Hercules, so probably Pokemon. Well, but let's say about that, like your mid late nineties. I'm talking before tar, whichever one comes last. Uh, Tarzan yeah. and and Hercules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, think Hercules is ninety seven. But then. like, I'm not talking. Uh, I'm not talking Atlantis. I'm not talking Treasure Island. Not that Treasure Island. Island. I'm not talking that. No, I'm talking no, no, no. that golden sort of period versus um, uh, Tangled. I guess I like Tangled. through to Frozen <laughs> Two. Oh. I like Frozen 2. Controversial. No, I was going to say it's Utopia, but that's a bit too early. But what is your what? What is the golden period? Is, is my is my sort of question. The difficult thing is you're you're calling it the golden period, but in Disney, like I know, canon, I know they brand it, it but what is branded like that? So. Well, well, actually, technically, isn't isn't the thing I'm ta- I'm talking about the Renaissance? Um, yeah, because there's the dark the golden period. Is like it's like back in the day. Is it's, it's the second. It's the second golden age. Yeah, the Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. 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 Every age. Yeah. Is a but so my thing is like so when I look at the greatest period. Now, granted, it's also when I think the greatest period for film in general was. I think ninety four to ninety eight in you movies do, do is like, like ninety four to ninety nine. Maybe is like yeah, the yeah. greatest. 93.99. The greatest portion of movies like ever, ever made as far as just quality. More quality films came out in that six-year period. Are you I think, saying than any other time. films I bring to the podcast are not quality? No, because you can have... Because <laughs> that pre No, because, because, because you can have one great film. I just think we had so many of them in such a short amount of time, which is my argument for the Disney can. thing. It's not that you don't have a single film that happened now or, or in, 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 in the newer thing that can, can't hold its own or even be better than the stuff. But you look at the just the, the average level of quality between okay, Little Mermaid and, and and Hercules slash Tarzan. That's a pretty high bar. That is a very high bar. Let me throw I this think, to you then. Do you think the movies you like in that period is because we are still doing practical effects with early digital effects? So we're not too. We're in a digital age now where a lot of the movies are all. I mean, you could do a whole movie now with digital, can't you? Without anybody even being there. To answer your question, I don't think it's anything to do with it. No? <laughs> Uh, I think it's for the same reason that we all like bands first or second album. Is it the ones you enjoyed as a kid as well? It's it's the, it's, it's the, 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 there's a limited okay there's a limited amount you've been experienced to. So yeah, those yeah. things are really pr- important and precious to you. It's like people who like the Star Wars prequels better than the star better than the original Star oh, Wars sure. because because it was their Star Wars. It was yeah, the ones yeah, they yeah. knew. It's the ones they first experienced. Yeah. And I think that sort of counts. I was asking two of our connoisseurs here, but who were younger. Kind of what their thought process was. So, I think there's more consistency in what you're calling the golden age. Yeah, because you look at like that tangled period. There are some real duds. There are some real duds. It's kind of why I started tried to start with tangled because Mm. that's kind of what pulls it up out of what had been a pretty severe nosedive. 
Princess and the Frog. Or Princess and the Frog, yeah. yeah. Princess and the Frog's like, like like a one-off in the middle of a wasteland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you look at what's around Princess and the Frog, it, it's dire. Is that the end? Yeah, no, but Princess, the end Princess and the Frog, I think, segues directly into Tangled. Oh, so is, is, is it the start? Yeah, Princess okay. and the Frog is the last I can give you that. That's is fine. The last it's, it's, the last, it's the last hand. Tangled is the first 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those two, back-to-back, Phenomenal. No, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't hmm. have the range. I like Princess and the Frog. You know, I, I think it borrows a lot from Jungle Book. But we'll talk about that when we get to. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. And it's Treasure Planet. Yeah. I just remember, not Treasure Island. I got Treasure Planet. Name. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, who doesn't want Treasure Island in space? Although <laughs> uh, so uh, some of the it? animations very very strong in that. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, this. There's a mistake. I think I'm I got a few of these this week. You? Yourself? Yeah, the first one's me. I misgendered Shy Burgerfreund. Did you? Yes, I referred to Shy as her throughout last week's episode. Oh, I And yes. he got a hold of me. <laughs> and very and very politely and, and, and class. It was like, it's not a big deal at all. Like, oh. yeah. So he explained his name's of, of, of Israeli descent. I was like, that's cool. But this guy who plays basketball for Canada named Shy should have, like, at least thought to look it up or, or ask a question. No, so yeah. That's and me also going. in Maisel, there's a guy called Shy, isn't there? Shy Baldwin. Shy Baldwin. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, whether that's S-H-Y as a nickname or S-H-A-I, I don't know. But yeah, you're 100% right. So yeah. I made... Oh, oh, he acknowledged, he goes, the, the name does go for both genders. So he said, you know, oh, okay. it wasn't an egregious error, but Georgia yeah. had gone positive. I, went after, I should talk to Georgia about that. I think she's got that wrong. <laughs> nope. There's a mistake. I think you're looking around the room. And this one comes to me. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. I misgendered Ray last week. <laughs> oh, no. I said, I said, I said, Ray was he, and Ray got a hold of me and went, thanks, I'm she. <laughs> it's all good. How is that, how is that possible? Said, thanks for reading out my, uh, my, my message. I'm glad I got you on 10,000. By the way, I'm a girl. I was like, <laughs> whoops. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, but at least that's the last time there's a, uh, oh. There's a mistake. Think this one's on the man on the TV, Ethan. Ooh, oh, no. Ethan. What have I done? Uh, you said Brian Cranston was doing Malcolm in the Middle at the time that he made Save from Private Ryan. Malcolm in the Middle does not debut for another two years at that point. Oh, People no. would know him best <laughs> as uh, the dentist in Seinfeld at that point. I think it was David from Scriptical who brought that to my attention. I thought your timeline was iffy, but not enough to, to, to challenge in the moment. Um, uh, let's take a look here. It's um, another one from you. I don't remember if I sent it to you or not. Uh, I've already got that actually right. there, so but I, we can go ahead and give and give that person credit when when I hit the button again. Uh, so there we are. Um, so yeah, so there's that one there, and then I think there's a half of one here. So I'm gonna play the first half, and then I'm gonna get get rid of it. All right, so that's for Ethan. Oh, I like it. Who did fess up to a mistake he made, but none of us noticed. And he was more than happy to let us keep talking. So I'm going to bring it up now. Oh, no. Giovanni Rabisi. Yep. And he said, oh, he was an avatar. I said, wasn't he in that thing you do? And he went, nope. He oh, no, I did, so, I did say. I started by saying, oh. Ethan corrected it. He did. None of us noticed him correct it. Oh. And he let us keep talking. Oh, so Because oh. Giovanni Rabisi is the drummer who gets injured to allow the whole plot to take place <laughs> yes. in that thing you do. Yeah, but it was, it was when mm. if you go back and listen, when I went, what's the other thing you do? Ethan's very confidently going, nope. <laughs> and then when he corrects, he's like, oh, he wasn't that thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, if you're going to get it wrong loudly, you, uh. you, you fess up to your mistake loudly. That's my... Uh, <laughs> 
concept there. Uh, just some general thoughts about last week's episode. This thing will tighten up properly, and it's doing my head in. Um, and it's that I, I, I sort of was thinking about the role of women in um, same Private Ryan. Ryan. Yep. A fair bit, and thought how every character uh, there was not many women in the film at all. Full stop, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. How uh, every character's motivation seemed to be a woman. Miller's wondering about what's going to happen when he gets back with his wife to recognize who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it Cade? Is is that Giovanni Ribisi's character? Wade Wade, 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 Wade's about his mom and 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 how she wanted to talk to him, and yet it was his dying thought when he well when he dies yeah right uh we've got ribin who shares the story about the big-breasted woman in, in, in the corset and ryan himself shares the story about the ugly woman yeah so it's interesting how at the heart of everything seems to be these stories about women that sort of and these, these thoughts about women that keeps them keeps them going and the brotherhoods around you but what they're fighting to go home to it's yeah. it's it's some form of 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 womanhood and it's 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 a wide variety of womanhood. And if actually I read a bit of uh, research that said in the novelization of the film, um, Ryan's wife is uh, at the graveyard. Her name is Alice. And the the story of the ugly girl, the ugly girl's name uh. is Alice. So the idea being oh. that Ryan goes back and marries his, his, marries his brother's girl. girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. And kind of I never put the link together. Probably like makes right and like gives up his his romantic partnership in favor. But, but it was an interesting little tidbit now. It's not technically in the movie, so it's it's not oh, okay. you can say it's, it's a fun theory. Yeah. But yeah. So there we are. Uh and then I've got one which I'll bring up when we get to it. Some more comments. AJ. Uh hey, newest AJ. member of the Patreon pool. Yeah. From Nova Scotia, which is Latin for New Scotland. Huh. Says oh glad your podcast inspired me to watch this movie this would be saving private ryan i tend not to choose war films even those my husband and i say but there's people in it aka our favorite actors it was gritty raw and sad uh david from skeptical comes in and says not to make georgia feel worse but depending on definition there's been between zero and 26 days of total global peace since the end of world war ii when I was in high school, his uh, history teacher quoted the figure of eight days, and that has stayed with him and says, there is war right now. I, we're in Europe. We're aware. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're definitely aware there's war going on right now. And I'm, yeah, don't need it. Don't need it. No, we don't, do we? <laughs> there we are. Uh, and then continue. So I think Ian explained the reason from the bridge well enough. But I wanted to add that they, <laughs> and he's mentioned, I believe, we're worried about Rommel and his tanks. They did also need to keep some bridges for the Allied advances. The issue is that Ryan's platoon is scattered. Yeah, yeah, the bridge goes both ways. They, they want to keep it, but if they can't keep it, they blow it. They will blow it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom. It's like a... It's like shake, a, shake, shake the it's like, a, it's like a toxic relationship. If I can't have her, <laughs> nobody can have her. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Andy Dixon said, realized that he doesn't listen to pods at work. You've been listening to us for like three years, dude. I hope you haven't just realized to that now. <laughs> I said, realized that as I don't listen to pods at work, the BFE's a more of a whole day event for him on a Tuesday. He listens to his commute to work, his breaks, and his commute home. Oh. Hey, thanks a lot, Andy. Yeah, cool. last, really nice. last week's was a long... Yeah, it's a long <laughs> we hit that four-hour <laughs> mark, didn't we? Back and, work, back and forth to work in the last week, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listening to this. Uh some general shout outs uh dirk but his friends call him dickler says uh said he put up a poll for whether or not i would like barbie it's a very specific poll (laughs) and it came out as uh, i'm trying to see if i can find the results for it really quickly i voted on it did you vote did you vote on it yeah i don't know if you can find it i did are, 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 are you able to find it? Because I can't find it. Off the, if, uh, if you I could, wouldn't. I'm trying to steer some traffic here. 
so the question it, it was it was a variety of things i was very <laughs> i was very intrigued to see what people thought i would think about now whether that mandates they have to see it and then go hmm what do you like this film <laughs> It's very weird. I was the only one singled out, though. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let me know if and when you find that. Oh, I found it. There we so are. the uh, options were: nope, it's average. Let's go party and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's go party and yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel a bit mutually exclusive. They do. Yeah. Like how do you pick between those two? Those are both quite positive. Come on, buddy. and then it's yeah, average. <laughs> And then the last one was no. So I think believe the winning was its average, I think, was leading yeah. like 38% of the vote well. or something like that. I think yeah. that kind of, oh, kind of fits, a safe bit. maybe. We released a theater skip. Yeah, give it a listen, listen and that. see what you think. I will say, uh, Megs, you and I were, were, were part of a group who went and saw it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some random old lady came up to me at the end of it and thanked me or said that I had a very nice laugh. She did. <laughs> this and, is when I said you should have a business card, and the, and that was, yeah for the podcast, yeah. and that and that she was like, uh, she said you have a very nice laugh, and somehow like it, it made her experience of the film better, and I was yeah. like, all right. Speaking of finding things, did you find all the answers? Oh well, I would assume that I have found all. I, oh, I believe I have. Right in I didn't, front of me in a bowl. I, I didn't so. count. There's ones I've. So should I be returning them to the bowl when I when I find them for ne- for next week? I'll try and put them back in the bowl. How about that? Maybe. Okay. For next week, I'll try and put it back in the bowl. Okay. I bet there's one. Because I have found them all over, and I've, I've just been laughing going, okay, that's nice. I bet I put one somewhere. I bet you haven't found that one yet. I don't know. This could be, I, sure. Megan kept saying, put these somewhere, put these somewhere. I was like, oh, yeah, good point, yeah. It's <laughs> well, a army in man the bowl, <laughs> Um, as quick as he's putting them in we're putting them elsewhere <laughs> we want to thank uh, AJ for the love we want to thank Kev Dog. hey Kev for, for the love resident director Kev Dog. yeah uh, GIF of the week dog tag I don't think we had a lot of entries for dog tag I oh, think really? because someone like nailed it like very early on oh okay so Ensign Ian Davies did Top Gun where he throws the dog tags in the ocean yeah it's good and that was a call spade to spade Josh next favorite, favorite movie he won it with one corgi tagging another and saying tag you're it <laughs> uh, so much so that andy dixon did a cat tagging a dog on the nose it's just a weaker version of the of, of the corgi one so yeah. josh your next favorite movie well done on the win well this done. week and speaking of josh next favorite movie we're all we've we, we've all recorded now i believe those of us who are doing best month ever three we have best month with a vengeance yeah so um he's the only person to have us on three times now isn't he yeah, yeah, and he's done. Yeah, yeah three, the the, the 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 four who've sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we 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 we've each done th- uh, an entry each year of these three years. So uh, he he said, "Do you know every film you've brought to me has been Oscar nominated for best screenplay?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I thought you chose." So I went, "No." I said, "I just like a well written movie, I guess." <laughs> so yeah, so I had a good laugh. Well, this is a good episode. Yeah, there was a bit where uh, my connection went, I guess, in the middle of like a five-minute monologue. Yeah. And I was like, I can do it again if you want. And I could sort of see his face go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe also doubting it wouldn't be genuine. But no, I think it was all right. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, I probably talked more about uh, about um, the inspiration for elements of the movie. It's probably more of a, a, a conversation about other things than it is necessarily about, about the movie. But that being said, like, go ahead – we want to encourage as many of our listeners as can. Go check out your next favorite movie before we go on. I mean, we've yeah, been kind yeah. of us on three O's in a row. Uh, I'm told that My Little Miss Sunshine episode is still his number four number episode four. of all time. But what's number one? Well, oh, it was the second Crow movie. The second Crow movie. 
What a load of crap. City of Angels. <laughs> so what I want yeah. everybody to do is we've already done two years of best month ever over there. Go to your next favorite movie. Look us up. Listen to our episodes. Let's knock off the crow too. <laughs> <laughs> crap movie boogaloo. Let's get that out of there. I'm not a big fan of the second. Yeah, you said that when we yeah, did yeah. the ultimate romantic comedy, right? Oh, That's right. Still my favorite. One of the first. Movie. One of the first. That wasn't the first. I don't know, 20 episodes we did. It was early on, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, so there we are. Why not give us a review? Apple or Spotify, I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number. How's everybody's week been so far? I had a great week. <laughs> you want to go into any detail on that? Or is yeah, that, I did okay. a theater summer school. And it was really, really cool. Um, oh. So we basically arrived Monday morning and were given um, a scene and a duet song. Um, that we had to learn and we were doing by Friday and we also then did a tap dance a contemporary dance a musical theatre piece that was like singing and danced and a and a like stood and stood like four part harmony song as well and it was so much fun was it no to summer school no oh no and then you and Megs are still doing Carrie yes okay and Liam you're doing Chitty 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 Bang Bang I'm in some music review, musical review thing. It's all right. I mean, I'm yeah. sitting there going, I just want to go and sing my songs and <laughs> call it. You know, I pick songs I know already, and they keep wanting to do these numbers. Do they numbers. look right for you? <laughs> By the time I'm done, they won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I hear. There we are. So uh, uh, there's that. And then I was writing up uh, from a musical review, R-E-V-U-E, to writing my review, R-E-V-I-E-W. Of your one act uh, film festival performance, sorry, uh, drama act. festival drama performance. Festival, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I look forward to reading it. So, yeah, I'm about 60% done. I was supposed to have it done at the end of the night after I get a hold of uh, my, my good friend Steve and say, Yeah, it'll be tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what what you going to do? No, nah, you know, honestly, uh, you, you did well to critique it with the amount of time you had back then. Yeah. So, to remember all that and uh, write about individual people is quite a task yeah it's 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 a bit tricky because then you compartmentalize and you go i, I, I gotta finish the school year still right yeah. so you kind of just put that off to the side and it's not like you just saw one one act play no you saw what seven or eight eleven i think eleven yeah, yeah eleven and then i was so, i was the lead adjudicator on three so yeah so it's about remembering trying to remember who's who details and, and yeah, yeah. even the things you said yeah you know because you want to sort of touch on those same elements in your written version and you hope you find the sheet of paper or everything on, but some of them you don't. You're like, all right, what did I say? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, whoops. I thought for sure I knew where I put that down. I was wrong. All right. So, such is. Checking in with the morning report. Can we talk about this for two minutes? Favorite. Barbenheimer. Um, it's funny because the first thing uh, George you were the first one of us to encounter any of this because you saw Barbie last week I did yeah yeah there we are I saw Barbie on my birthday there you are Mm. Whoop, whoop. So I cried Barbie. on my birthday that was the Saturday before <laughs> Saturday, last week Saturday. the 22nd yeah and then Megs and I we went and saw it on the, on the Tuesday yes you guys are going to see it yeah we're going to see it over Tuesday or Wednesday aren't we yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's a cultural event. We were talking about that art thing. It's, it's become bigger than just a movie. Like it uh, is a thing. And people mm. are saying that they're helping each other each movie oh, yeah. because of this. It, it was thing. the biggest. It was. I think if I'm not mistaken, it was. It's been the biggest weekend in the history of Cineworld, which is a which is a theater. Um, what do you call it? Chain. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. A cinema chain here in the UK, and it's the it's biggest like, uh, day AMC? they've like, ever had. Fantastic. Oh. 
I have a question for you. Have you put that picture up on the wall still in its box? <laughs> pretty yes. sure that's in a box. Oh, is that not supposed to be like that? I'm pretty sure that's a cardboard box that's still around it. No, it was like wood. It was, it was wood. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Touch it. Touch it, Megan. To, to it, it's wood. No, no, it's wood. Uh, it's okay. wood. That's Trust right me, because I do. I do a fix the the things to <laughs> it. Just it. Looked, it just Bang. looked cardboard. From <laughs> As Megan pulls it off the wall. <laughs> I think it's wood. Yeah. Okay, that's it right. is wood. Yeah, it is wood. I, I, just, I just looked. Trust up me, because the amount of force I had to put to like affix a, a the two sticky things in the back. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if it was cardboard, it would have caved in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day. Well, I'm doing it. Order is best. Some people clearly did, and so we were hmm. talking. I think it was when I went and saw Oppenheimer with you. Yeah, and I was saying clearly you see Barbie first. Yes, because yeah. you wouldn't. See Oppenheimer. Oh no, no! Second. You see Oppenheimer first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's longer yes. and it's the serious one. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And you oh, can sort I'm of. Doing... That, that would just be. The, the, I mean, I'm not, saying, yeah. I'm not saying you can't, Ethan. Please, oh, please no, feel yeah. free to. But so yeah, I'm, was, was I'm doing Barbenheimer on my birthday, so I got my Barbie tea. I'm 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 starting at eleven forty, and then I have like an hour break after Barbie, and I go into Oppenheimer because I know for a fact. The Oppenheimer is I'm is gonna stay with me probably longer than Barbie will because of the subject matter because it's a Nolan oh, film. You'd be surprised of everything. Mm. And I I I think I'd rather leave Barbie on a high. Guy, <laughs> I'm just. No. I will say a friend has been like, if you have a gender moment, like you do, you you might not have as good a time as you think. So that's gonna be fun. No, I just have something to say, and it's not. Yeah, it's, I would just say this. Barbie's not a light, fluffy movie. No. I, that's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, good. Okay. good, good cause, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to spoil it. Do you know the weird thing was? You, you picked up on it, didn't you? You said, I must have been the only person. Well, I was going to talk about that, yeah. Yeah, go for it. So then you and I go and see Oppenheimer. Yeah. And we, we are going to record the theater, skip it. And if we haven't put out there yet in the Patreon, because this doesn't come out to Tuesday, but if we haven't, uh, we'll let you know what day we're recording so that uh, when we do the spoiler-filled version, we will open the lines up, so to speak, and people can join us if they yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Because we did sort of throw out there as, as a possibility. I don't want to renege on that. Um, so, but then we, Liam and I went and saw it and we were, it was packed. It was, no, it? it was, it was a small, a small little cinema. cinema. It was almost like, like an overflow screening really. Yes. But, uh, it was packed. We had to sit in the front row, right up against the wall. <laughs> looking at a big screen. Did I kind of look really big. I kind of felt like Mr. Oppenheimer looking through it. <laughs> <laughs> this giant. <laughs> it might have helped with the scope of spoilers. A bomb goes off. <laughs> and, uh, and so there was that. And then it wasn't until we were leaving that I saw it. We must have been let out at the same time as a, as a Barbie screening was. Because yeah. I noticed a bunch of girls in pink shirts and guessed they probably weren't at the Oppenheimer screening. And then I noticed Liam was wearing a pink T-shirt. And I went, you must be the only person pink t-shirt, who pink wore trainers. a pink T-shirt to, 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 <laughs> to Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. To which point yeah. I went... Why hasn't this become more like everyone's wearing pink to go to Barbie? Why are we not all dressing up like scientists to go see? Everyone's wearing white crazy lab coats hair. and crazy there hair. Is, there is a shirt you can get which says like Barbenheimer and it's the two posters combined. And I really kind of want to get it to wear it. Because it's, uh, the, it's the also, main guy like carrying Barbie, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Killian Murphy. Like, I think they're both doing that the hat thing at the same time. But I, I was I wanted to see it like this week. But I'm I'm going to see it in IMAX in Cambridge because student and all that. Um, in, and a student of Cambridge, student a student of a Cambridge University, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he said that's a Cambridge University. <laughs> 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 and um, I I was looking. 
and my birthday's the 8th of August. That's the first day in, like since it's released that it wasn't sold out. Wow. Like ev- and oh. this is an I I went to see Endgame like I think the day it came out on IMAX there. And that was like two thirds full, but not sold out. That was bloody Endgame. Oppenheim has been sold out in that cinema for like two, nearly two weeks now. I it's think it's it was, kind of mad. I think it was Dirk who recommended we all see Oppenheimer on an IMAX screen. I just mm. say they're not as available as they might yeah. be in uh, North America. It's a bit more of a mm. there's like a IMAX that's within any sort of possible region and it's just and it's not even like imax imax yeah Yeah, it's not what's what's an imax imax is like a massive massive screen oh bigger than you you get more pictures imagine the television in a sense Right. Yeah. No, so, but it's, it's it's huge. The aspect ratio is slightly different, and so the sound the right. sound is like it yeah. travels through out of this. Like there's so slightly many better quality. There's then. like dedicated yeah. speakers for different for different things. channels in the yeah. like even even more so. So it is a more immersive elite yeah uh, cinema going experience. Yeah, and the okay, quality and you pay a premium for it. Yeah, yeah. but the, the problem is every IMAX cinema costs the same. But there's only maybe like. 15 in the entire world that are what they call true IMAX because they use like actual film reels. Because I don't know if anyone's seen, but uh, the Oppenheimer film reel, because it's a three hour film, I think they said it's 11 miles long in total and it weighs so, so much. Uh, and there's only three cinemas in the entire UK that show it in the actual quality, like the actual intended purpose. And it's like, I think they said 18K resolution and all this stuff. And it's like this uh, boxed, uh, four by three aspect ratio with more film because it's bigger and all this. There's only like 15 in the world you can see that in. And because of COVID, some of those screens don't show them anymore. And they cost the same, but the premiums have to go there because they're all in London. So it's like, you know, a hundred pound a film, uh, a, a train ticket to then pay 20 quid to go see it. it. It isn't justifiable. It's a really stupid marketing tactic because every IMAX should cost the same, but it's not IMAX, IMAX, if that makes sense. Real dumb and stupid, and I fell for it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've never seen. I've, I've never seen anything in IMAX in my life. Actually, it's one of those things. Uh, people say those sort of big blockbuster visual th- Avatar. They said you should have seen an IMAX, but yeah. Dark Knight. People are like, you should have seen that in IMAX. Yeah. Um, if it's a seventy millimeter, it's probably the actual format they wanted. Yeah, but probably. even then, it's there's also fake seventy millimeter. So what's the fucking point? Well, we, we we've we've hit a nerve somewhere with Ethan on this. Oh, I I am I am mad about this. I think it's so stupid. Okay, he's a student and he spends so much money to go and see this. That's all right. I also think film is a, like using actual film reels is so cool, and the fact that it's marketed as oh you see it in film reels, but then you probably won't is really dumb. That was the whole reason. Oh. That was the whole reason why we got it later, wasn't it? Yeah, film reels. reels. Because mm. what happens is, I mean, what's more cost effective? We make everybody a film reel at the same time, and you all see it your one month distribution window, and then we just throw them all away, or we make a quarter of the reels, and America sees it first, and then uh, we expand it to Western Europe. Yep. And then we go to uh, other parts of the world. And then you, you know, two years later, David from Script has to finally <laughs> see that they've made a Dick Tracy movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, 
Wow. That's a dreadful movie. Uh, yeah, it is a dreadful movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pacino, but it used to be like that six-month gap between American mm. release date and British release date. Yeah. And it was for reasons like this. But then digital happens, and you can upload something to a server, and everybody just downloads it at the same time on a secure network. And mm. that's why you have a universal blanket distribution for things. So you have Barbie that can be a worldwide cultural event. With everybody. With yeah, everybody. All at once. Because yeah. if, there, if there was any sort of gap in that distribution window, it would be spoiled. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, the edge of the internet's destroyed any of that. Oh. And even then, we sometimes don't get films for like six months. Uh, like, I believe uh, Pirate Radio slash The Boat, The Boat, The Rocked, mm-hmm. they release something like six or eight months apart. Because there's about, but by the time it happens, it had already been released on DVD in the states or something like that. So, oh, wow. as or, or in Britain, whichever one, which I forget which one came first. I but like as movie. a result, it had already sort of like been pirated, uploaded, and people were downloading torrents before it like was released in cinemas in the other country. That's nuts. So, like, if you don't have, and then forget, and then forget spoilers. Yeah, like in a, in a world where Twitter exists, like it's hard enough for me to make it. Like when WrestleMania happens, like you know, if I'm, if I'm working the next day, I'm like I just got to try and stay off all internet so it doesn't just <laughs> pop up somewhere the next day. Like forget three months from now, what would you have done with like Avengers Endgame in the old system? Who knows? Precisely, it's it's, it's mental. But it's just this weird marketing because, like, sorry, I'm real heated. It's like see it in the way the director intended. So maybe like ten thousand people out of all of the audience get to see it. It's like no, that's stupid. And you don't release it in that way when it comes on to like physical media or digital media. In the end, in, in the end, Tenet got absolutely destroyed because of that. Anyway, I-, I can go on forever. I'm angry. Sorry. Let me talk to you. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, Sinead O'Connor died. Yeah, 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 shocked me. Sad time. That didn't shock me though, really. I just wasn't expecting <sighs> to hear it, you know. Just because her was song was last year, fifty six or something. It's one of those ones where I saw yeah. it, and it saddened me. And it's weird as it sound. It wasn't that surprising, no, because she's been battling some demons, and and, and you hope it's not. Mm. But she's been battling some mental health for a long time. Uh, there's a family. She's very vocal about how she's been. Yep. Um. Yeah, and now I'm watching all the um, media publications trying to rewrite the story yeah. of Sinead O'Connor about how well, she was a fierce, but now they're all like, yeah, we were on her side all along. And it's like, no, you though. weren't. They they were. You guys they all they tore her down. crucified her. Yeah. The Guardian is in hot water because I think <laughs> we, they we stood like by their opinion. Imp- we had two implicit puns there. We, uh, <laughs> I said tore her down with the ripping and then yeah. you crucified yeah. the Pope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who wasn't crucified, but, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, strong she, religious. She, she went on Saturday Night Live yeah. and ripped a picture of the, yeah. her mother's picture of the Pope. Was it Chris yeah. Christopherson oh. that pulled her off and said, you know, was it him? I was Joe Pesci was hosting that. Night. I have somebody, no idea, somebody, but somebody she went to her defense and said, "Look, you need to go because you're going to get lynched." Oh, okay. And then there was like she tried to do some sort of show a couple of weeks later and was like booed off stage. It was, yeah, a, Bob, it was a Bob Dylan benefit or something. I like remember that. it very well. Yeah. So yeah. and that was the end of her career, really. Sinead Passard, who we interviewed from Shipwrecked, is named after. Her. Yeah, she I'm not indeed. surprised. Yeah. yeah. So there was um somebody was saying that on Sky they've just released a documentary, and they weren't yeah. sure whether they were going to release it or not. Yeah. And they have. Have they? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But they weren't mm. sure whether they were going to or not. Still yeah. causing controversy. <laughs> Still causing controversy. And on that note, also causing controversy, Twitter is now an X. Oh, oh it's so dumb. Sorry. It's a it? what? Has, uh, have you guys checked yet? Open your phones. It made me really mad because I have automatic updates on and it updated overnight. So mine's still a birdie. 
Mine's not. So Twitter has changed their. Oh, do you not? <laughs> Twitter has changed their. Is yours still a birdie? Mine's a bird. Yeah. Mine's not. In a couple of days, it won't be. An oh. X. Uh, yeah. Elon Musk has bought the company. And, like, you'd figure one of the most valuable things you have going for it is. The, the idea of it. everybody, yeah, everybody you know knows the, the the logo is world I famous. Tweets, he's e- he's yeah. even changing the word tweets. He's now calling oh. them posts. That's boring. Oh wow! <laughs> what? Okay. What, makes our, what makes our product unique? Get rid of it. There's a thing. In, there's a thing called unique selling point, which is for like all products, oh, but especially bit. media products, right? It's nuts. You know why do people like? Uh, Diet Coke. Okay, what's its unique selling point? It's the Coke that I like, but it's just one calorie, right? That's its unique selling point. Okay. Silver, all that, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the unique selling point of Prime? Well, for the longest time, it was you couldn't get it over here. So it was scarcity, right? Scarcity yeah. and the ability to say, I'm one of the cool, you know, I, by, by having one, I'm somehow part of a cool club and I can use that now on my social. Everywhere has them. And then what's going to happen to the, to the sort of, it might sell well, but what's going to, it's not going to be what it was. It's not going to be no, like no. uber present. But Twitter, it's like, what makes it unique? Yeah, get rid of all of it. That's not. What does the X mean then? Does it mean like kiss or is it like X? Like it's it what used to be. He what? tried to change um, PayPal. Yeah, PayPal to X yeah. back in the back in the oh. day when he was working for PayPal, and they basically that's part of the reason he got ousted from being high up at PayPal because they went, "No, that's stupid." The man's and such an idiot. Now he's just got. He's used his rejected idea from paypal and used it for this wouldn't it be and funny if he, everybody just said right i'm not going on this platform anymore. well that's the that's thing they're, tra- happen, isn't it? they're trying to launch threads, the reds it's not hive. it's not the same Red sucks same. threads does suck i haven't tried several we, we, we have our account don't get me wrong yeah. so if push comes to shove we'll have somewhere yeah. to go and we'll figure out where that pl- but we host our patreon group chats on the twitter yeah, uh, for true. us, Twitter has been a very positive space. It has. A yeah. very, very positive space. I know for a lot of people, the experience is, is the opposite. But Twitter can be a very negative space. Uh, I've found, for the most part, nothing but positivity in uh, the Twitter sphere. So, I made so many Star Wars others. friends that I met at Celebration through Twitter. So, like, 90% Twitter's pretty fun. 10% bit of transphobia and homophobia they got to deal with. Block them. And then I'm like, okay, that's fine. But the thing that I find this fascinating is obviously, like, he wants to change the Twitter head uh, HQ to, like, say X and everything. Tried to take down the, the sign. Didn't have a permit. They had to get the police involved. Then he just put this massive light fixture that says X that shines like a strobe light into people's apartments who are all elderly. So, you know, that could cause so many problems there with their health. And, like, whatever. He He's stupid. I hate him anyway. Uh, everyone's saying if he dead names his child, we'll dead name his his account, his uh, app. So sure, why not? Checking in with the morning report. This just in: the BFE wishes to apologize to Megan for suggesting she causes our run times to go long. <laughs> oh, I had the official apology. Yay! It's not, I'm not the problem. <laughs> I came in with rage today. Jeez, Ethan. I'm just very tired today. I'm 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 an angry man. We were hoping to be out by midnight. Let's keep pushing here. (laughs) Uh, Wait game, wait game. I'll play the wait game. I I skipped my way in this week. I just... Why? Yeah. 
I was going to do it Wednesday morning because I went Wednesday morning the previous time, yeah, and yeah. then I had a house inspection and put all my energy into uh, that okay, and didn't make it, sense. so I'll do it this week. That's fine. You can't um, see me instead. I came to see you instead. I've been stepping on my scales. I think I'm up a couple pounds. Um, I think I'm plateauing. That's the hard part. Oh, yeah. You got to push through that. Uh, you got to push through it. And so I was having a conversation. I'm just like, the generally, if you fully commit yourself to something, it will work. So you might get yeah. a plateau one week, but it will work. Mm-hmm. So it's about just continuing to do what I'm doing, and I'm going to start running again, and that's the next. So I'm verbalizing the running thing now, so next week I can either go uh, run, or I can go hopefully, <laughs> yeah, I did some running this week. So I that's five miles that, that, That's the next yeah. step. People you enjoyed running back in the day. Way back in the day. You was a good runner. Enjoyed my running. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. It's, it's, it's a process, right? Yeah. So that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about. All right. Why are we doing this film that we're now 47 minutes into not talking about uh we're doing this film because it's 30 years since it debuted since oh, it premiered okay. i didn't know what they used the world card no not 30 year anniversary so uh where does the time go yes right wow so i asked felix who, who he's only about 27 so he wasn't alive at this point oh okay but i asked him i said he's wise years. before his time though he? He, oh, so wise. we get so much lore about felix each episode so, <laughs> <laughs> someone should be making a wikipedia page about felix <laughs> <laughs> so we can keep track of all the things we've learned <laughs> uh let's have a look at what he said about this week's film a spoof of robin hood in general and robin hood prince of thieves in particular <laughs> oh wow can, can you tell he wasn't really around for this Sean one yeah. <laughs> so there we are i was expecting more felix i'm sorry <laughs> I was just getting into it, and then you cut me off. <laughs> just said. Uh, so there we are. Uh, written and directed by Mel Brooks. Our first yeah, Mel Brooks movie first. here on the pod, I believe. Is this Ooh. the first one? I'm looking forward wow. to doing Blazing yeah. Saddles, if we ever come to that. Some of the things he's done, uh, he wrote and, produ- sorry, wrote and directed the 1967 version of the producers, Blazing Saddles, yeah. Young Frankenstein, yeah, one yeah. I'm looking forward to, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah. And he, he directed but didn't. Right, did he write? No, he directed but didn't write the producers in 2005, memory serves. Or maybe it's wrote but didn't direct. I forget. I might have made a mistake on that. Not one I've seen. I think he, I don't know if you'd have given up writing credit because it is Mel Brooks' is the producers, isn't it? So Maybe it's a writing credit. Yeah. Okay. Because the, the, ti- the official title of oh, that is Mel Brooks' yeah. is the producers. It's based, it's if nothing, it would be based on character. Yeah, based on a story, but yeah, it must be it's, writing. It's the same as Young Frankenstein. It's Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein, isn't it? Ethan, go ahead. Ethan Gore. Uh, directed by Susan Stroman, screenplay by Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. oh, so I knew when I wrote it down, I said, director, I'm like, there's no way he directed this. Oh. He's, he's not a. I, just, I looked at it and went, I'm catching a mistake in real time there. Uh, Co written by Evan Chandler, uh, most f- more famous for being the father of. Uh, the father of a boy who basically helped accuse Michael Jackson of sexual misconduct. Wow. Oh. So the co writer of this, yeah, was the dad of a child who one of the, the big Michael Jackson cases were about. Wasn't one of them called Jordan? Uh, I don't know if it was this one or not. Uh, it was also co-written by J. J. David Shapiro, who is a screenwriter on Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you, what a, you love what, a Travolta movie, don't you? What a movie. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. <laughs> Will I ever? No. Spent most of my summer down by the beach. Of what planet? <laughs> <laughs> just the look of it and the aesthetic of it makes you just go, what the hell is this? This is based on a story by Chandler and Shapiro. Cinematography by michael d o'shea and music by hummy man we've lost ethan i don't know if uh, george if you're able to just sort of reach out to him and see it if, just uh, kept saying internet so I, I, I know that so. i was hoping you could just sort of be our go he's coming back oh is I he okay be, yeah. there he's he is. returned so the first time i saw this we start with you Megan. it was probably 
around 10-ish years ago, either when I was in a Robin Hood panto, because we actually used the Men in did song in that. I think I was playing Maid Marian at the time. Um, or it was when my ex was directing the producer's musical, because um, that was Mel Brooks. So I either watched it one of those times, I can't remember, but it was probably about 10 plus years ago. Okay. So, but all I remembered was the Men in Tights song. That was my only memory okay. that I had of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't see it at the cinema, but I think I saw it shortly after that. And I've only ever seen it once until today. Well, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it twice now, but yeah, yeah. It was, it's been a while. Certain things came to me and I went, oh, I remember that. Or, But I don't know if it's Mel Brooks's, Mel Brooks's writing that sometimes you just go, I know what's coming next. Because he's going to use every single joke and mm-hmm. ring it out as much as he can, won't he? Yep. Uh, Georgia? I thought I'd seen this. I don't think I had. Okay. I think I, this was the first time I'd seen it. I, but, yeah. Ethan? You're on mute, buddy. Oh, there yeah, I don't know what just happened. Sorry, nothing worked. I don't know if it was me or you. But no, I think the first time I saw this, I would have been like 14, 15, and that was the only time I've seen it. So I remember positive things, I think. Did you not go back in time? And uh... <laughs> No, I couldn't, be bo- I couldn't be bothered to quantum leap that far. A few deep cuts today, I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go... We uh, still love you, Ethan. Felicity, what was the first time you saw this? She shrugged her shoulders on an audio format, you had, folks. You hadn't seen it before, though, hadn't you? <laughs> no, it was probably a while ago. Uh, no. I didn't see this in the cinema, um, but very quickly it became a stack. This came out when I was when I was 14. I imagine it came out when you were like 13 uh, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this was early high school in Canada, right? High school, we started around 13, 14 years of age. Oh, okay, we're halfway through. And it was the right kind of film, I think, for that thing. So I adopted it fully freely. Plus, I think, uh, well, the Context Corner, basically the Context Corner is this. There was a big movie called Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. How soon did this come out after that? Prince of Thieves is like 91. Okay. So this is two years later. Oh, it's a bit later on than... Not straight well, well, you, well, you've got to see it. You've got to write yeah. it. You've got to fund yeah. it. You've got to yeah, shoot yeah. it. You've got to edit it. Then you've got to release it. That's true. Okay. So, yeah, I'll this, give it a couple of years then. So I think they struck while the iron was, was proverbially hot. And you've also got to remember the films around that time. You also had um, Hot Shots, didn't you, which was spoofs. You also had... It was a good time for spoofs. Uh, Naked National Gun. Lampage, lo- loaded Weapon. Naked Gun. Naked yeah. Gun, yep. You know, all these ones that were coming out of that ilk of that time yeah so it was a more spoof friendly place than i think i think exists now when was the first scary movie was that after this when was been, the first scary the first scary movies after right, after, scream, after scream which is about the late 90s, 90s. 90s 90, 98 what i'm thinking scary yeah. movie is 2000 yeah is it oh, so again yeah. two two three years after yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so and that's when scary movie not everybody, he, like it went to a different place in, the, different, in that different yeah. different, different kind of humor as far as the spoofs went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned Scary Movie set. off. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. No, I didn't. Um, let's do our deep dive. We get 20th Century Fox and the credits, and there's archers with arrows of fire, and the joke is that the roof of the house is being uh, lit on fire for every time they do a Robin Hood film. <laughs> this is how they do the credits, and it results in villages being burnt down. All the angry villagers shout at, break the fourth wall and yell at the camera, leave us alone, Mel Brooks. 
It was almost a bit Monty Python-esque, some bits of it. I've gotten my notes here. Yeah. This thing, this movie wants to be a Monty Python film so bad. It, it does, doesn't it? Very this film, Holy Grail-ish. This is him going, I'm going to try and do my mm. Holy Grail. Yeah. This felt more Monty Python than Blazing Saddles. Yes. I felt. Did you like the breaking of the fourth wall? In a spoof, I got no issue with Always. it. Always. I, I, I want liked it. it. I, I liked it. Break- I want meta. I want meta in a spoof. I do like breaking of the fourth wall, but sometimes that bugged me in this. Did it happen a lot? About three or four times, I think. All right, well... He looks through the camera a few times. Yeah, that's fine. This is the only vocal one. Eddie Murphy, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He was good for what a movie. (laughs) Um, And so we get the prelude, and we have wrapping men in tights. Yo, 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 Yo. check it out. Fresh Prince. I love this because it's it's the first... Even before we have, like, a, a subject matter joke, it's just stylistically the idea sort of the 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 opposition the juxtaposition of um old english folktale with like early 90s rap that's what i liked about um knight's tale yeah that was very a juxtaposition with the music and what they were doing and how they performed it um that's a very weird movie but a great movie um with this they were supposed to be the minstrels right is that right is the singing is that what they are singing and all dancing people I think they were just Robin Hoods, weren't they? I oh, just think just it's like... Along. They're just merry men, They're just they? merry men. Yeah. Who are, yeah. They're kind of like a Greek chorus. They're telling us the start of the movie and the end of the movie. They don't really exist in the movie itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They just give us the the, the, the prelude and the, and, the, and the coda. I thought they were like an updated version of an oldie English. Will Scarlet was the minstrel, wasn't he, in the original mm. Legends? I think so, yeah. Mm. I believe so. Yeah. Or Poets or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's like Sir Robin's Minstrel and like Spamalot or anything like that, where he's singing songs and yeah. accompanying them Bravely because they're not there. But it, it, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing though, where usually you'd hear and you do have it with the music because you, you know you get the you know uh, I said hey hey I said hey <laughs> hey nani nani hey nani nani <laughs> hey nani nani you know ho ho and the dance moves like mirror they go from sort of like leaning into the camera kind of you know straight aggressive movement to like very straight and uh almost and, long and almost ballet inspired the dance the signet dance there's a little bit of that as yeah well, they do yeah. this one like oh that those yeah. were the famous one lake one yeah um and then we've got um, we we we've been told that Robin Hood is off on the Crusades, is in jail. And we go to Khalil Prison in Jerusalem, and it, it, this is the this is very Mel Brooks. This part here, it has a maitre d for the dungeon, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's very excited because we're so busy, and he's just wearing like one of those like what do they call it? Uh, the sort of the fake fronts oh, to a the, shirt uh, and the, yeah. the bow tie. Like a oh, yeah, thing. I can't remember yeah. what they're called. Yeah, a, it's, it's not a cumberbund because that's no, around your waist. Right, it does have a word. But it's something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got the jacket and the idea that, you know, he's, it's this, this combination of a restaurant, but the restaurant sort of <laughs> policy with like a dungeon concept. Uh, and they said, oh, you don't meet the dress requirement. And so the, it's brilliant because the um, this this guard blocks the camera as he's putting something on Robin's face, which is great because the minute that happens, what is your thought? Your thought is, I want to see what they're putting on him. Yeah, of course. So it's it's way funnier than if we showed you it and then you saw it getting put on. The reveal's the joke. Yeah. And so you find out they've put a, a clearly a, fake a long beard. beard so he matches <laughs> yeah. everybody else who's been there forever on him. And this is where we meet Robin Hood, played by Carrie Elwes, or Carrie Yules, depending on your uh, pronunciation. It is his fourth appearance on the pod. Princess Bride. One. <laughs> <laughs> 
The other two are the, are the ones where he's like really supporting roles. Oh. Anybody? I don't no, remember. I he was in Mission Impossible. That's not something. Mission Impossible, the new one. Oh, he was, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, Talked yeah, about yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, we did. So uh, he's the bad guy in Days of Thunder. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yes, the other you know, racing driver. Yeah, whatever his name was. Yeah. yeah. The hot shot who comes in after, after Cole gets injured. Rusty, I think Rusty. his name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, he's the, he's also the evil. He's the guy who buys all the black SUVs and follows the tornadoes and Twister. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's their enemy who yeah, drives yeah. around. So he just shows up he in the most so random, different in these, so different in these films, like this and Princess Bride. It's it's like the same it's, thing. It's like he's walked out one and gone. If someone said as you wish, like it wouldn't have been a surprise. You know what I mean? No, like he no, looks no, no, pretty no. bang on. He does, yeah. Uh, when Mel Brooks first called Carrie Elwes to offer him the lead role, he thought it was a prank and hung up on him. So, <laughs> okay. uh, he based his performance in The Princess Bride back in the day off of Errol Flynn's portrayal of Robin Hood in The, the Adventures of Robin one, Hood. Fittingly, it was mm-hmm. that performance that made Mel Brooks go, I need to have him play Robin Hood in my movie because he yeah. looks like Errol Flynn. Mm. So, you can see that in the style of how he was jumping around. Yeah. Um, Oh, Mel Brooks said, I had to find a Robin Hood who could be both upper class and a, sorry, I had to find a Robin Hood who could be an upper class twit. <laughs> Carrie is a born hero. He is. He's, he's likable. Which is weird because all of his roles more recently have been a scumbag. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when he was young, he's definitely your like dashing young man hero. Mm-hmm. And so he's being interrogated and he goes, where is your king? And he goes, king? King? What king? <laughs> king Richard? King Louis, King, King Louis. Kong, Larry King. <laughs> Larry and King was a talk show. He was it? for like ever. Yeah. He was this. I, obviously, he got into it when he must have been in radio because he didn't have a face for television at all. He scared the But he had these giant glasses and yeah. suspenders and basically just leaned over a desk and took calls on the air and would just talk back. So his history must be in talk radio. It must be, yeah. But was a huge deal forever and ever and ever. And like, you know, he was your typical old man who marries a woman like 50 years younger than him but he, you know and it was uh yeah it's just kind of a a an institution so uh, uh they ask him for a tongue looseners i'm kind of curious about george's perspective because you're big into practical effects how do you think they did the the bit where they stretch his tongue out it'll be an additional tongue you can get like prosthetic tongues that you would have clipped probably to the back of his teeth or something like that um and then it would have literally just been a piece of rubber without putting too much pressure on his actual real teeth. Well, you'd Unless he had it. <laughs> well, no, the, the thing would stretch. Like, like, yeah, I get that it would stretch, but how much force is it taking to stretch it? Like Probably not very much. This, no. is, this, is, this is where good Foley can help trick you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I was really impressed with that. Uh, and then we meet a sneeze, played by Isaac Hayes. I like Isaac Hayes. Who's beside him? Isaac Hayes. Uh, this is, you Shaft. know... Who, Shaft, but it's also... Chef. Chef from uh, South Park. Chef. No. Yeah. Yes. Oh. This is the voice of Chef. So um, he sits down beside, uh, Robin sits down beside a sneeze, and he, uh, he says, what Bless we you. need here is a great feat of strength. And he goes, au contraire. Now that you are here, what we have now is great strength of feet. <laughs> and they use their feet, and they break out of this prison way too easily, but it's a spoof, so we can forgive it. They break themselves free, but it gets the guards' attention. And they say, what was that noise? And they're all trying to act as nonchalant as possible. And uh, Sneeze says, Robin's ready to sell out his king. And he goes, yes, oh, damn my eyes. And he goes, oh, oh, then good. And he keeps leaving and coming back. And he goes, this will mean a big promotion for me. And they went, go. They went, good news is always rewarded. They went, go, go. And he comes back and goes, on the other hand, 
bad news is severely punished. <laughs> and this is great because I kind of feel a little bit bad for him because I'm in on, I'm in on it now, yeah, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, so all the uh, English prisoners escape, and the guard comes back, and he goes, "I just told him the wonderful news, and I'm, I'm." Oh, I'm in deep shit. <laughs> and then we cut to the beach, and uh, Isaac Hayes is telling Robin to look after his son named Chu. This is our first bless you joke of the movie. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 it's my son's name. He's in England, your country. He's a foreign exchange student. <laughs> Uh, he is headstrong and cocksure, or is that the other way around? <laughs> that would be cockstrong and headsure. Headsure, yep. <laughs> uh, which is a great joke without making the joke directly, yeah, which yeah. which I love. He says, "You need some guidance. Can you look out for him?" And gives him like a black and white photo of him. And uh, Robin then makes a pledge. It was a running joke in this movie that he would make these long, drawn out speeches, and people would have to cut him off because he ran out of control with you know i vow against the strength of my honor against the the, the wisdom of my forefathers against <laughs> okay you must stop now or you'll miss the tide <laughs> and so he goes for a swim into the water and he swims by map and i love anytime you travel by map it's great isn't it? i yeah. like how he just swims the whole way as well swims the whole way and the, the, music, and the music's going row row <laughs> row your boat gently down the stream oh it's one thing i did um before whilst we were practicing for um rehearsal of the day i sat at the piano and learned how to play row row the boat in three different keys i'll have you know that's my best i can do on a piano well done you what's that it? one i'm learning row, 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 c b and d four part harmony that's the entertainer i'm learning that on the piano at the moment the last time i was learning the plagues i used to teach in this room i came back from from break once and the school i was working at i don't work there anymore um, had taken all the computers out of my classroom, which is difficult when you teach film studies when yeah. the students need to be able to edit film. So I did find these computers they could use to write their screenplays on. Instead, it was a music room, and we weren't using it for anything. So I had these pianos and keyboards in there. So while they were sitting there typing up their, their coursework, for the most part, unless they have a problem, they're pretty much set. Yeah. So I just sat at the piano and learned how to play Coldplay's Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so. By ear, I bet. Uh, no, I downloaded like a like oh, a uh, okay. no, not 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 with a piano. That's a bit more sophisticated for me. Yeah, because you can hear a note. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I can. I can. I know when I'm on the right note and when I'm not on the right note, but I don't know what note it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was doing something actually. It was very similar. I was with my uh, friend Paul. We were doing uh, some stuff for this musical review, and I set up someone. You need to be up here, and I'm like, I know who I used to do stuff. With. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that changed. Um, and so uh, we go from row, row, row your boat gently down the Rule Britannia should be our national anthem. Why isn't it? I know. It's, it is the better song. Save the key. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because God's the key. It's fine, but it's it's very just dun 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 dun. It's like okay, that's like six six notes total, as opposed to you know, it's like Britannia. It feels because it's not accurate anymore. We do not rule the waves anymore. We don't have an. I ever sent him victorious, happy, and glorious. No, but that, that's a hope. That's a hope. That's what we're hoping to do. Well, we're hoping to rule Britannia. Wasn't rule Britannia. No, we're not. No, not the whole, like, Isles. Rule Britannia rule the waves? Uh, yeah, that, that implies... The, that's in, who does if we don't? Implies the empire. But no it's one, more about the, the whole colonisation, though, yeah, as well, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's very it? much so a colonisation song. Yeah. Let's just yeah, rewrite it. We can rewrite it. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. 
Same tune, just rewrite. Yeah. I've never heard a single person sing God Save the Queen or King with anything less than the most monotone, uninterested. You have not heard football oh, fans yeah. on international. <laughs> I love it when they, when they sing it and then they go, you know, they sing God Save the Queen and all that. And then they go. Oh, no one I remember. Words. I remember 1998. 98. Oh, so 25 years. No, 98. Euro 96. Was 98 it? was a World Cup. World Cup. Oh, yep. okay. England versus Argentina, oh, the Beckham the, match. Was that the, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The match where, where Beckham right. gets his red. Right? He so, didn't even touch him. But I remember the second, you see that? <laughs> I remember the second half. And they're coming out, I think it was nil-nil or 1-1 or something like that at the, at the break. And they come out and the camera follows them from behind. And the World Cup was being held in France. Hmm. And so as a result of being in France, like the whole crowd is is, is, is English basically right yeah. and they come out and the camera falls them out and you hear the no one's prompting the fans are just starting to sing god save the queen on their own right and they come on out and it's just thunderous <sighs> because it represents not not queen and country it represents our football or our, you know our football players are better than, than than their football players yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah um talking of football chance apparently tom jones's delilah which is used as the welsh team or something sure they've dropped it okay because apparently that's not politically correct anymore. What's, what's wrong about it? I don't know. I just read something okay. about it. And he's been... If we find out Caroline wasn't really that sweet, are we going to have to change? <laughs> <laughs> but, he's, but he's been making a thing now where he sings it at every single concert. Yeah, because he's Welsh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's proud of it. That makes people. more sense than Sweet Caroline with the English team. It does. Because uh, for anybody who's thing? not there, the English team have adopted Sweet Caroline It was by, over the, uh, the Women's World Neil Cup Diamond. that it was adopted, but I think, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Song, because though. of one of the players. Was she it? called Caroline then? I'm guessing. Uh, I think, I think, I think. Or was it just was it just used a lot then? As I it? think it's been used adopted by English football club, the, the English national team, both both men and women. Uh, okay. And so you would have heard a lot of it when they were on their yeah, U- yeah. European Championship run. But it was also big when we did. Uh, but I don't know the genesis of it. No, I don't know. But I don't know. It was big when the women like would winning the World Cup, basically. But yeah, it was just that it was adopted so quickly by by the. I I, I shared the story about when we went to the, uh, when I went to the baseball game and I had to tell the woman behind. She's like, "This isn't even. It's a Boston. It's a Boston song." I'm like, "Lady, you're not getting it." <laughs> yeah. we're not in boston we're not in chicago you're in england i said this but i thought the english team She's like, i don't think they should so i just turned around instead <laughs> sang with my two pints out to the crowd and was commended from a by another stranger for my singing voice so my my, my laugh and my singing voice See? i should have business courage you're not wrong you should i you, should you could have said listen to my podcast listen to my podcast you can hear my opinion on the film there you go i Here think go. i found the reason why delilah has been banned from wales rugby stadiums now i don't know can delilah you, can you share this with us in 90 seconds or less yes now okay. i don't know the lyrics of delilah well so someone will have to like verify if this is true because of its lyrics which contain violent connotations the song uh, is about a woman called delilah who is stabbed by her jealous husband as he finds her frolicking with another man. Yeah, the yeah, husband pleads oh. for forgiveness for her, of her dead corpse at the end of the song. Oh, I didn't okay. actually... I've never listened to the lyrics that... I just remember the... Delilah, Delilah. Yeah, I just know the why, why Delilah yeah, why, part, why, but I've why, never, I don't know why, anything else. Yeah, if you do listen to the lyrics, they are, they are pretty sketchy. Mm, okay. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. I, I can, I can, I can kind of see that. <laughs> Uh, I'm just taking a look here for uh, what's going on. What's with, going on? Uh, why do the England fans sing Sweet Caroline? Oh, uh, yeah, the Women's World Cup's on. I've not watched it because it's in New Zealand and it's like 2 a.m. matches. I don't care enough to be up at that time. Okay, so back to my comment about why we're <laughs> listening to Sweet Caroline. Uh, the first reference to it in football teams was when Arsenal played it after the 2017 FA Cup semifinal win. Mm. 
and it caught on from it was adopted by aston villa uh the england cricket team and even tyson fury (laughs) so it just seems that everybody kind of found it around the same time and start and just started running with it it's it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit nebulous yeah so um canada see this is a hard one for me because usually when i go into like major sporting events with my dual nationality, Canadian and, and England, generally I can do, it's really easy to pick what team I'm going to support. Because mm-hmm. if it's ice hockey, well, of course you you, you, got you, ice you, hockey. you go for Canada because Team GB's ice hockey teams, you know, learning the skate still. But then you go to like <laughs> football and it's like, it was cute that Canada made the World Cup this past year with the men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but really you're like, yeah, it's gonna, I'm going to support England on this one because let's call it spade a spade. But, <laughs> but with like the Women's World Cup, Canada's the defending Olympic champions. Oh, wow. But England are the reigning European champions. Right, yeah. It's very. You can support both of them. I am. There yeah, women's football has right. come on a lot. I don't know why that doesn't get. It's, defi- it's definitely come on a lot. I'll definitely give In you that. In the last few years, it's definitely. Its profile is, 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 is multiple times what it previously was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. I actually enjoy women's football sometimes more than men's. Uh. I don't like it when they just, you know, when they, you know, when they kick the ball out, don't they, into like halfway line, and yep. then and then they kick it back to the goalie, and then they kick it back to them, and kick it back. You like you pass between your own players, but you're not going anywhere further forward. Just you're ready. too you're, you're too ADHD for football. Oh, dude, I'm on my hoofer. <laughs> <laughs> kick that motherfucking thing forward. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, where were we? Um, oh, so. Um, Rule Britannia is how we got on this. Ooh, <laughs> and uh, Robin comes out and he kisses the sand a few times and then he spits it out. Isn't there like a Hollywood sign? Yeah, thing I know it's the England. Hollywood yeah, sign. Yeah, the, the uh, England. England Hollywood sign. It's great. And he goes, my kingdom for a horse, which I think is King Lear. Richard III. Richard III, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I knew that, yeah. I knew it was something that I'd seen before. And then a bunch of soldiers are beating a guy up, and uh, Robin checks his photo, and yeah, it's the same guy he sees previously. And he says, a chew, and all the soldiers say, bless you, except for the guy they're beating up. Um, at the time, a chew says, I hope someone's getting a video of this. This is a Ooh, reference to the Rodney, Rodney King, King beating yeah. in the early 1990s when a group of LAPD officers beat a black motorist oh. and a bystander captured it on video. The acquittal of the officers is what sparks the LA riots. And this is a chew mm, played by that. Dave Chappelle. Wow. Like the first Dave Chappelle thing yeah. ever. Wow. So, man, Dave Chappelle's been all over it. He's been the he's been oh, the, he's, uh, the 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 dream of pop culture, and he's uh, been the bane of pop culture. He's good mates with Elon now. Did yeah. you see? He had him on it like a, a show, and everyone booed Elon Musk. And then he was like, "Oh, it's just poor people that don't like you." And I'm like, "Oh, that's 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 not good." You've really got a thing for Elon Musk, today, haven't you? <laughs> oh, I just I'm I just I dislike the man so much. I keep seeing Nazis on my page, and I hate it. Dirk, here's your next poll. Go ahead and find something for Ethan. Um, <laughs> do so. So he says, uh, "Watch my back." And so, I mean, this film is, is a spoof, so you can get away with some of the stuff. Because some of the times you're like, "How do you not get this reference and what it means?" But on the flip side, it's yes, going, but, it's but, a bit silly. but you're a spoof, so you're but supposed I to know take liberties. Going to do this every time. As soon as they say something, you know that you're going to go, you're going to ring this. Even line. at 14, I don't like this joke. No. But watch my back. 
gets punched, your back just got punched twice. And it was time out. Excuse me, bad guys. I am running out of air. Got to get pumped. For the younger people, I'm not sure if you know about these. These were actual shoes that Reebok had out at the time. Yeah, for Jordan Airs, weren't they? No, they weren't for Jordan. They oh, were Reebok. They? This was like Shaq oh, shoes. Oh, Reebok. Oh, yeah, okay. so Reebok did, did the pump. That was how they were going to... And it was it was the cool thing for a while. And you pumped it. And what I it did was it those. sort of... I don't know why you want air in your... I don't know if it was your... your, your I don't think it was the, the shoe. I think it was like the, the sole. Was it? To give you Just some cushion or something like that. Yeah. But okay. I, they, you did it on the, t- on the lip, on the... Yeah, on the, on the tongue. tongue. How yeah. often would you have to inflate it, do you think? It was, it was a gimmick. It lasted yeah. a couple of years. But for those two years, it was like huge. And apparently, if you overdid it, Runs you could... you got a puncher? It could... Well... <laughs> The thing was, they no like, hope. yeah, no was hope. it? Do they explode. <laughs> There's your hundred and ten dollars. The RAC. <laughs> Nike, Nike Air do that now. You can punch. You can puncture them. They usually don't blow them up, but like the they've got the air bubbles in the in the heels of the soles of the shoe, and they can puncture, and then you just walk around with like a floppy shoe. Yeah, I've had ones with with a little. I've had Adidas shoes that have that same sort of. Here's your air thing in the side. I've never punctured it because um, I think they protect it pretty well against that, but. Uh, uh, that's the problem the air ones are like it's a clear bubble where it is like full of air so if you like kick your heel into something they do they do burst sometimes okay um so i was just going to a nice walk down memory lane yeah, to go look yeah, at these yeah, shoes yeah, yeah. and then i was uh, never into brands back then so that was hard for me to i never had, I, 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 remember, I never had expensive shoes. I, no i didn't no. i remembered them i just didn't have them uh and uh robin asks uh Achoo, do you know praying mantis you kidding? You're looking at him. My next line is, this is not aged well. Because they all act like they're in a kung fu movie by making mm. sort of the sounds and gestures. Now, the past is a different country. We don't live there. So right. in, if you do this in 2023, absolutely out of line. In 1993. There's a few bits like that, though. In this there's film. a few bits yeah, like that. And it's the idea where you go, you look back at the office, and there's things in the office you couldn't write or say or do today. Far from it. But yet, The Office is like the number one downloaded show on 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 Netflix. So we all get our a little bit on our high horse when we go. We yeah. don't like these things, but then oh, but don't don't change the old things because and that's true because they did they didn't know. Not they didn't. It was it was just it was a different time. Perspective changes. Perspective changed. Um. Yeah, I sat there and I winced. It wasn't like I was going, oh, this is hysterical. No, you just don't get comedy. But I'm not giving it too much of a, I'm not giving it too evil of a judgment. I winced and went, we, oh, man, we got that one wrong. But I don't know if it's ignorance changes or just we, like, as times progress, we've sort of all opened ourselves up to more. I think how we view things, how we view things now is completely different how we view things back then. Well, I think if you looked at, um, population ratios i think we were a fairly homogeneous set of countries yeah at that point uh early 90s i think uh large portions yeah if you looked at the at the sort of uh, uh makeup um population wise of various cultures in 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 all of our respective countries mm-hmm. i think it was a lot more a lot less uh globalized yeah and then as, as we get there we suddenly go Oh, because what causes these things? It's not knowing the other person's story. It's no. it's believing the stereotypes. So for you know, for for a large portion of the audience, this would be their knowledge. You see a movie like this, you had to have the accompanying sounds that went with it because that was what those movies sound like. Yeah, so and, they're making an accurate representation the of the movie yeah, yeah. and of the dubbing. But do we have the right to do that? That's a nuanced conversation yeah. we hadn't had yet. No, so, but I still winced and went. This has not age well. That's, that's <laughs> no, not what I have. No. 
And so they beat up all the bad guys and they run away. And one last guy decides he's going to get a thing going, you haven't seen the last of us. And Robin pins him to the tree with six arrows. And he goes, you've seen the last of us. And we go to Loxley Hall. It's being repossessed. You There's, make it sound more funnier when you talk about it. <laughs> no, that's what Georgia says about uh, Austin Powers, isn't it? We go to Loxley Hall. It's being repossessed. He reads the, uh, the I guess, deed that justifies it being taken away. And he goes, signed by Prince John's official accountant, H.M.R. Blockhead, which is a pun of H&R Block, which is a main sort of uh, accounting it's like a real cheap accounting firm in, uh, in, in the United States. Oh, Canada. yeah, I've been way Oh, really? Okay, so H&R Block, you know, they'll be like, hey, we'll, we'll have your tax refund for you tomorrow, and if we process it for you, you give us 10%. Okay. And, or $30, whatever's, whatever ends up being more expensive. Yeah, yeah. And you go, okay, yeah, you have 10%. And so they'll give you the money tomorrow. And so if they get enough people to give them that 10%, they make out like bandits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an appeal for people who are too lazy to do their own taxes. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's that. The, there's a joke there, and that's part of the problem of a movie like this is some of the jokes aren't going to cross over you know, all boundaries. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. So, so Robin, I thought, I thought this was Harold's moving castle. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like how it was moved. Wow. <laughs> I wish Georgia had been here for that joke. I might just pause a little bit and see if she can get back out here in time because that's very good. I like the wide load <laughs> sign at it. the back of it. Huh? The wide, wide load, load. sign. Yeah. Yes, the wide load. Yeah. And Robin starts to make one of his vows again. I vow against my family's honor. And the guy's, yeah, it's great. You vow, we move. Come on, <laughs> boys. And of course, it's just the facade of the front of a castle and everything's left behind. And uh, we meet Blinken. And we meet Blinken as he's on the toilet. But, Georgia, I do want to bring up the fact that I want to have you access to your, to your mic for when we say this. But Liam didn't get the H&R Block joke, which I imagine you didn't get either. He said he mistook the bit when Robin's castle gets repossessed as Hal's moving castle. <laughs> 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 that's about as much as you can get from George. <laughs> uh, we meet Blinken, and he's reading a Braille Playboy magazine while sitting on the toilet. That was funny. I thought this was. <laughs> Is he blind? I never would have known. <laughs> And then he crashes into a Venus de Milo statue, which, of course, has always been there, but he's encountered it for the first time. And he goes, oh, you've lost your arms. Master Robin, you lost your arms in battle. How terrible. And then his hands make his way from the, from the arms to the breast. And he sort of passes, but she grew some nice boobs. And he goes, blinking, I'm over here. At which point he thinks he's still real person. He goes, ooh, later. <laughs> <laughs> You know and never right. goes back for her. Never goes back for her. If is Frank Oz still alive? I think so. Because if he stopped, he's doing retired this, though. If he stopped doing Miss Piggy, you'd be great at it. <laughs> <laughs> <Hi-ya>! <laughs> um, then uh, Robin's like, uh, so he's like, oh, well, where, where's, where's my father? And he goes, oh, you haven't heard. Your father died. Oh, you oh, you were away. And he goes, my mother. He goes, oh, she died of something or other my brothers all they all died of the plague (laughs) my dog pongo run over by a carriage my fish goldie eaten by the cat my cat choked on the goldfish (laughs) (laughs) i think blinken might be the best part of this movie he 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 made me laugh more than anybody consistently 
He reminded me of somebody, but it's hard to tell with the glasses on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did remind me of some sort of comedic person. Okay. I didn't think that was the person I was thinking, though. He said, your father wanted me to give you this, and he provides an amulet. And he goes, oh, he was He says, he says uh, yeah, your father's the inside is the key to the greatest treasure in all the land. I'm a bit concerned why he, Robin's father has got this. And he pauses <laughs> and goes, you, can you, I? Yeah, you could jump in the head. Would you? <laughs> yeah. But he pauses and goes, can I keep it? <laughs> no, Robin, I think I'd like to keep my father's wishes intact. To which point Blinken goes to put the, the key around his neck. And he's nowhere close. So Robin just sticks his arm out so he can. <laughs> I think again. I think Blinken's you're making this sound more funny. Blinken is, Blinken is so funny. And then Blinken meets a is chew. He, is he is he Blinken funny? Oh, he's Blinken funny. Blinken meets a chew, and he goes, "A chew here." He goes, "No, no. a chew." And then a boy runs up and faces the camera and holds his face and screams. I'm curious, Georgia, Ethan, did you pick up on this reference? It's a reference yeah. to Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get this reference when I was when I was younger. Not until oh, I well, I did, but I didn't understand why. Home Alone had just come out in ninety one, ninety two. So it's just them making and the, the boy looks like what kind of yeah. close enough. So he does the scream. What? Yeah. So what spoofs would do yeah. is basically like Loaded Weapon was bad. It just what other movies can we reference? On the sequel, ah, okay. There's a lot. So this is probably yeah. my first exposure to postmodernism. Really, it's oh, films okay. like this where they're just referencing other films. Yeah, yeah. And he runs up screaming, holding his face, and then we meet the sheriff of Rottingham, played by Roger Reese, who I think is great in this as He's well. Uh, it's his second appearance. I don't be surprised if anybody, if anybody remembered his first appearance, I'd be stunned. No, because I kept getting confused with that guy from Twin Peaks. No, it's not him. No, but, but I know but, you're, you're thinking of comic. McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like an American version of the same actor. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Taller, though. Yeah. Um, Roger Reese would be... Uh, 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 is it Robin Concord? I believe that's his name. From Cheers. Oh. Yeah. He had a recurring role on Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was also, yeah. though, he was in The Prestige. Oh, who is he? Yeah. He has a recurring role as uh, Hugh Jackman's lawyer when Jackman is uh, Cordlow. Oh, and okay. he's arranging all the stuff on his behalf because we don't want to show you who Cordlow is just yet. Mm. Oh, okay. I've already seen the film once, yeah. so it's hard to remember. So you're telling me you weren't watching closely? I was asleep on the couch. <laughs> what happened in the end? Yeah. And then he goes, over that boy hand. Now, for something I wasn't that big on, it was this joke they had to keep doing where he got all his words mixed up. Oh, yeah. I didn't think it was funny the first time. No. So I definitely didn't think it was funny the 20th no, I time. I didn't think that was that funny. He just spent oh. time trying to work it out. And then he yeah, goes, yeah, oh, okay. what has he said? And then they oh, have to yeah. tell you what the boy. Hand over that boy and robin humiliates him he cuts off the uh stirrup to his horse and he ends up landing underneath it that's been used many times he goes loxley you've really you're really pissing me off to which point it chew goes if i was that close to a horse's wiener i'd be afraid of being pissed on <laughs> which it's it's lowbrow humor right it's a dick joke yeah yep uh, and he goes, kill them. And Robin just grabs his sword and just like, and it's a point of view shot from Robin's perspective. So you just get the sword at the camera. And he goes, wait, I've changed my mind. <laughs> and they and they leave after making some sort of vow against him. And his uh, guards follow behind him. And a joke that wasn't done enough was they had like the everybody playing kazoos behind him. 
Um, it was like, they actually have kazoos, they just make noise. I was waiting for the coconuts to happen, but that didn't happen, obviously. That would have been a hell of a rip-off, wouldn't it? That would have been, they could I watched a movie recently that had a hell of a rip-off. That's all I'm going to say. And so... Um, Robin then vows to right the wrongs and, you know, introduce folk dancing and save the forest. And the kid's like, yeah, okay, okay. Well, I better be going home alone now in case you oh, missed what movie he's referencing. Yeah. And uh, oh, he doesn't go- even pick that up. And he, no. he puts his hands on his face and screams into the camera and runs away. So before you think he's doing it because he's being chased, and it's like this is just the way this, <laughs> this kid moves from place to place. <laughs> I need to rewatch this now, now that you've given me all these tidbits. And they're like, what a bizarre child. <laughs> Uh, this this film really wants to be a Monty Python movie. It does, it and, does. It, and it doesn't succeed because that's just, I mean that's almost like Tim the Enchanter and like what a bizarre performance. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's really close to that, isn't it? Uh, then we uh, switch for the first time. Our our uh, psychic distance, uh, our alignment moves beyond Robin, and we get introduced to Maid Marian, played by Amy Yazbek, who I've never seen in anything since. No, but she's got that familiar face about her where she could have been. Do you think because she looked a little bit like Mary Elizabeth Mastrantino, or whatever her name is? No. Wait, is that why she got it or why she didn't do anything she else? Looked, she had that look about her, like in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mary Elizabeth was... Oh! She had that look about her, didn't she? The big curly hair and... It was very high. Yeah. It's very high. Yeah. Uh, Mel Brooks said she's one of the best things in the movie. There's a wink and a tongue in cheek about her that's very compelling. Uh, and she sings the song. She, she does. She she mimes it the song. Mimes, yeah. She dubbed. Yeah, both both of the lead actors were dubbed in their songs. Uh, Marion, <laughs> Marion. The, um, the, so- the songs in this were pretty good. I did like the songs. Yeah. Next thing you'll be telling me is that um, uh, Zac Efron was dubbed in the first first movie yes he was it was a she was it was a canadian guy singing all those songs she was in a show called wings oh she is in wings i yeah. know her yeah the the, the big Sick things off. it's mentioning mm-hmm. is is this wings and the mask wings also gives us tony shalhoub's start in, in hollywood here's tony shalhoub. oh really he's we talked about this like literally last week we did th- like, literally we did talk about this last week. Oh, did he we? is Midge's dad in Maze. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> of course, yes. Tony Shalhoub. Is that his name? Is it? Yeah. Um, he was also in um, 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 Men in Black. Yes, he was. Yeah. Which we've done an episode on. Go check it out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. So the song's interrupted by a broken pane of glass, and I, I used to think it was like a someone spying on her, <laughs> but it's the cinematographer. Yeah. So yeah. This happens to happen at the moment that she's in the bath, though, that the camera gets a bit too close to things. Yep. Perhaps, perhaps. 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 This is, it's, it's fun because they play with the idea of when do they know they're in a movie and when don't they know they're in a movie mm-hmm. and what, is, what are the rules of that? It, there it's, are no it's, a bit, it's a bit playful. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mind it's that. It's a spoof, though, so you can... It, sure. It's, and she's, she's completely like, oh, someone's there. Oh, I'm just hey. keep singing as I sit here topless He's in the bath. Well aware, yes. <laughs> And there's way too many dissolves as she sings her song. Like, one dissolves into the next. I'm like, okay. Her song ends. Broomhilda comes in. She wants Marion to get out before she rusts. And that's her first what? And then she stands up, and we get the reveal. She's wearing a chastity belt, a metal chastity belt. It's an Everlast. Uh, Everlast make boxing, boxing equipment. equipment yeah. But I guess the Everlast is just the idea that it's strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to break through it. No, it's a brand, isn't it? Yeah. 
And Are we going to talk about Breamhilda? What do you want to talk about her? Is she in the well, She's been in a film that we've reviewed. Shut up. I don't know this. Yeah. Shut up. Okay, what is it? She, or, 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 or give me a hint. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Georgia dressed up as one of them. <sighs> no. Yes. W- what did she dress up as? A witch? No. Uh, oh, a Georgia Peach. Scene. Wait, she. Oh, yes. I'm doing the face you do. <laughs> She's the one who's too ugly and they won't take her. Yes. <laughs> Flippity dibbity off. Yeah. Wow. I spot that. She, like, like, why does she look familiar? Shut yeah. up. Yes. You That's amazing. I thought I thought I was sure you was going to pick up on this. No. So as soon as you was, you know, going over, I was like, what? <laughs> I think probably look her name up. There we are. I have to get her name down because that's her second appearance now. I have to definitely yeah, get her second name appearance down. on the podcast. On the pod, yep. Yeah. Um, so there we are. And she wants, so we said that. Um, the Wish and Marion says, oh, because there's a little bluebird lands on her uh, on her hand. It's, like it's, 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 it's more like a blue jay than a bluebird. But, yeah, blue okay. jay, ooh. There we are. There we are. Yeah. Um, and she goes, what's your wish? Oh, I wish for a kind, gentle man who possesses the key to my... And they both, <laughs> they both looked down at her chastity belt and she goes... Heart, (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because the lock for her chastity belt, yeah, in the shape of a heart, it is. There we are. Mm -hmm. And then um, the sheriff returns and meets, and we meet Prince John, played by. There's a mistake. Think I I was waiting for this. I've been referring to this forever as John Stewart. That's Mm. not John Stewart. It's Richard Lewis, which uh, I believe it's shy. Yeah. The shy guy himself? Yeah. Yep. It's the name of a character in Mario, as you brought up last week. I so shy guys. Shy guy. There we are. The shy guys. <laughs> the try guys. The shy guys. Oh, okay. Shy guy. Shy guy. Eat the menu. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> uh, where am I at here? Oh, so, yeah. So, it's not. It, apparently, it's a common mistake. But, yeah, it's definitely a mistake. Oh, I didn't mention this and definitely should mention this. There's a mistake I think I made. This one's on me, but also all of us, because we all made the mistake, but I was just the one reviewing the film, so. Mm -hmm. The guy who kills, well, maybe not Meg, so she didn't pick up on it. The guy who kills fish is not the German they let go. Oh, okay, good. It's a different German. At which point I'm like, Oh, but My Way's a better movie. It is a better movie, yeah. Because he's so paralyzed by fear, he can't stop the thing. Because you'd have thought if he'd... Yeah, yeah I, we let you go. You're not supposed to do this. Yeah. And then why does he let him? Like, it's a much better... Much better. As opposed to you're just a coward. No, no, I'm giving you my life because you gave me my, my my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, now we're even. Thanks for that, buddy. And he's like, no, I don't want to be part of this. And yeah. then he shoots him. Better movie. Much better. Yep. Yeah. Way yeah, better that movie. That would have yeah. been. He does the guy they let go is the one that shoots Tom Hanks though, isn't he? At the end. Yes. Is he? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And Upham does shoot the guy they let go at the end. That part is still true. But the guy, he's he's much younger. I don't know. It just yeah. You just I guess you you want to make connections where mm. you see them, but also because it would have been a much better movie. I say, say you should do, you know get your business <laughs> card and do your own screenplays. I still laugh when you say Upham. Stephen, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the guy says in uh, yeah. Die Hard, isn't it? Yeah. Lex Fitcher 25 <laughs> year Bobby. mistake. Yeah. You know that Greg film Hill. you know that film you kinda Yeah, put that best director Oscar away. They well, missed. They missed what I've got. Well, when mm. they redo it and they re restore it and re 
re-edited it with, with, <laughs> but, with, with six actors and a bunch of CGI they'll walls CGI they'll CGI the hell out of it <laughs> and put it your way yeah <laughs> great um, just like Lucas did in Star Wars <laughs> so um, it was said by Mel Brooks he said we decided that the wrongest guy in the world to play Prince John so we looked around and we said Richard Lewis and he's he's fantastic as little John he's smarmy he is isn't he yeah, he's a little bit charming. <laughs> he is a little bit charming. Are you yeah. on about Little John or Prince John at the moment? I'm on about Prince John. Okay, you just said Little John. Oh, you sorry, Prince John. John. Sorry, <laughs> Prince John. Prince John. He's he's charming. He's funny, and um, Richard. This is mole guy, right? Yep. Yeah. Richard yeah, Lewis. Mayor. Yeah, the guy was Prince John. The one yeah, I'm just making the, the one I'm with the crown. Sure. I'm making sure. <laughs> the one who could have been mistaken. The one who could have been mistaken for John Stewart. The other guy ain't getting mistaken for John Stewart. That's why I was making sure. I just wanted to also say mole guy. Richard Lewis said of Prince John, (laughs) the part he was playing, he says, Prince John's an (laughs) idiot. He's nervous. He yells. He screams. He needs tremendous therapy. Um, And Prince John doesn't want to hear bad news. The sheriff's there to give him. He says, why don't you tell me the bad news in a good way so it won't seem so bad? (laughs) So he starts laughing and goes... (laughs) Robin of Loxley's back. He just beat the shit, shit out of me and my man. <laughs> <laughs> he hates you. He loves your brother, Richard. I think we should have all news like this. <laughs> and he's going to lead a rebellion. He wants to see us hanged. <laughs> We're both in a lot of trouble. Richard <laughs> goes, this is terrible news. Why are you laughing? And he's like, but you told me to. He's like, shut up. <laughs> Uh, he's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he goes, I'll go talk to Latrine. And in case we're like, who's Latrine? He goes, you know, the horrible, hideous creature who tells me my, my, my fortune. I'm going to go talk to her. And the sheriff's like, oh, she's ugly. Ugly. And uh, that's before we meet Latrine, played by Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman, who brought us The Simpsons. Yeah. And she also, yeah, Tracy Ullman show. Uh, and she's also a That's convenient. She found something that was... Uh, yeah. She must have walked into that job interview feeling like she probably had it. <laughs> I feel pretty good about this interview. <laughs> Georgia. Um, remind me we have a birthday later because I've just looked at the Patreon thing. Okay. Thanks. I needed to... Everybody help me remind Georgia. I needed to verbalize it or I'd forget. Yep. Uh, and so uh, we meet we meet Tracy Ullman and he asks her about Robin of Loxley. She goes, oh, Robin of Loxley's handsome and brave. <laughs> little sod could be trouble <laughs> and he and meanwhile she's like she's kind of funny i need some you know um eye of newt and there uh, was eyes of crocodiles eyes of a crocodile and there's some sort of a transsexual joke in here yeah there was yeah oh, which i can't remember what it which was I, yeah, would, I thought about that when which it, i would link back to our it was 30 years ago even having that joke was Back then, going towards that way of thinking. The level of ignorance in the society as, as a whole. Yeah, that was always made a joke of. I remember it? the first time I heard this word yeah. was probably watching this oh, movie. it was about the newt. It was something about... It was newt's testicles. Newt's testicles. Uh, newt's testicles. Yeah. I guess he's a transsexual now. a transsexual, yeah. Yeah. That was it. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, it's a joke you wouldn't make now. No. But again, I'm not demonizing the film myself. Oh, I, I, I am totally now. You could. I mean, I'm just sitting here going because I think about a few different cases. I went men in tights. Do I think this is a? Ter- well, I, I got. A, I got a, another thing about that later on, where I'm going. Mm-hmm. How do I feel about this? Yeah. But I was okay with this. I was like, I, again, I wouldn't write it now. But the fact that I have this movie, I'm like, I don't think the the. the 
it's a punchline, which, which, is, which isn't great. It's not great that it's a punchline. No, no, no. they weren't dragged out. But, it was the, just... but the joke isn't about the transsexuality, no, no, isn't the no, joke. No, it's no. the fact that it just it had this, and this is a little side side joke, I guess. Yeah. They need to make it a little bit more snappy. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, <laughs> oh, jeez. And he goes, are you certain? And she goes, you aren't certain. Hire yourself a witch. I'm just your cook. <laughs> Eat this. Eat this. Oh, and the eyes are staring oh, at him. It? disgusting and then he and does Prince John goes latrine it's an interesting name yeah we changed it you changed it to latrine now when i was a kid i didn't know what what a latrine was toilet isn't it yeah it's like yeah. it's like an army toilet yeah You're like you changed it to latrine she goes yeah used to be shit house but back then that would have been a garderobe wouldn't it huh <laughs> huh i said back then in them times that had been a garderobe. That's what a toilet was. I have no, I've never heard this term before. Have you not? No. no. I've not. It's an old English term. Yeah, yeah mm. for a toilet. Yeah, they just, a want, to make a, they just want to make a, a Yeah, because a latrine wouldn't exist for another five, six, six hundred years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it's a good change. <laughs> a good change. And she says, well, I can make a magic potion, but in return, I want you to help me land the sheriff of Rottingham. I've got the hots for him. This way she's got a cardboard cut. And she <laughs> says, I, got a, I keep a cardboard cut out. I, cut, I keep a likeness of him in my boudoir. <laughs> oh. And he goes, really? To think that a handsome blade like the sheriff of Rottingham would find a foul creature like you. <laughs> she goes, fine, then. You don't get my help. And he goes, well... Maybe if we got him drunk. And she looks at me and goes, very drunk. And if you look, the cardboard likeness is now terrified. terrified what a great little visual joke. That was fun. Um, you noticed that, didn't you, Felicity? Yeah. Back to Robin Hood. He's protecting the bridge. Oh, he's not protecting the bridge. <laughs> the bridge. For the second time, someone's protecting a bridge. I don't know if they got it strapped with C4 in case they uh, can't yeah, take it across. Can't across. Um, Meet Little John, played by Eric Kramer. Um, he was not first choice. The first choice would have been brilliant. I don't know why he turned it down. Is it Andre, Andre the, the Giant, Giant buddy Jones? You're in the right. You're in the right line of business. Ooh. <clears throat> oh, um, Little John's blonde. Who would have been blonde? Oh, Tasho Man. Not Tasho Man. Oh, Tasho Man. He actually Macho Hulk Man's Hogan? really small. No, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Tasho Man. Oh. Oh, there's a character called Macho Man, so macho, you can see the confusion. Now, Hulk Hogan turned this down. Oh, why would he do that? I have no idea. When you think he did like like these uh, these commercials of him and like he did Mr. Nanny and dressed up in a tutu, like yeah. it can't be that. So this guy who did play uh, Little John, this is isn't it? Yep, he looked like the guy from Casually. No, he's not. No, but no. he looked like him. He did some sort of American sitcom work. Oh, okay, That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Not good ones, but he was on. Okay. Um. Little John wants a tool for crossing the bridge. This is all standard Robin Hood fare. If you're familiar with the story, you're familiar with this. Robin introduces himself and so does Little John and says, don't let my name fool you. In real life, I'm very big. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) And he goes, look, I'm sorry, but a toll is a toll and a roll is a roll. And if we don't get no tolls, then we don't get no rolls. <laughs> he goes, I made that up. And they, they both respect each other. He likes the fact that he likes Robin and Loxley, but he's like, look, we're going to have to have a duel. And meanwhile, Blinken's sort of hearing all this from his vantage point. And he says to Blinken, hey, Blinken. And he goes, did you say Abe Lincoln? 
<laughs> that was funny. Because I see it, I said, hey, Blinken, take these reins. And then he goes to the, he's, it's great because you've got Robin on, the, so in the foreground of the shot, you've got Robin on the right and you've got Little John on the left. But then between them, you have a space you can see him past them to the riverbank itself where where um, a trickle of water where it's, it's basic it's barely a stream it's a and yeah. and um, it's a gully and a chew goes look robin this isn't exactly the you know the mississippi <laughs> look i'm on the west bank he jumps i'm on the east bank he's like it's not that critical it's and, the principle of the yeah, matter and, and, and i think the horse could still manage that that sort of a step <laughs> yeah, of yeah. so but they both decide it's about the principle of the matter so they go ahead and they have a fight and um and they keep breaking the sticks they do but before they do there's a, a little fight for a little bit at the start and it's mm. one long take and actually it's really good yeah it's not bad like the fight scene i was actually well impressed with it because i remember the bit where it broke i didn't remember the fight scene at the start yeah. but there's some actual good they, stick they work away and show you the and it's long just shot. it's just yeah it's, it's it's a long take until yeah, yeah. the staff starts breaking yeah yeah and then it gets comically small, and you know he wraps him in the hand a couple times, and then hits him in the head and the foot. And little John goes landing in the water, and he's back deep in this barely a puddle, flailing his arms and legs, going "Help! Help! I'm drowning! I can't swim!" <laughs> Which is the little John story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they make it ridiculous, and it's funny. And uh, Robin pulls him funny. out of the water, and introductions are made, and we meet Will Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> they're from georgia uh which of course is a uh it's a gone with the wind reference gone right with the wind, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh he's deadly with a dagger he says fire an arrow straight into my heart and so he doesn't use his dagger and he chops the arrow and then he goes to put his daggers back in his belt but he ends up cutting his belt off because that's hot i guess the isn't it just the idea of it he's like they're they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're cuts, sharpened he blades cuts the belts, yeah he cuts the belt yeah. on the way down yeah yeah, yeah. i thought it was because they were hot no, no, he just cuts it. He just goes down and it just it just cuts, it slices. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot, hot, hot. Either way, he admits he doesn't have that part figured out yet. Uh, Robin, I don't know why he's going with his people, because now I must go alone to uh, to to the, the, the castle and talk to Prince John by myself. So I don't know why he's, hanging, he's going with Blinken and Achu this far. Because hmm. he leaves and he goes to jump on the back of the horse, he can't get high enough. It's a big oh, horse. Yeah, I remember this bit. And he's he, and then, lucky that horse don't just kiss yep. him. <laughs> and we get the look from uh, uh, a chew who looks and goes, "Ah, oh, white men can't jump." <laughs> Another, which reference. was a big <laughs> basketball movie in ninety one, ninety two. Wesley yeah. Snipes, yeah, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. I wouldn't mind doing that one day. It's oh, a good, it's a good, it's good movie. A good movie. I don't know what it rates, but I really enjoyed it. Rosie Perez. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> You got the numbers wrong. <laughs> Quiche. In my, all all, oh, all the beginning with Q. Yeah. Uh, then we go to the party, and Robin Hood has his horse valeted, and they put a club on it. Uh, Prince John and the sheriff are bored. There's a mime, and they decide to kill the mime, and then they say, wait, a mime is a terrible thing to waste. Did you get this reference? No. A mime is a terrible thing to waste. No, I didn't get it. There was a thing that said a mind is a terrible thing to waste. It was like oh, a, uh, okay. it was like an ad campaign. I don't know if I want to play oh, over here. No, it was no, the no, idea about bad. the importance of education. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's wasted on me. He keeps changing <laughs> his mind there about things, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the sheriff calls Maid Marian ravishing, and he offers her a date. She says, "Okay." He goes, "How about next Thursday?" <laughs> Robin shows up with a boar and drops it on the table, and. Uh, I think uh, it's the sheriff who goes, that's 
a wild boar. And he goes, no, that's a wild pig. And then he points at Prince John and says, that's a wild boar. <laughs> and Robin and Marion meet, and uh, he's very smooth, referred to by Prince John as a smoothie. Definitely a smoothie. <laughs> Schmoozer. And this is where we, we had the clip at the very start of the, of, of the episode where uh, it's the longest of Prince John's I'm going to mix the words up thing. And uh, it's not getting any funnier. Uh, but then comes up with, don't you know it's illegal to hunt in the king's forest? He responds with, isn't it also illegal to sit in his throne and usurp his power in his absence? And he goes, oh. And he goes, you go too far. And he says, I'm just beginning. I'm just beginning. I'm going to lead the people of England in a revolution against you. And he asks, well, why will the English people listen to you? And he kind of looks half at the camera, half not, and goes, because unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. This is a shot at, at Kevin, Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, does, <laughs> who does an entire Robin Hood movie where everybody else's English accents except for him. He didn't even try. He didn't try. At least, at, least, at least Mel Gibson choice. tried in Braveheart. Yep. <laughs> but yep. he still sounds It's like Tom Cruise and Valkyrie. Everybody else does the usual. If you're, you know when you're like playing like a German and like a, but like. With an accent on it. Well, rather than a. They're usually always British. Yeah, yeah, British. Yeah. Everybody who's has some other nationality, you just play them as British. Except for Tom Cruise is like, no, I'm just, I'm just being me. I'm just being Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'm just being it's Tom Cruise. It's like when we did the Man in the Iron Mask, and there were so many different accents yes, going there on there. were so many different accents. Oh, I was like, what's going on? Leo, Leo didn't try for a moment. He didn't moment. try at all, no. That's a good point. <laughs> um, so uh, that's a direct shot. Viewers who saw both movie in a dubbed version couldn't get the gag because it's an audio gag, right? Mm. So uh, for the German dubbed version, the gag was changed to because unlike some other robin hoods i do not cost the producers five million <laughs> uh also the word cost costin is a little close to costner yeah. so it's a little bit uh close in the french and italian versions is translated as because unlike other robin hoods i do not dance with the wolves <laughs> That's in quebec the translation becomes because unlike other robin hoods i accept to wear tights because <laughs> Kevin Costner did not wear tights in his movie. No, he did not. In the Hungarian version, he says, because unlike Kevin Costner, just call him out just directly. Out, yeah. Why not? Because unlike Kevin Costner, I have a shapely bottom. <laughs> right? Because because Kevin Costner famously uses a butt double. He does, yeah. In in Prince of Thieves. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, All of them will be like, oh, he's so beautiful. Look at his butt. And I then you found out later. Seeing his bum in he's, that film. He's, he's under a waterfall. I remember it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that in years. So rather than just like pick one that doesn't require like the audio that they could have translated in any language, they use this as an opportunity to throw as many jokes at Kevin Costner <laughs> as much shade as you can. For all of the different subtitles as possible. Um, the sheriff challenges Robin to a duel and he uses the glove and he goes, I challenge, I challenge you, you to, to a, a duel. duel. He slaps him. Robin finds like a soldier's glove made of iron. He goes, I, goes, I accept. And uh, that always reminds me of The Simpsons when um, Homer Simpson um, goes up to a guy and he. Slaps him because you, apparently you can you can get stuff off people if you slap them and challenge them to a duel because they back down, and so Homer does this and he goes I challenge you to a duel slap them and gets all this stuff and then one guy stands there and he goes I accept that challenge and Homer does everything to avoid him. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, so the sheriff goes. So it's come to this, huh? Just this mano in mano, man to man, just you and me. And my guards! And we have a sword fight. And uh, Robin's about to lose, and his boys come in just when he needs them. 
And there's a shot. I don't know what this. It's four handmaidens waiting in this room that has like limited viewing oh, space. A sneaky peek, isn't it? And so, as the viewers, we're shown eyes of the women and cleavage. Mm. And then this guy throughout the fight will come in. He sneaks amongst them, and then you just see his eyes looking down as 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 the thing on goes. The fight on goes. Just a weird joke to make. Yeah, it is. <laughs> He's looking at their boobs. Cool, Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think you made a booby there. Oh, jeez. Mm. <laughs> Blinken brings him a drink. He goes, how's it? It sounds like we're winning, sire. He's like, indeed we are, Blinken, carry on. And you switch to a spy shot, and Blinken just walks around, just like, wet his sword randomly in the air. I think it's hysterical. Is this where he makes the... Not yet. Oh, okay. Shortly after, Blinken begins fighting a pole. (laughs) And this film loved a bit of time lapse. Mm. This film uses time lapse here. It uses time lapse in the uh, scene we're about to do with the suits of armor. It does time lapse when we're at the archery contest. This film loves some time lapse, and I felt it was a bit lazy. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Robert and Marion talk about love at first sight. He goes, don't know if it's table, which again is a classic. It even happens in the, in, in the Disney Robin Hood. They end up under a table yeah. at, you know, at, at one of these things. And he goes, do you believe in love at first sight? And she gives a very reasonable answer. <laughs> Depends what you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about now? And she goes, yes, yes, yes. And then when I met Sally, um, no, not quite. Um, Will then uses his daggers to pin a man to the wall and then knocks him out and breaks the fourth wall and goes, am I good? I'm good. I really like Will O'Hara in this. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Will Scarlet, sorry. Will Scarlet. Yeah, like yeah, oh, Will he, Scarlet O'Hara. He doesn't yeah. get too much to do, but the bits he does do. Because the Will problem Scarlett is, he's, is a bigger everybody part. else is funny. Like He's not mm. really funny. He's just really effective. Yeah. He's a bigger part in the other Robin Hoods, though, isn't he? Oh, Christian Slater's great oh, yeah. as him. Yeah. Mm. He's also part of my favorite. I don't know if we'll ever do um, Men and uh, Prince of Thieves. I hope we do, but I don't know. If I hope will. we do because that's a good little baby. It, yeah, there's a great sequence though where uh, Robin's on a catapult. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I think it's Robin anyway, and he goes to get there's thrown two of them on, the, on two of them on it. They're going to get like flung over yeah. some sort of wall into some hay or something like that. Yeah, and Christian Slater's watching him. And he gets flung. I remember I laughed so hard the first time I saw this because I was like 13. <laughs> and he gets flung over and it cuts to Christian Slater going, oh, he has a response. Pause. I'm watching it years later at Debbie and Richard's house. Yeah. Because we're doing a movie night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he says something like, wow, they cleared it. And I'm like, that's not the line. <laughs> I, I've, no, I've literally just watched him do it. Yeah. Like, no, no, I have a very distinct memory of this. I'm like, I'm going to look this up. And I looked this up, and there were two released versions, a version in the British market and a version in the American market. Uh, in order to avoid a higher rating, they had to change this line out. Because the version I was used to seeing was Christian Slater looking at going, fuck me, he cleared it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're expecting that and you get, wow, he cleared like, not the same. <laughs> that's not the same payoff. So that film had a bit of dubbing in it as well. Uh, not dubbing, they just shot it twice. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they shot it twice, I guess, with, with the knowledge that it wouldn't pass, but oh, they wanted it for, for, okay. for the American audience. Yeah, yeah. Is that like in, um, was it the, the TV releases of uh, Die Hard, how Yippie Kaye motherfucker is just like 
the stupidest string of words ever for a sentence. Well, we mentioned that in the uh, Austin Powers uh, airplane version. A lot of vagina's name is changed to a lot of cleavage. Mm. And that oh, wouldn't that's be, awful. That's not, because yeah, it's, it's, it's not even a pun. Yeah. <laughs> And or at least not nearly as good of a pun. And I remember mm. distinctly um, him saying "Yippee Kimasabi." Yeah, we and talked that about was, that. And that, that was, was a one-off ITV. That was a that was edit, a, that was an it? ITV edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, "What are you on about?" Yeah. But you were so that's, determined. That's what I remember. So I was like, "Liam's seen this." Yeah. I'm like, "I haven't," yeah. and I've seen this movie several times. Yeah, <laughs> I think I remember that because it's a bit cringy to me. It is, isn't yeah. it? Um, so then we get the, uh, Robin surrounded by guards. He grabs a rope from the stairs and we do see a green exit sign. Yeah, we do. Which yeah, is great. Hands up, yeah. And after that. <laughs> all the statues are lined up around the perimeter of the room. Now, of course, there, there's empty seats. Mm-hmm. With like four real people mixed in there. And I did actually see a behind the scenes documentary of how they filmed the, well, the film, but they spent a fair amount of time on this sequence. I always wanted to do it with dominoes. And but, well, never have. it's basically what they did. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it took them weeks to set the shot up, um, and uh, they do. Eventually, Robin comes down off a rope, kicks the one real person off, but it starts uh, the dominoes going up and down. The time lapse is used significantly because it's like I saw it like in real time. It's slow. Mm. Do you know what the best effect in this is? The domino effect. <laughs> Mm. Uh-huh. Anybody up for pizza? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yes, please. Can we, can we have some pizza? We could order a Domino's. Can we have pizza? Oh, why have I done this? Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody loves pizza. Robin Hood's. Yeah, well, we're not doing Thor Ragnarok this week. Uh, I'm actually hungry. Now. Well, I'm afraid we really must dash. And they leave, and Robin blows Marion a kiss, but Broomhilda catches it. That was funny. And we cut to Robin rallying some troops to help lead the people. And he gets a bunch of them, and he's on this, like, sort of stage, and it's nighttime, and you have the torches. It's a really nice visual. Mm-hmm. And he goes, lend me your ears, and they all throw an ear at him. Yeah. Like, this guy, and I, I mean, even when I was 14, I was like, it's not a it's funny not, joke. It's not that funny. No. It's like oh, yeah, C-tier yeah. pantomime jokes. Some of them are a jokes. bit cringy, aren't they? It, it is a panto <laughs> joke, yeah. yeah. He's ringing out everything he can of every single joke, isn't he? So then he goes, he tries to rally the troops. He says, we shall not flag or fail. <laughs> we shall defend our isle. Never. Yeah. Never have so many. Not so much. Yeah. To so few. <laughs> that was a different accent. I was dating uh I, I was I was dating a girl and we were um do, moving her, visiting her grandparents or moving her grandparents or something like that. And they they were they were English. And so somehow Churchill's name came up, and so I just did I I did that speech. <laughs> I've never oh, heard Churchill wait. do the speech. Have you not? I'd only at that time. Oh, I'd never okay. heard Churchill do the speech. I'd only heard Carrie Elwes do the speech. Oh, okay. And yet she was like, oh, come in. She said, you come in. Ian's doing the Winston Churchill speech. Oh, he's so good. I'm like, I don't know what he sounds like, right? I'll tell you what. His, you ever listen, because I had the record in yeah. of um, Winston Churchill's speeches. It's pretty good. You listen to them. He's well-paced in how he says things and very concise. It's interesting. We were talking last week about Lincoln and the ability of him to control a room. And we also talked about Churchill. And, yeah. and we said Lincoln film, but we didn't talk about Darkest Hour, oh, which is brilliant. another film that we'll have to do at some point. That's Oldman, right? That's Oldman. He, Oldman. he wins. So Daniel Day-Lewis wins it for Lincoln. Yeah. Gary Oldman wins it for Darkest Hour. They oh, both win Best Actor for those. So, movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they all fall asleep, though. And so um, Achu has to come up and he has to wait. He goes, do, 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 do you mind if I take a shot? 
And he he instead, now he does the Malcolm X speech. Yeah, he does, yeah. The famous mm-hmm. one where he goes, we didn't land on Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest landed on us. Brighton Rock. And this, Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock, yeah. And this is another, I think I mentioned it when we had uh, Julian on, we did Malcolm X with her. Yeah, we did. And I think, I said, yeah, you did, because I had, I, I just flashbacks when we I learned, I learned about that. I heard that speech first here. And so I remember the glasses, and when I first saw Malcolm X, I went, oh, he looks like a chew from from men in tights because you don't the internet's not a thing yet you can't go what's that referencing so unless you ask someone hey do you know what that's about unless they go yeah i know what that is you have no way of looking that up i didn't know what come first because i knew that that speech would would be that and i knew i I knew of that reference so i don't know if that was from something i knew from earlier on or not because this is a film i've only seen twice so i don't know if this came first or a reference i'd I'd, If, if what came first the um, Plymouth Rock. Well, the Plymouth Rock's speech was really done by Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah. like the 60s. Yeah, but I yeah. don't know if I saw that first. Oh, okay. made the reference. See, I, whether I, I saw this. I didn't. I only saw this. And I'm like, and oh, so I got that it was almost churchy in its delivery, but when yeah, it's not yeah. churchy enough to be churchy, to be, to be preacher. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't king, but I'm like, and then I saw more Malcolm X. I'm like, it must be this. And then eventually I heard, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock from the Frank. I'm like, okay, I, I, I hear it now. But yeah, my, my first exposure to both these speeches was Robin Hood Men and Tights. Oh. <laughs> boom, boom. Just a little interesting. Um, but we get to the training montage. Come get your hats, arrows. That was pretty good. Whatever. Pantyhose. <laughs> and the pantyhose are all being broken out of giant egg containers. Are you familiar with this? Egg containers? Yeah. What for pantyhose? They, they, they crack open all the pantyhose and it was in like an egg. You have like toys and egg things. Okay, no. Like, uh, there yeah, is a there yeah. is a pantyhose manufacturer in uh, North America, I suppose. It pulls that's made it over. What? Here. They put them in eggs. And they put them in little eggs and you open the eggs. And I think it's called legs. L E G G S. Legs. Why? It's, it's it's a unique selling point. This is also you can have when, a, you can have a spare pair easily, can't you, then in your bag? I've heard that uh But you can still put spares in your bag without them being in an egg. It was just their gimmick. It's easy to like, fish out there, aren't they? If they like, so throw almost, your bag don't worry, loose. when when Elon Musk buys it, he'll get rid of it because it's the thing that makes him unique. <laughs> Do you will make it like a coconut instead or something. <laughs> what is everybody else doing? We're doing the exact same thing, but we're gonna charge for it. <laughs> and badly. Yeah. Um I choose Ethan, oh, no, I was gonna go say, ahead. I was going to say, didn't he like limit messages now, like in like DMs and everything? Who, uh, Robin Hood like, or Twitter? Because you were saying Why doing everything wrong. Back to- I no, made it, it just reminded yeah. me I made the mistake of making a joke about Elon Musk. No, I'm I'm sure I just we remembered about that. that before as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. The character limit or something. Does not the character limit. Want the- some pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Do you want to actually want some pizza? I mean, I'll have some pizza if there's some do pizza. What sort of pizza do you like? Um, any pizza. Okay. Oh, can, you, can, can, can you guys go off mic and determine this and I'll keep <laughs> yeah. going through the movie? Yeah. Um, and so, um, a choose hat. I don't know if you've noticed this. Like, he switched his costume it's, now. Yeah. So he's backwards. wearing the green, but it's a, like a backwards baseball cap. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're dreadful at everything, including archery, including jousting. And they say, hey, maybe we should get the dummies into battle. And this seems to inspire Robin. I don't know if this has ever paid off. Taking the dummies into battle. Is this paid off at all? I can't remember. No. He, I was thinking, he, will he they thinks, take them in? But- he thinks. And it, that we, we never come back to it. But it, the, the thinking would make it seem like he's going to use this. Yeah. No, but he doesn't. Do. No. 
But did you notice yeah, they all had like soup cans on their heads of things yeah. that wouldn't been around, like V8 and Campbell's soup? Of yeah. lots of modern things yeah. kept popping up. I want to know if the throughout. Campbell's soup was Kings Lynn Campbell's. Absolutely, it was. Absolutely, it was. <laughs> well, Kings Lynn does have a Prince John or King John statue in it as well, doesn't it? Well, that's the guy, yeah. yeah. Based on. Is that, wait, is that based on the Prince John? Yeah, it, it is. And wait, a, the one like right? The, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's like he's like little. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, because yeah. he, he he lost his treasure, treasure in the wall. Yeah, d- down by the boots. Yeah, oh, King's Lynn. Is he the, is he the king? Lynn. Yeah, yeah, he's the king. Oh, so he might have lost it. There might be treasure in the wash somewhere. If you feel like scuba diving and trying to find it in Lynn. In Lynn. Yeah, but yeah. There's that, that's why the I've got nothing better to do. Um. Oh, on a note of Ethan, I haven't anything better to do. Are we all still good? Minus Megan, who's going to be, uh, you know, in, in, in a country that's on fire. Are we all still good for uh, chicken wings? Yeah, chicken wings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, chicken wings. That's what, August 9th, right? Well, it depends yeah, on the trains as well, doesn't it? I checked. It's not striking on the 9th, I don't think. How many do you think Is you're going to manage? I I, it's all Thursdays and Saturdays, from what I can see. How is it? They come in. They come in. I was watching. I was doing some research. Um, they said bring them out to you in plates of ten. Okay, so how many plates oh, of ten? And you, you have to. Manage? I'm going to aim for thirty. Okay. Oh, okay, that's pretty reasonable. I'm going to start then. We'll see how I go. I think I I'm going to aim for ten. You what? I think I could do twenty. Twenty? Yeah, maybe. Well, Ethan can do when, ten. When I, when, when I was a, when I was a younger man, that might be ambitious though. When I was a younger man, I could put a dent in thirty without breaking a sweat. Mm. That wasn't a thing at all. As you get old, I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. Thinking the trick is: Do you starve yourself, or do you eat a little bit? I we talked about this last week. I was talking about the food challenge. Your, um, digestive. The, the secret is the secret something. is to keep your stomach empty but large. So what you want to do is you want to uh, be drinking lots of water in the days leading up to it. Yeah, and then for like sixteen to twenty, sixteen to twenty hours before, no food. So it empties your stomach out. So your stomach's still at stretched capacity. Ooh. So it can hold a lot, but there's nothing in there. There's a lot this of is really fucking grim. <laughs> are, you, yeah. are you doing the chicken wings, Georgia? <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm going along, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat them because I don't know how spicy well, they're going to be. So. I was just going because I want to eat chicken wings. There is like... Uh, there's like sauces that you probably you use to like dips, numb. You? you could use to like bring down the, the, the heat by putting some of these sauces on them. Are they actually coated in a yeah, heated but, batter? But like barbecue usually makes things spicier. It's sugar. It's like buffalo. Sugar and it's sweet. buffalo sauce, isn't it? It's just buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with buffalo. I expect <laughs> anyway, picture, we're going to be there on August 9th. evidence, please, of your <laughs> It'll be fine. Conquests. If anybody's out there and you're, you're, you want to come eat some chicken wings with us, we're going to be in Cambridge on August yeah, 9th. Yeah, come and see us. <laughs> Um, let's go here. Uh, sorry about this. The oh, Prince the John is in the bath and he's yeah. having like a bubble bath and it's by guys using these like Oops. horns to like blow bubbles. <laughs> they look like, um, it's, like, a fu- it's a fun enough visual joke. Yeah. It was, yeah. They have a little fart bubble. It was a little well. jacuzzi. Yeah. yeah. I expected to carry on going after they'd gone. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> Uh, he needs, he goes, can I speak to you? He goes, okay, guys, I'm going to need you to blow. And they just make the, blow, the bubbles bigger. He goes, I don't mean blow, I mean blow. And they sort of talk about what's going on, that Loxley is, it must be a scene that was cut because Loxley apparently is struck again. Now, we we don't see this. We don't see that. No. So maybe he's used the dummies in a scene that was cut. Maybe. I maybe, don't know. Yeah. But uh, he goes, hang That's on a second. That's dummy thing to do, isn't it? Was it? You're more on the other side of your face. And it's like a giant mole, right? Richard Lewis just goes, 
I have a mole. <laughs> Which is a joke that I think, um, if my Mike research Myers is correct, is. well, Mike Myers will use the idea that he has a mole, yeah. but no one talks about it. But Fred Savage is aware he has a mole. Um, but uh, Mel Brooks has used the mole yeah, joke before in a previous film. Oh, okay. So um, the sheriff then says, I got to show you something. And they go outside, he debuts the catapult. And uh, he says, how does it work? Does he just pull his lever? Well, like this one here. And I did watch. Like, it does go up pretty quickly it with does. Roger Reese in it. Yeah. So I don't know how far it travels, but he, he makes its way out of the shop before it cuts. That's pretty good. So God bless him. Um, and meanwhile, me, meanwhile, Latrine is praying for the sheriff of Rottingham. <laughs> and he comes landing through the ceiling. I watched the stuntman in the documentary do this jump. I said it's both easy and dangerous because it's easy to just land in straight down. But it's dangerous because... Yeah. I'm jumping, not seeing my target. Yes. Because I'm, I'm breaking yeah. through a ceiling. Uh, and it lands, and then she approaches him, and she wants to uh, she wants to have sex with him in that moment. He says, no, no, I've got a headache, and she's very excited that she <laughs> touched it. Um, yeah. There are some very cringy bits in this. <laughs> this, is, this is a different one. This was all ad-lib. This whole scene was ad-lib. Oh, was it? That he, explains He lands. He's got to leave. That's all they had. Yeah. So uh, I think... Knowing that, I think Roger Reese nails this. Like, nails this. Um, I've had it. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, we, and then finally, we're fairly in the movie when we meet Rabbi Tuckman, played by Mel Brooks himself. Yep. Who Richard Yay. Lewis thought was the perfect person to play Rabbi Tuckman. Does, Mel. does Mel Brooks do a lot of guesting in his movies? He's usually the lead in his movies. He's he's in Spaceballs. He's like the emperor. Yeah. He's, he's oh, the no, merchandise. He's, 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 he's Yoda. He's, Yo- yeah, was it oh, wait, Yoda? He's, wait, he's Yoda and he's the Emperor. Uh, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's someone on the Death Star. And Merchandising. Yeah. And he's also, uh, use the Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. F.A. Schwartz. F.A.O. Schwartz. F.A.O. Schwartz. Uh, Kerry Elwa uh, said to him his enthusiasm's overwhelming. Uh, he's telling off his mule for getting into the sacramental wine. <laughs> and he meets Robin Hood and he says, these are my merry men. And he goes, say merry. <laughs> There he goes. I don't know what the word he used. Uh, Fidagulars or something like that, which basically is asking, you boys gay? And he <laughs> goes, no, we're straight. Just marry. I was all right with this. Is what it is. It is what it yeah, is. Because yeah, yeah. uh, he's not, I don't think he's judgmental. He's just asking a asking question. Asking a question, yeah. Uh, and then he finds his Robin Hood, and he goes, oh, I just came from, from, from Maid Mary, and you stole her heart, you prince of thieves, you. <laughs> <laughs> And then we find out that Marion's last name is Bagel, and his last name is Loxley. Loxley and Bagel, bagels and locks. Locks is a. Oh, Locks is a. It, I only found this out like a year or two ago. Well, Loxley is just just a fancy word for salmon. Yeah, oh, Locks. Okay. Sorry, Locks is a fancy word for salmon. Oh, okay. I so I didn't know that. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I want a bagel and locks one day, and I'm like, I've been having it for three, four years every Christmas. <laughs> it's already a tradition in my house. So I was like, oh, it's like when I found out that prawns were just shrimp. <laughs> and I was like, the world just became less exotic. <laughs> that, that, I thought I was same. so excited. Yeah, I was in uh, Barry St. Edmonds. I was here for, for my job interview. I was in Prezzo. I'm, like, I'm gonna have a prawn pizza because I'm on holiday, right? So I'm gonna be adventurous. <laughs> and I came and I was like, oh, they're just shrimp. <laughs> I had a it was pizza. like it was like finding out the truth behind Christmas and going, the world just became less magical. <laughs> it's not what I thought it was. You brought a pizza again. I, I did, but it's got, yeah. pr- it's, got, it's got prawns on it. Ew. What's the North Americans called coriander again? Cilantro. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, what's this magical cilantro that everyone's talking about? And I went, oh, is this is the soap herb? Ready for this? Oh, I can't. I, I have didn't, coriander. I, I can't didn't. Stand oh, it. Really? No, I, it feels soapy to me. So I didn't tastes, run. I didn't I run across it. cilantro until I was like yeah. nineteen for the first time. Really? Yeah, Canada's not really a cilantro growing country. Like, I think I think we we forget about the. Um, I remember in the in, in the mid eighties. I remember I remember Barry St. Edmonds' first pizza restaurant. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, wow. Like when, when pizza was new. Like think about that. Pizza. This new. thing that's just like a staple. Like we think food once it's here, we think it's always been here. But Before like, there was a chain, I remember a one called Galliano's. Pizza was new. Which is still going? Is that right? Didn't they? Um, no? shut, they've it? discovered new things in Pompeii, and haven't they actually discovered that there was pizza possibly in Pompeii? Was there the... four turtles as well? <laughs> Donatello, Leonardo, uh, who else? Michelangelo. 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 I think that was in the news because they 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 found a new section and they found some more artifacts and things under the ash in Pompeii. I'm not That's being cool, funny. Yeah. I wouldn't want to eat that pizza now, would you? No, I would like to visit Pompeii, though. You know, next morning pizza's okay, but... What is it with you and places that burn down? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She's got a morbid sense. I'm trying to think <laughs> Megan <laughs> might be causing this. Local governments. <laughs> we will take sponsorships for Megan not to holiday in your region. <laughs> I did not cause Pompeii. <laughs> the destruction of Pompeii. I'm not Mount Vesuvius. Or this, is, this is like a, uh, a Black Mirror episode where we find out somehow you're holiday plans are just like ruining the world <laughs> possibly Maybe um, I should just stay here but then if i stayed here what would happen here <gasps> don't know. but back to the movie we find out that uh um, rabbi tuckman is both a rabbi and a moil and he lifts his hat up and his hat's got the curls attached to it i think it's a great visual joke it was it, it's really funny. Uh, then he explains what a, a circumcision is. And everyone's like, oh, what's a circumcision? And he goes, the ladies love it. So I go, oh, uh, yeah, half one, half one, two. Little John's like, I'll take two. <laughs> and then he shows them with a carrot. We take your little thing here. It's like it's like a little guillotine. A little guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. And we snip the tip. And they go, oh. <laughs> snip the tip. And they go, oh, oh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want one. <laughs> and Chew goes, yeah, I forgot, man. I already have one. <laughs> Tuckman says, I need to get in with a younger crowd. Which is a funny that's, joke because yeah, babies, babies are yeah. sexist, they? So there we go. That's funny. Um, we cut to a scene with Don Giovanni played by Dom DeLuise. George, did you recognize uh, this guy here? What was, which character was he? He's the guy who was making the deal. I did, but I didn't, I didn't know why. Muppet. Are you, uh, have you, have you lost your way? Oh, do I need to find Harry Krishna? He's the, he's the, he's the, he's the yeah. first human being in the Muppet movie. Uh, he's the guy who comes through with Kermit when he's on uh, the log. Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise, I've lost my way. Have you tried Harry Krishna? I first the joke that we took us, 19 <laughs> takes to try and get Liam to say right. <laughs> I still can't say it. <laughs> Dom DeLuise, I remember first seeing in Cannonball. Cannibal Run. I've never liked Dom DeLuise, if I'm being honest. No, I haven't either. He, didn't he do that clown person? Who was that clown he used to imitate that clown. I can't remember. I have no so idea. the clown? Perrier. No. Per, per. I don't know. There was a clown way back when, and he he imitated him. Okay. Um, there's a guy there called Filthy Luca who recites some lines from The Godfather. You know, may your first child be a masculine child. <laughs> um, there's a lot of jokes about it. it, it I think the movie could have done without. I don't think the scene is necessary. You need that. You no, can say, I've hired an assassin and put him there. That's all you needed to say in the next scene. Yeah, you didn't need that. 
this is this aged out of it very quickly because by ninety three, the Godfather is already. I was going to say, when did Part Three twenty seventy three is the first Godfather. Yeah, yeah. Oh so it's God. twenty years old already. Like you already aged out of it. You know and what Dom I mean? Dom DeLuise isn't current at that point, is he? No, Dom DeLuise is old news at this the point. End of his end of yeah. his career, isn't he? Yeah. It just goes on forever, and it's the same joke. Because then, like halfway through, he's like, "Oh, sorry." I had the cotton balls. And then he continues doing it. he continues to speak in the same voice, yeah. He says, you you know, there's a joke about his lizard seeming limp, and he's like, oh, my age. And I bet you that was was his joke. I don't, you know, rather, it was just Yeah, the lizard bit wasn't very funny, I didn't think. Don Giovanni plans an archery contest, and then Luca will beat Robin, and then he'll be shot with his crossbow. This is all stuff we know. In every Robin Hood movie, there's an archery contest. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. And he goes in disguise. And he goes in disguise. Like, this is, we don't need this scene. No. Um, Maid Marian has overheard everything, but only reacts at the end when they're all laughing. Doesn't overreacted when, especially when it's like, what'll happen? Well, and then he pulls out, the, if you remember, he just pulls out the crossbow. Yeah. And they laugh. That's a visual thing. Mm. How did Maid Marian hear the revolver being pulled out of his coat? <laughs> but equally, like, it, the shot that you get of her isn't her instantly reacting. No. It's like, it's, it's, she, she goes, waits. <gasps> <gasps> it's so, it's so funny. Um, Maid Marian's oh, said already. Oh, she uses the clapper to wake up Broomhilda. She goes into her house <laughs> and claps twice. Clappers, yeah, because the and then the candles all come on. The, the candles come on. The candles come on that's when funny. she claps. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, they jump onto waiting horses in what's clearly a princess bride reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the horses come. She floats down onto it. <laughs> Broomhilda goes and the horse goes up. <laughs> and she gets subtitles. subtitles. <laughs> She's got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. That was funny. I don't think it's that's a it's an old gag though, isn't it? It's a it's a been used several times. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big person myself, right? If it was yeah. two guys, I'd be totally cool with it. I'm yeah. just as cool with it if it's if it's two women. You know what I mean? It's, it's the, not like the, the horse. Subtitles. It was the horse that was funny, huh? It was the subtitles. For oh, the horse, horse having a subtitle <laughs> yeah. that we have access to. I mean, the, yeah. the horse would probably be thinking that. If it, Were you okay with it, Liam? I know you don't like to read while you watch movies. <laughs> I did struggle a little bit, but you know, <laughs> no. it was a very, it was a very big subtitle though. <laughs> it's not like the horse going, "Oh, this, this massive mo-. Like it's just like, "Oh, you're joking," because you know, hey, whatever. It's it done in quite a gentle fine. way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Robin's uh, checking out the hideout, and the watch out is blinking. <laughs> that was like, funny. He goes, blinking, what are you doing up there? He says, guessing? <laughs> I guess no one's coming. That was funny. <laughs> he says, get out of there. And he goes, okay. And he finds a ladder, but he knocks it over, and he falls down out of it, and he starts brushing the dirt off himself. And we get there a second before he does. And he goes, I can see. <laughs> and then he walks right into a tree. And then come. And he loses his sight again. He goes, nope. We all knew that was going to happen. I then. was wrong. And I love it. I'm here for it. Um, we cut to a bunch of people coming out of uh, the change rooms in tights. And they go, oh, Alma seems perfect as always. It's right. You've got to be a man to wear tights. <laughs> and we get an absolutely wonderful little musical number. It's we're men, menly men. We're men in tights. 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 And they're having to help blinking with the choreography in real time. It's like that's brilliant. It's like I'm on stage with people, and they're like, "No, over here." Yeah, that's yeah. me. <laughs> you guided me in the right direction. I'm, I'm guiding back. you. <laughs> the um, the pantomime that Megan referred to earlier. This was in that. It was Robin Hood. We yeah. did the pantomime, and Megs was 
made marion it was the first stage show i ever did outside of a school show How was and it? it is the reason i am in theater now there you go um a set of twins we know uh only one of them wanted to go along to the reading because they were like nervous and i said well i'll go with you like i'm not bothered i'll go along um ended up going along but the, both of them went in the end anyway but i ended up going along and that was the first show i was in and that is the reason i do it now hey, i okay. i, I only you, went were you in that song uh no i no. wasn't i only went because a friend was like can you come with me i don't want to go by myself mm. so well, there that, you yeah. go. it happens there's lots of stories like that yeah, yeah. there is um and so also in the process he punches out will scarlet and little john because <laughs> we may look like pansies and then at the end they have to go we're butch, <laughs> we're butch. i'm okay with this and I'm, i, I want to get people's feelings on this because I, I did think about this scene quite a bit it's only that there's the word pansies that- pansies and the mm. idea i think the joke is that they're how easily threatened they are in their masculinity rather than you're gay if you wear tights yeah i think the joke is i think they are of a joke yeah because they have mm. to tell you they're butch at the end they are the punchline I don't that's my would... read of it you couldn't do it today I don't no think. i was gonna say you couldn't use pansies today but could you that's my that's my read they are taking the mick out of themselves aren't they so yeah yeah i agree it's not masculine to wear tights it's that sort of a dress and they have this little bit how my seams perfect every time but then you know we made like pansies and then i think sissies is also said in in one of the choruses but they did have the reference earlier on about the word mary as well though so it's happened a few times they're they're playing with they're they're, they're playing with the line with the the idea of it though a bit and this is the most overt version of it but i think they are the punchline the idea that they are threatening themselves we're butch like we have to flex to show you we're still manly despite the fact we're wearing tights and that was a very um hulk hogan thing to do wasn't it little john do it yeah can you imagine Hulk? it would have been great it would have been great maybe hogan can't sing but not that anybody was using the real voices anyway no but uh hogan you missed a trick there we are um oh let me go this i've said i think that's okay uh the ladies arrive uh broom hilda crushes little john um (laughs) And she says, is there anything I can do for you? And he get goes, off me. Yeah, you can get off me. More of this. Okay, the fact that <laughs> we're writing the fact that she's heavy again. That this is her joke. She is the fat girl. That This Ever, is this is a no, step everyone's too... Everyone's copying a feel of everybody in this But film. the idea that she's... Yeah, like, like she's not moving because she's into him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And yet he's going, I don't want you to be touching me. So... Yeah, from a character, I'm okay with Little John as a character. The writing, I'm like, okay, we've done that. Uh, that's another fat joke in a very short amount of time. Mm. It's pretty like the old stuff, isn't it? Yep. Basically. There's a and, lot and of the, repeated jokes and of course, in this. But, but, the, but the irony can also be read as she's trying so hard to try and preserve Maid Marian's virtue. But I think she'd be, she'd be all right with Little John. Well, this, that's what I read oh, yeah, into yeah, it. She yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah. she's landed on top of him. She wanted Little John. But earlier well, on, when the in witch, real life, it's well, well after, after being with Robin Hood, he has a little stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. Um, Robin says he won't go to the festival. He says, "Oh, we'll go." And then here's an archery contest, and Gary goes, "An archery contest." And he's <laughs> mugged to the camera. He's so good in that. Um, and then he goes, "That's oh, all right." Then I promise you won't go. And um, she was like, but Robin, didn't you say? He's like, cool it. Is right? And then he takes Maid Marion around back with his little fire. And uh, he asks for the key of B flat. And he also mimes his way through a song. 
The night is young and you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so glamorous. And if I seem over amorous, lady. And all boys go, ooh. Did he sing it, though? But that's him no, being dubbed over. Oh, okay. Say. See, Hulk Hogan could have been in it. Well, this is, this is, this is, what's the, oh, that have been another reference to um, the Princess Bride. I'm curious about the young people, if they notice in the front row, one of the villagers. I, by this point, I was watching on my phone, so I wouldn't have. This is Dom DeLuise's son, David DeLuise, who you might know better, maybe, as the dad from Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> You're kidding! He's in the front row. If you go back to the song... If you look at the oh, front God. row, the dad from Wizards of Waverly Place is in the front row. Oh, I think God. I know Peter cool. DeLuise. He was in uh, Show on Jump Street, but I don't know the other one. Um, I only caught it. I went, shut up. Is that? And I paused and I went, yep, that's who he is. Um, it ends on a big note and Robin leans on his sword. And because they're in front behind <laughs> a white sheet and there's a campfire behind them. Again, a great visual You get gag. this great visual gag where he's leaning back and the sheath of his sword looks like a, penis. a very large erect penis. Do you think Mike Myers had nicked a lot from this? Well, this isn't breaking new ground either. I mean, this no, is doing stuff that's from, been done before. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's just rehashing. He's just tapping into a legacy, yeah. He's very inspired by old British comedy. Oh, but mm. Mel Brooks isn't British. Yeah, no. I don't know, but yeah. Like he, he, old comedic routines like Myers is well versed and a fan of. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Robin gets ready for his kiss, and she goes, "Bo, but it can only be a kiss because I'm a virgin." Oh, I don't know where that accent went there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I could never go all the way unless we were married, or if a man pledged his endless love, or if he desperately cared for me, or if he was really cute. So the standards obviously get much, much lower. And so he says, what are you wearing underneath that? She's shivering. She goes, what are you wearing on that cape? She goes, practically nothing. <laughs> and so he thrusts a little bit, and you have this very loud metallic bit of foley that's been added. <laughs> and he goes, oh, except for my chastity belt. It's an Everlast. <laughs> it's a what? An Everlast. <laughs> um, she said, and it was written one day that he who is destined for me will be endowed with a magical key that will bring an end to my virginity. <laughs> and he said, oh, if it were me. She said, if it were twere you, it would be terrific. <laughs> Whether it were whatever he says in Hail Caesar. Yeah, and Hail Caesar is just a parody. Well, I, I thought that was a parody of, we said, uh, Life of Brian, didn't we? Mm -hmm. mm. And Biggest Dickus and all that stuff and the, and the lisp. So um, they go to kiss and are told by Broomhilda, no ding ding about the vetting thing. And so they leave. And Robin says goodbye in several different languages and accents. And they're all okay until we get to get the Chinese. We get to the last one. Yeah, is, is it Chinese? I said, I, I know it's, I know it's North Asian. I assume. Oh, yeah. It I assume, might be Mandarin. It could be, it could be Mandarin. I, I thought it might be Japanese, but it could be Chinese. Yeah. But it's not just, it's not just the fact that he uses the voice. He like squints his eyes a bit when he does it. And I'm yeah, like, again, it's a different, old. different. Again, I'm, I'm not crucifying and saying we can't watch this film, but but I am going, ooh, I forgot about this. It's an old cliche, isn't it, of old movies doing the and same thing. When I was thing. 14, I thought this was hysterical yeah. because you expected all the other ones because we're familiar with Western European languages, right? Yeah. So, And then when he goes and we're like, okay, he's done French, he's done German, he's done, you know. 
Russian or Italian. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, so we think we have an idea where he's going in the world. And then when you throw Chinese or Japanese in there, we're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, which Mm. is what a joke is. We said, here's the setup. Yep. And all the foreign languages, it stopped being funny, but I think I figured out where you're going. And then when you go somewhere else, I was like, oh, I would not expect to hear Mandarin Chinese in Sherwood Forest. No. That is funny. It'd be interesting to see if, I mean, he's passed on now, hasn't he, Mel Brooks? Oh, no, he's no, still he's How is he? He, rele- he? he released a show last year. It'd be interesting to see some of his writing now. Well, this is kind of his it seems the penultimate end kind of yeah. movie. The last one's have been, I think it's a Leslie Nielsen film, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Oh, yeah. And that gets, I never saw it, but it gets panned. Dreadful. Like, yeah. And people seem to go, okay, his moment because young Frankenstein's very highly regarded, right? Mm-hmm. The musical version's good as well. And so he's kind of, he, he's the zeitgeist comedically of his age, right? Mm. But then it passes him by. Yeah. Because comedy is kind of specific to a time. Yep. I don't know where comedy's going now, because I don't know what's allowed to be funny. You're not allowed to say anything. I don't days. know what's allowed to be funny anymore. Yeah. But. Oh, he didn't even, he didn't even write, he just starred in, in the, because it was a sequel to History of the World, which he didn't like, I don't even know what year. Like, there's a, a scene I'm going to bring up in a minute from History of the World. It's it's a terrible joke. <laughs> it's a ter- at the time, I get why it would be funny, but now you're just like, oh, gee. I saw it on this on this uh, um, documentary. It went. Do you guys want to guess how old Mel Brooks is right now? Isn't there an age game that we can? Oh, right now. Yeah, I, I did. I yeah, I haven't included him in the age game anyway. Ninety seven. Ninety two. I was going to say ninety three. Uh, 90. Liam gets a point already. He's 97. Wow. He turned 97 a month ago today. I don't know what it looks like now. I'm going to do the math. Yeah. This is unofficial. This does not count towards the age game. <laughs> it does. It's how old do you look in the movie we watched? Not how old do I think you look like? Uh, uh, where are we at here? Um, okay. So then we go to the archery contest. A chew doesn't like that his shoes don't match his purse. I'm okay with it again because the joke is him. There is a lot of references to this, though, isn't there? I mean, throughout the film. And they're obviously clearly using it as uh, a, a way of telling a joke. Is this, this is done in the Disney version, though, as well. Don't they dress up as women in the Disney version? Yeah, this is a yeah. nod to that. So this must Robin be... Robin dresses up as a lady fox. Yeah, this must be a nod to... Something. Yeah. Yeah, but the, <laughs> it's worth it because Blinken's... Blinken's got like boobs but they're, all all, the they're on one side and one on top of another and it's the greatest line Blinken your boobs make you look like a bleeding Picasso uh, there's a hitman in a tower it's called the Royal Folio Depository anybody get this joke? Foley right? nope it's oh. a joke to the uh, the book depository where Lee Harvey Oswald is apparently stationed where he shoots Kennedy Oh, okay. I'm not sure if the assassination of Kennedy is a, like it's a reference. I think I'd fall short of calling it a joke. Yeah. Mm, yeah, probably not. But there, um, two archers hit the bullseye, and we get an announcement the two archers hit the bullseye can stay. The rest of you can bugger off. And I'm like, that's a very short competition. It was. Yeah. Um, but in the, the other way around in the thing, don't he split it? Yeah, but it's setting up what's going to happen later, right? So yeah, okay. Robin goes first. And I'm like, why are you even respecting the archery contest at this point? They know who Robin is. Yeah. Just why get him now. Just him, yeah. <laughs> um, just shoot him, I've said here. Um, 
Robin hits the bullseye again and is outed by the sheriff of Nottingham, whose voice carries across the castle grounds. Rottingham. I said Nottingham? Oh, yeah. I did say. So, sorry. <laughs> Rotty. Um, Robin disrobes, and the whole crowd does the dog pound. They go, hur, 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 with a fist beside their head, kind yep. of doing circles. This is a reference to Arsenio Hall, who you might remember from Coming to America 1 and Coming to America. America yeah. As... Um, well, uh, 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 um, Eddie Murphy's best friend. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was a talk show host in the United States, and when his fans, he would come out, they would all do that. That was uh, like their thing. Okay, I just love the two ladies. So that's the going, reference. Woof, woof, woof. Yes, <laughs> yes, two women. Uh, I know one of them is for sure American. I'm guessing Broomhilda's also American if she's from she's the League of Their Own. League of Their Own, yeah. So yeah. Um, so two American women putting on fake English well I guess Broomhilda's is kind of German or something both of them going woof 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 which is two Americans doing a British and German accent doing an American impressions yep. <laughs> there we are um, so the other guy then goes up and splits Robin arrows in two or as the guy says hey split Robin's arrows in twain and the people carry him off. I like your accent. Thank you. And Robin's getting pelted with lettuce, and uh, the men in drag uh, push their way past the guards. Robin can't believe he lost, and so he checks the script. And then they all check the <laughs> this script. This might be the best joke in the movie. I did quite like this. Yeah. Yeah. Robin discovers he gets another shot, which causes everybody else to get the scripts out, and Rodingham and John are like, yes, yes, he gets another shot. Um, the crowd does the chop in support. I'm not going to mimic the sound for this, but it's when they all held their hands out like like kind of in yep. a straight kind of, well, chop. Yep. But this is a, um, a, gladiatorial a gesture effort. that was done by the Atlanta Braves baseball oh, okay. team. And it's supposed to chop. It's supposed, and, and, and the, the song that accompanies it is supposed to mimic a war song of uh, Native Americans. Oh, okay. Oh. So the Kansas City Chiefs, the American football team, and the Atlanta Braves, the baseball team, both do the chop. Um, I again probably didn't know as much because it was just the name of the team. Because again, the world felt very different. You know, people probably hadn't seen or didn't have exposure or information about yep. Aboriginal cultures. Yep. Uh, now it's a bit hard for a bunch of white people to argue why they should get to do this, mm. especially since I've changed the team's name. Not those teams. Have they not? The Cleveland Indians baseball team, they have changed to the Cleveland Commanders, which isn't the Commanders? Washington. Guardians. The Washington Commanders, the Cleveland Guardians, I want to say. Okay. Uh, the Edmonton Eskimos are now the Edmonton Elk. So um, some sports teams have changed, but the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlanta Braves remain those two team names still. Oh, okay. So, and I think many college teams still have Aboriginal-based names as well mm-hmm. so yeah there's a bit of a we're in a bit of a moving time period but it's interesting like when kansas city won the super bowl i believe they were still doing the chop in the build-up to that last year um so uh the assassin goes to shoot robin from the tower and then at the last moment i forgot about this blinken grabs it out of the air <laughs> and they go blinken how did you i heard that coming a mile away <laughs> robin goes good work blinken he goes sorry who's there <laughs> but again why? Like, he is like a panto character he just is. completely the wrong thing he's great that was great grabbing it out of the air but yeah. then doing the joke oh i love it oh, oh really oh i think it's so good no it makes me cringe <laughs> Because you know what's coming. Oh, I'm so good with it. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Robin then gets out a Patriot arrow, which is like a Patriot missile. It's like a huge I thought that's what the joke arrow. was. Um, he get filthy Luca, like hits the back of his leg, so causing him to shoot the arrow way up in the air, which is the same thing that happens in the does, mm-hmm. then cartoon Robin Hood, and he hits the second arrow. In this case, the arrow is like magic. Mm-hmm. It's a magic doohickey. So it's like what's his face is whistling arrow. Yeah, it is. Guardians. <laughs> Yandu. Yandu. It's a heat-seeking one, though, isn't it? Like, thing, type I thing. guess you say, here's where the target is, and it just goes yeah, yeah, towards yeah. there. And so it goes underneath the crowd. It must have been animated in some capacity, because it looked fake as all get up. Uh, but <laughs> he sort of invents the wave as it sort of Makes goes through them all. Um, and then it does, like, this turn around that goes, like, like it's got brakes. And then it hits and uh, explodes the target. And why the other guy doesn't get a second shot, I guess, is beyond it's not me. in the script. It's not in the script. <laughs> Magical script. Uh and so uh that's it it's all done so the sheriff calls for robin's arrest and made marion tells the sheriff around if i free him i'll do the most disgusting thing i can think of i'll marry you and he goes really you'll do it you'll be mine and give yourself to me every night and sometimes right after lunch <laughs> oh, and she goes God. yes but you can only but you must know it will only be my body you'll never have my heart my mind or my soul and he goes I'm good oh, with that. <laughs> yes, I respect that. <laughs> okay. And Robin tells her to just say nay. Nay. Do you get that reference? Nay. Just say nay? <laughs> is it just, just say no? Is it drug, just say drugs no. Campaign, right? Drugs oh, campaign. Oh, Nancy oh. Reagan in the late 80s, right? That was the same over here. You have, I, 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 remember be, I remember being over here and, and hearing the, the song, so I knew this one was a thing over here. Yeah, just say no. It was, yeah. you have a right to say no. Yeah. Thanks, and Grange Hill made a big thing about it as well. They made they? A, they made a song, yeah, just say no. Yeah. So um he's just say nay, she won't do it. Uh and he goes, so the sheriff says, walk this way. Walk uh, this way. So Not many of Roger way. Reese's jokes would have fallen so much flatter if it was a different actor. Mm. Like he saved some of these jokes, which are not good. There's a lot in this that are not good. <laughs> Uh, where are we at here? Little John says, hey, everybody, tonight we're going to have a wedding or a hanging. Either way, we ought to have a lot of fun, huh? (laughs) (laughs) The merry men decide to reach the villagers by foxing them. I'm like, this is dated. Do you get what it means? Fox them? Fax them. Fax them? Oh, Christ. Yeah. No. That's that's why I put a little thing in it, like a little message to it. We're going to fox them. And then it's the fox thing. 12th 12th century century fox. Fox. That that Mm -hmm. was was okay. That 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 one got me. Yeah. Achu says, let's get out of these ladies' clothes and into our tights. <laughs> uh, we go to the uh, wedding ceremony. Uh, the hangman, played by Robert Ridgely, also played the hangman in Blazing Saddles. Oh, wow. The difference being, um, in the uh, in Blazing Saddles, he wore the patch on his right eye. Where Sorry, in this he wears the patch on his right eye, where in Blazing Saddles he wore it on his left. Uh, that makes sense. There we go. He lifts it up and everything, doesn't he? And he goes, <laughs> Do I get a blindfold? How about half of one? Uh. I thought he was great. Uh, the abbot is walking down and hits his staff on the camera. I've got my notes. This film so wants to be Monty Python. It does. This bit does, especially. Uh, on the walk down the aisle, Prince John uses a garage door opener to close the... What do you call that? Portcullis? Yeah. Portcullis. I couldn't think of the name of that. I think that's what it is. Isn't that it? is, yeah. yeah. Yep. I couldn't find it in my, in, in my head, and I was like... I just, like, Googled parts of a castle, and often. it was like 5,000 things. I went, yep, I'm not... I'm just going to ask people. <laughs> I didn't even realize, but you know they have, like, um, spiky bits at the yep. bottom, don't they, right? They must go into the ground to make it more stable. Sure. 
But I haven't ever thought that. I just thought it just sort of come down like a garage door. I hadn't thought about going into the ground. I could probably also ask if someone's trying to like get through it. You actually stab them. I think yeah, it's also yeah, a weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're going to conduct the ceremony in the new Latin. <laughs> Tell me some of you got this. Is pig Latin a thing over here? Oh, pig Latin, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Elsa, Ise, Omine, Amene. And then you catch a Roger Reese going, Amene. Oh, he's so good. I thought <laughs> Spoiler they were just for to like, say mayonnaise. For like who I'm going for later. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, um, the sheriff's name is Mervin. Okay, that's a joke, I guess. <laughs> 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 everyone laughs and and even a horse in the background like whinnies at this because it's so funny apparently but his name's mervin the way you said that was funnier than the film and you oh. weren't even saying the joke that was yep. just your reaction it's a joke it. i guess <laughs> uh just as maid marion's about to say i do a chew uh, shoots an arrow which pierces the rope and she goes i do not it's like some of the students when they call me miss and i'm like drag it out Mr. Surname here. I'm like, yeah, that's they better. Call you miss? No, if they screw up, students still make the mistake by getting the. Uh, I never have that. Problem. You not? Know? No. No. Now, I could go get all stroppy. Mr. Mix. <laughs> I could get all stroppy and be like, "You ordered pizza." Oh, did you actually? Oh, order pizza? oh you are the best. <laughs> I wasn't sure if she actually did or not. I'm right. excited. Let's now. please try and try and still focus on focus the pod while she's eating. Yes, <laughs> brilliant. Um, so, because um, I've got all these students who are very militant about pronouns, and not that we'd ever want to try and get a kid's pronouns incorrect for a moment. No, absolutely. absolutely, tell me what it is. But people are going to make accidental mistakes. It's going to happen, right? When a student and, and you've known them for X number of time is blamed. Like, oh, last week they changed their pronoun. Okay, well, no one. No one's told me. I didn't know this. So someone accidentally called the temptations to go, you know, no, 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 I'm not a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure we get this right. But you missed that one. You missed, you missed that one. You made a mistake. Mistake. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, as opposed to the mistake that uh, caused, what's his name, to quit Top Gear? Jeremy. Not Jeremy yeah, Jeremy Clarkson. Clarkson that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a dated, oh, oh, that's yeah. a dated joke. It is. <laughs> but, you know, like. 18 years more recent than the stuff he's putting in this one. It is, it is, yeah. it is, it is. Um, the villagers show up say, Vadeva, hangman has his noose returned by Robin. He goes, you know what they say? No noose is good noose. <laughs> yeah, that was I funny. love the hangman. Yeah. No noose is good He kind of stole a lot of the scene. He, he, he does. Because even the bits when like, the, 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 they're like looking over, like if you don't say I do, Robin dies. And you look over and the hangman's like pulling the, the, the rope just for, just for laughs. I also love, I can't remember if you, but the way he's doing it, like it's a fitting. It's like, are you a 16 or are you a 15? What size fits you? Yes. Could it be looser? Oh, we don't need that, do we? Um, the sheriff then, uh, oh, sorry. Um, the villagers show up and save the day. Uh, we said already, Robin thanks a chew and he says, hey, you want to know the truth? I was aiming for the hangman. <laughs> Uh, there's a great group jump to psych out the guards and they jump and they all kind of fall down the other way and they do like a group high five and Blink and just jumps through the scene and lands. <laughs> He's so enthusiastic, bless him. He is, yeah. He is the, the, loyals, the family's loyal blind servant. He is. Uh, the sheriff then grabs Mirren and says, I'm going to have you married or no. Um, Naughty man. You have to know this is a... You have to know that this is a um, this is the plot of Robin Hood 
Prince of Thieves. It's a parody, so, so you can get away a, with some of this with it, that parody. I would have an issue rule. if the joke was just, let's have her take her up and, and rape her. That's not, that's not a joke. Well, that's no, essentially no, no. what he's doing. But it is but, what Prince of Thieves did. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why I think it gets away with it. The pa- if, it if, gets away yes, with the parody If it wasn't the fact yeah. that we'd all seen, not you guys, not the guys necessarily, but it wasn't that the, the, the audience at the time would have definitely seen Prince of Thieves and would know this is, just, this is what the next step in the movie oh, is. Because yeah. this is pretty much... Uh, for the most part, this, this is the, the whole plot is just exactly what happens in Prince of Thieves, and mm-hmm. we know she's not actually in a threat from this because we know it's not going to. He, he's happen. a comedic character. We're not him for some crazy tonal shift in the third act. No, exactly. No. So y- with those rules, you get away from it. Yes. but it's still a little bit like mm, I'm taking her off to rape her. Ho ho ho! Yes, is that funny? Mm. Um, what have I got here? Uh, oh, a shoe goes again. He says. He's taking her. Did you see this long shot of the sheriff arriving running across the the uh, parapet? Was that right? He... With her, she's over his shoulder. Yeah. Yes, over his shoulder. And he goes, "He's gonna oh, he's gonna the flower in the tower." <laughs> and I'm like, "There, rhymes." The flower uh, in the tower. In the tower, the sheriff d- discovers the chastity belt. <laughs> He says, that's going to chafe my willy. <laughs> he says, I'll be back. He comes back with a jackhammer. Yeah, he does. And it does lead with a very funny visual gag when Robin comes in and he sees. And he's <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a rude joke. Go on, explain. Yes. <laughs> um, he's behind um, the sheriff of Rottingham. So you see Rottingham and you see like kind of between his legs, you can see Maid Marion yeah. and she's very happy to see him. But due to the power of the jackhammer, it's causing her voice to like fluctuate <laughs> as she says Robin's name. And it just seems very, uh, it's it's highly sexualized, but very funny, I think. Yeah. You make it sound funnier though. I'm genuinely surprised if we go on, Amazon Prime, which is what I watch this on. It says the age rating is is seven plus. Oh, like, okay. Seven plus is it, what the age rating. Amazon's is. got this one wrong. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because there are. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit dodgy, isn't it? Yep. Um, Unless they're thinking of the cartoon. <laughs> Robin then tells him to prepare for the fight scene. And uh, Mel Brooks felt the minute you put Robin on the marquee, it behooves you to have uh, horses and sword fights. The actress came in on weekends to learn these fights. Uh, the the stunt and fight coordinator had previously worked with Errol Flynn. Wow. Oh, he, wow. He, he was pretty old. Uh, he said, I was very fortunate. Carrie had a lot of background in training, and all I had to do was brush him up and teach him the routines because he already knew how to fence. And as they're fighting, you see him go. He's giving, like, instructions, like, parry, parry, thrust, thrust, good. <laughs> They fight, and we always get cutaways to Marion to show concern, and we even get some like shadow puppet fighting. That was funny. And Marion like sells that. it because when like Robin, uh, when Robin's puppet loses, she's like, "Oh no!" Oh, no. <laughs> um, Robin even thrusts his sword by mistake through a crew member's breakfast. <laughs> uh, the sheriff puts a dagger, pulls a dagger, which loops around Robin's amulet from earlier, sends it flying through the air. We follow it in slow motion. It crashes <laughs> into the ceiling. It shatters, revealing a literal key that lands perfectly into the heart-shaped lock on Maid Marian's chastity belt, to which Robin joyfully says, it is the key to the greatest treasure in all the land. As I said earlier, though, why has Robin Hood's dad got that? Key? <laughs> I don't know. So he must have lost her in it. Well, there's a reference to them being betrothed, like, yeah, when they were younger, though, so I imagine it's no, just the key was. She even says, "This that. shows you've always been my true love because it's just the right size." <laughs> to which point uh. the sheriff goes, "It's not the size that counts; 
It's how you use it. There's a lot of dick jokes in this film. <laughs> the sheriff then tries twice to attack Robert from behind. The first time he's out uh, maneuvered and punched back. The second time he's accidentally run through and uh, re-enter Latrine. She rushes to the sheriff's side, says, how do you feel? He goes, I'm dying, you fool. <laughs> she goes, but you don't have to. I have a magic pill that if you agree to marry magic me, you will be mine. If you be mine forever, I will save your life. He agrees. He gives in too quick here. He's dying. Huh? You're going to be with her for the rest of your life, though. He's in a limited window to make this call, though. Mm. I mean, I'm sure Lies he's also escape, a he? he flip flops. <laughs> it's it's. He's literally about to die. It's a funny joke for her. This is what she wanted, and right? He, he constantly keeps changing he his want. mind throughout the And he needs to come up well. and said he was going to make someone marry him against his will, and this is his punishment. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not funny. Oh, it's totally <laughs> funny. Um, he gives. So what she gives him is a mint. It's like a polo. But in the in the United it's a States, Volkswagen polo. Nope. In the United States, there's a, a series preserver. of clothes. Oh, they're called lifesavers. Lifesavers, right? lifesavers, yeah. And what is she using it to do? Save, Save his, his life. life. There we are. Oh. So uh, he says, "How Get do you feel?" She goes, "She goes. How do you feel now?" He goes, "Surprisingly good," and somehow terribly depressed. <laughs> she drags him off. Says, "I always want to marry a cop." He goes, I like how "She drags him off." Though. Oh yeah, his last words are, "Wait, wait, I've changed my mind." So I think this bit makes it more okay that he was trying to force Marion yep. into the marriage and the sex because then it's flicked back on yep. him. He gets so come up and it's exactly what he was trying to do with someone else. Back, isn't yep. it? Yeah. The end of the film. Robin takes Marion to bed. Um, she directs his hand to the key, only to be stopped by Broom Hilda. She says, no, before you do it, you must go through it, <laughs> or else I blew it. So uh, they're going to get married in a hurry. They get Rabbi Tuckman fresh out of a circumcision, and uh, they do a quick wedding. He's about to pronounce man and wife when someone objects, and someone, we get a cutaway to a commoner going, it's King Richard back from the Crusades, and then we see King Richard is played by... Jean-Luc Picard himself. Jean-Luc Picard himself. That's for you, Anthony Patrick and Davies. Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah. He's speaking with a very specific Scottish accent. Why? Because he's trying to parody uh, Sean Connery in First Night. Not First Night. No? No, Sean Connery in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, is he? He comes up and does this exact same part. Oh, okay, I do yes. love First Night, though. First Night's a good little he's, film, but yeah. He's oh, okay. Because he does the exact same scene. He goes, wait, yeah. I have to... And he's like, I'm the king of England. Yeah, but I mean, you change your accent? Nope. <laughs> Isn't that great, though, that Sean Connery would do that for that one little bit in that movie? Cause Isn't it great that Patrick Stewart would do this for this movie? Like, Well, you, yeah, but Patrick Stewart is going to be more likely to do stuff like this, where Sean Connery wouldn't have done. Yeah, it's, it's a great little cameo. It is a great yep. little cameo. Um, Richard declares that his, uh, his brother has filled this kingdom with a foul stench. <laughs> So from here on in, all the toilets shall be known as John's. <laughs> Robin has all his tight lands and titles uh, returned to him. He's then knighted and made Sir Robin of Loxley. If he has lands that's generationally passed down mm-hmm. and all of his brothers are dead. Wouldn't he be anyway? Surely he's Lord Loxley anyway. And a lord is higher than a sir. Because a lord can be passed down from generation to generation. A sir cannot. He's been so great. So it's nice for the movie to give us this moment. But actually, if you want to get specifically, yeah, he just got demoted for saving the country and the crown. Just saying. 
Poor sod. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. Richard announces he's going to kiss the bride because this is his royal right. Again, playing off Prince of Thieves. And uh, he says to uh, Rabbi Tuckman, hold this father. He says, Rabbi. Um, the king says, whatever. They kiss. Mel Brooks looks at the camera and says, it's good to be the king. This is the second time he's used this line in the movie of his. The first time, he just basically forces himself on some woman when he's, he's basically playing Leo DiCaprio in, in The Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. Like, bad Leo DiCaprio. But, like, he's like, it's for comedy? Mm. Like, yeah. he's like thrusting into some woman like she's wearing a dress but he's like got her hips he's thrusting and he just goes it's good to be the king and i'm like i don't think that joke works anymore nope no um he says now you may marry them and rabbi tuppen says thank you sir here's your knife he says sword he goes whatever (laughs) robin then makes a chew the next sheriff of rottingham and everybody goes a black sheriff and he goes and why Uh, not it worked in Blazing Saddles. That was funny. But my favorite part is Blake and goes, he's black? All <laughs> 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 oh, movie long. But isn't that way, isn't that said in Blazing Saddles as well? What, a black sheriff? Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. He says that um, he's black, is he? I'm sure he says that in Blazing Saddles. Does he? I think that's reused and rehashed, yeah. So, well, yeah, but you know, he's blind though, right? So the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the joke yeah. for me is that he's made it the whole way through the movie and nobody's told him yet that it's who's black. yeah, yeah. Uh, one final wrap. There's a sequel that's hinted at. And then we get some credits with clips from the film. Did anybody turn this off or did you get to the final scene? No. Oh, no, I heard it. I the credits. It, yeah. Okay. Welcome home, Mrs. of Loxley. She goes, oh, Mrs. of Loxley, I'm so happy. Where is that voice? Going? I have no idea. <laughs> um, his house is literally a front door, three steps and a bed. He's, that got, castle. he's got plans. He's got plans. Um, and uh, so he wants to turn the key, but it won't open. And they declare to call a locksmith. And then we enter into a studio version. They recorded two versions of Marion, Marion. Oh. Surely that's. <laughs> I miss those at the end. Surely it is the end game now. Sorry, George. What was no, that? It's parodying the old, like. Mm. Pop versions of. Sort I think of this is like I, I like the so. Disney version yeah, where yeah. you have like yeah. Beauty and the Beast yeah, at the end, it's doing, yeah. and it's always garbage. Probably, actually, it's parodying because what was the big song from uh, Prince of Thieves? Oh, well, everything I, I do for you, yeah. Brett Little Brian it's Adams, Can of the Zone. Everything I do. That was a huge song. Songs aren't this big anymore. No song is this big anymore. Sixteen weeks born. That song was from Prince of Thieves. Yep. Ethan. Oh my god! Not oh that. my god! No, I've never seen Prince of Thieves. Oh, oh my goodness! Well, no, you'd have to see Prince of Thieves to know what's from yeah. it. Yeah, Even no, I, I never knew that. That's all right. Um, let's do this. Random Liam. Random word. Arrow. Oh, there you go. There we are. Lots of stuff you can do with arrow. Mm, like Felicity, see if she's got a more inventive one. Go on then. No, but that's a solid game. I know to your replacement for an arrow. Yes. Uh, uh, the money, money, money. $20 million budget. What's this thing taking home? Max? 72. <laughs> you know what? We got to stop the game. Meg's just hit it. <laughs> 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 I'm usually well off that. Oh, <laughs> seventy-two million dollars. You must have like read that subconsciously. <laughs> Didn't people, give us a fighting chance. Has given me power. Yeah, this is like everybody else when, when you cheat, power. Ethan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm just good. Uh, this was nominated for four Oscars. 
No, I'm joking. Who would you cast us to? Meg's is Broomhilda. Huh? I can't do a German accent. Well, one of you is older, one of you is younger. That's all I was going with. One of you stumbled the Wicked Witch. Uh, Although she ends up, mm, uh, I want to end up with the sheriff rotting him at the end. I like mm, I like Blinken, but I I'm not comedy funny. You're not comedy funny? No, I don't think so. <sighs> and the timing's always off, isn't it? <laughs> Ethan's Prince John. Obviously, hmm. it's the hair. In love with it. Yeah. Hmm. No. I really want to be the sheriff of Rottingham, but I don't know if I'm good enough to be the sheriff of Rottingham. <laughs> It's got to mix up your words. I, just, I don't want to be Little John. That's my thing. It's like, oh, you're the big guy. You, you can, can be Little John. You can be Latrine. <laughs> you could be Latrine. The old crone. That's right. Yeah. I was waiting for that. That's why I was surprised oh. to be the German lady. There we go. Sorry about that. Oh, oh, I forgot there was a much older person. Well, you could she ends up with, with Rottingham, so, you know, that's not She's the, the oldest person on the situation. cast. On the cast. On the podcast. Aren't you? Am I? By Don't d- be mean to Megan. By decades. Everyone's mean to Ethan. Why can't we be mean to Megan? <laughs> <laughs> because Ethan deserves it a lot of the time. It's not Aww. actually true. George <laughs> uh, is right. I don't right. Oh, Ethan, stop backing down. Where are we at here? <laughs> uh, Please give Georgia someone. Well, I think Georgia's going to be marrying, isn't she? Got the hair for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um... I'm stuck with you between either Will Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> oh, I like Will Scarlett O'Hara. He's cool. Yeah. He's very cool. He's way too cool to be hanging out with these people. No. Uh, or Blinken. Yeah. I like Blinken. Blinken's funny. <laughs> He's Blinken funny. Blinken's funny. <laughs> Blinken's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I like playing. I, I think I, actually, I'm going to say, I think I'd be a good chair for out of them. I think I'm, uh, I'm good at being the, the comedic bad guy. The antagonist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about from, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, um, oh, ho, ho, what, what was it? Something about I was selling apples. Oh, we have oh, ways of making apples. you talk. And you've got, you've got the beer for it. <laughs> just got to talk it up. <laughs> that play was just me sexually harassing Megs in like three different characters, yep. but each of whom, for some reason, had to sexually harass Megan. And it wasn't written like to have the same actor do it. It was just like, here, we need you to do these three roles. And I'm like, each of them are like harassing Megan in some capacity. Yeah, it's a bit strange, that wasn't it? It was a bit strange. Mm, never mind. <laughs> you do the backwards talk really well as well. <laughs> He's very good at it. Even though it's a terrible joke. Um, Muppet this movie? It's Carrie Hours with Muppets. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Who's Fozzie? Because I can see Fozzie as... Fozzie's um, Little John, isn't he? Yeah, he's Little John. Can um, No, it's got to be, Little John's got to be Rizzo. Because it's just funny. Because he's tiny. Because everyone knows it goes, it goes like two levels deep. Because everyone knows Little John should be big, but the joke is that his name is Little, but he's big. But then if he's actually little, why can't the funnier? rats be like all the villagers? Yeah, they, the rest of the rats can, but Rizzo is Little John. No, so I think Fozzie would be a good at chew because I can see Fozzie doing that. Uh, watch my back. Uh, your back's oh, being punched twice. Yeah, yeah. See, I can I can really see him doing that. I have a hard time seeing Fozzie doing the Malcolm X speech. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's. He'd end it with waka waka, <laughs> hoodwinked waka waka. <laughs> Jeez. And Sprocket could be the horse. He'd have to go. He'd have to go. Uh, we didn't land on Sherwood Forest, ah? <laughs> oh. 
Jeez. Um, whose story is it? I mean, it's 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 it's. Robin's on the wrong case. Robin's. Robin's. <laughs> Musical inspiration songs that should have been on the soundtrack. <laughs> Shot through the heart. I know we did it last week. I love that song. Yeah, it could just carry on. Or Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. Love. That was also in that pantomime, so that's why I know the words to that, is because that was also in that pantomime. Oh, lolly, oh, lolly, golly, what a day. Yeah. There you go. songs about arrows. Shoot that poison arrow. Sure. ABC. Rockin' Robin. Rockin' Robin. That's a good one. What did the pop star Robin? Did she sing, I'm a big, big girl in a big, big world. It's not a big, big deal if you leave me. You get married to that. I do, do, do miss you much. She could sing that like longingly at the window when Robin leaves. Yeah. I know it's not exactly her name, but Mariana. That's one that everyone keeps singing is the Mariana, Mariana. I don't know if that's old or not. I don't know. Okay. Um... You do, uh, was that Bruno Mars? Hey, who cares, baby? I think I want to marry you. Because the whole, like, getting oh, married, yeah. married yeah. in a hurry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can easily grab a few things and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a couple, like, lines and, and just, like, a record scratch. What was, <laughs> that, um, what was that beautiful South one? I don't, don't know. marry her, have me. That one. Don't know. Oh, she knows it. Yeah. Role of women. Well, this is a bit complicated in this. If they don't get no tools, then you don't get no roles. <laughs> <laughs> when you put the parody label on it and say so you can get away with it but otherwise all the women are portrayed as being sexual deviants almost or their only purpose is to be a sexual object or an ugly witch who is also just wanting a man a sexual for deviant. sex it's three, it's three different tropes <laughs> isn't it of, the, the, of the a woman who manly wants manly woman yeah, 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 yeah. I, think, I think Mel Brooks would be like you know he doesn't write well for women does he's he? a bit of a dirty old man isn't yeah, he yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They're either sex objects or they're yeah. obsessed with sex. Like even that scene with the, with the women who are just sitting there and the guy's just going to look at yeah, look at their boobs, boobs just because. That yeah no did not wasn't a fan of that one. So it's like that's just not necessary. But like, also because no. but also because plot, it's not particularly also funny. because of a slating of the. We're also things. forced to do we, that as well. We've been doing that before the guy gets there. Yeah. Mm. Because of the way he's made that shot happen. Mm. Although I would like to point out, I didn't, I didn't actually see below the set lot. I didn't even see the oh, you know, slot okay. was there. I did. And also, the key to her heart is technically the key to her vagina. So yeah, it's. But then she's consenting of it. She's like the greatest treasure in all the land. Yeah. Oh, as long as he's cute, you know. Ooh. So she, she is. She's sex positive. It. She is. Um, I don't think Mel Brooks is trying to be a feminist here. No, he's not. No. <laughs> if this was no. a current Robin Hood film... You know, Barbie and Robin Hood Men in Tights. The same movie, essentially. <laughs> if this was too much now, she would be... Maid Marin would be joining in the Merry Men and she would be with a sword and, you know, all that. That would be really... Power. I would love to see something like that, but, like, still set it like it's in the, like, 12th century. Mm. But that's what they would have Marian to do nowadays, be kick-ass. Yeah. But be even cool. um, the, the, the Wicked Witch, um, the Treen, like... She's to say she's like oh I felt it again. Consent is a bit of an issue. Um, <laughs> again, yeah. even with the women she's on the men the, as well. She's the villain who wins because we do laugh because we th- does yeah. actually win because she gets rotten him at the end, doesn't and she? And she did touch him up before she did. Yeah, yeah he didn't give her permission game. to do that. No, no. And but it's why it feels like old school pantoey, exactly. dirty old man kind of. Yeah, it's a joke. So you can 
get over it. But if you look deeply into it, it's a little bit icky. If you unpack it in a vacuum, you go, oh, this is, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do the best. Best character, Megs. Oh, I don't really know. Um, I'm going to blank at all the merry men. All the merry men. All the merry men. I liked all the merry men. And I liked it when they sang. Liam. Blinken. Blinken? Yeah. Georgia. Whoever they had doing the dancing, the, the, the backing dancers were, okay. so were kind of the merry men as well then. Beautiful. Huh? So yeah, that, that first bit that they do when they're like doing their little ballet bits into the rap, oh, it was brilliant. Oh, the four who are rapping. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those four, and also when they do the bigger dance number as well. But those four especially, I was like, yes, mm. I like this. There's some good twirls. Ethan. I, I like the hangman because every, every line he said was so good. I've got my notes somewhere to mention it. Hangman made the most of every second he's yeah. on screen. Now, he might be the kind of guy who drives you crazy because you're like, you're not supposed to have every moment when you're on screen here, man. You're going <laughs> to the business for yourself a bit. But uh, but I thought he was great. Uh, my vote goes to Roger Reese, Sheriff of Nottingham. Nottingham. Uh, I think he's... The movie's not half the movie if he's not the villain he is in this film. But the same with Alan Rickman, though, isn't it? In Robin Hood, Prince Thieves. That oh, film I, I do half like Alan Rickman in that film. It. That is a good role for him. It's like you took the, because the, the character design is supposed to look like Alan Rickman mm, as well. Yeah. Mm. You took that and you went, okay, but where's the, because he's not funny at all. No. He's not funny at all. And yet you find legitimate humor in what's even some substandard writing throughout. And yet Reese, Reese makes, makes it work. So uh, my hat backwards or not with a feather in it is off. <laughs> we, have, we have Rabbi Curls to, um, to Roger Reese. Uh, best moment, best moment. Um, Men in Tights the song Okay Because it's funny Liam I like the meeting between Little John and Robin okay. When they go across the bridge and he falls in And you saved me This ain't the I'm Mississippi <laughs> I'm on the West Bank I'm on the East Bank Guess Guess? Yeah uh, Because you mentioned the four guys I want to say it's those opening numbers Opening closing numbers but no, 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 I do really appreciate the choreography that is included a triple pirouette, which I was really impressed by. Um, but no, the uh, this is practical. Most of this is practical. Oh, okay. and I really appreciate that, especially because they're actually using stuntmen to fall through ceilings and things. Oh, I liked it when they broke the fourth wall as well. That was quite funny. I hear Liam didn't like it so much. No. Ethan? <laughs> um, Mel Brooks's first scene is pretty good. I think it, it just... I don't know. It was very lighthearted and funny, even though it is just, hey, it's me, Mel Brooks. I'm going to say some Mel Brooks things and also say some uh, Jewishisms because I'm yeah. Mel Brooks. But I like those. We didn't mention it, but uh, he's they want to drink his wine and he's like, hey, it's sacramental wine. It's really for blessing stuff. And they, 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 they go okay with it. And he's like, what am I talking about? There's birds, there's rocks, there's trees, there's squirrels. Well, bless them all and get for schnicking. <laughs> uh, me, everything with Lincoln. Like, just just the, the variety of gags they thought to put him in. Is it okay to keep laughing at the blind man, though? <sighs> yes. Yeah, it's a of a joke, but <laughs> yes. like, I like Blinken as a character. The joke's very rarely your handicap. The joke is more often, who put him here? <laughs> I guess in that respect. Because he's so capable. Because he's doing everything. Like when he's so, up in the sounds tower. like we're winning, sir. <laughs> I love it. That, that dance he does, and the other guys pushing him, little John's yeah. pushing him about. That's, that was good. It's great. So, great all the chances they had to uh, um, utilize, to utilize Blinken, I don't feel they ever overused him. It was always just a. And then, not only that, but then the little side of quest. Did you say, hey, Blinken? Yeah. Did you say, a Jew? Here. <laughs> like, he's black like <laughs> the things that Blinken finds out late brilliant 
Uh, and even the bit where he catches the arrow. Just all the stuff they found for Blinken to do. Uh, grumbles. Sorry, A grumble. A grumble. <laughs> grumbles. Some of it just wasn't very funny. Like, I can't even think which bits now, but some of the jokes just really fall flat, like the ears. Um, and you're just like, why? Some of it was a bit too childish almost. And I, I didn't laugh at those bits. So, that, yeah, the, the really bad, bad jokes. Yeah, I echo the same thing. Uh, Mel Brooks's sense of humour is rehashed and rehashed. And some things are funny, but 90% of it isn't. George? Uh, the bit with Prince John and the, the rape joke. Because even though it's parodying... The sheriff? Oh, the sheriff, yeah. Deflowering and the towering or whatever it is. Tower- when he no. takes her, I'm going to have you married or not. Have you married or no. That yeah. line doesn't need to be as explicit. You can parody no. it without it being as disgusting as that is. Yeah, some, I say some of the, the rapey bits are a little bit creepy. If you didn't have the... Con- see, the yeah, thing, I have the context, the yeah. Context and the film context was yeah. parodying. But, but no, I hear you. Despite, you, can, you can make the insinuation. You don't have to be as yeah. direct as married or not i'm going to have you i That's- guess i guess what i'm saying is if you've seen the if you've seen the 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 full ver- the full version the non-parody version the, the original <laughs> movie like it's done to su- like if you found that bothersome geez um and mm. so this feels so diet coke in comparison that i just went oh, okay it's, yeah, as it's, we said earlier, you know she's not going to get raped. But no, you know you do, but I just it, it's yeah, a joke. That you don't, you mean. It's a well that you don't go to for jokes, even if you're parodying it. Okay. Uh, Ethan, um, I think Liam kind of harped on what I meant about the repeating of jokes, but I hate that Godfather. You could cut that scene, mm-hmm. and you're oh, cool. saving what like five minutes, or you could use those five minutes for literally anything else. It's it's very unfunny. Because the joke, the, the, in the first like 10, 15 seconds, you go, Oh, he's the Godfather. That's funny. And then he keeps going and going. And it's like when I go off on a tangent, it just doesn't stop. Like flogging a dead horse in it. Yeah. Yeah, or a guy with a tongue cut out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys took my, 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 my big two, which are um, the script feels like a, a, a tired panto script at times when it's bad and the, the benefit uh, americans and canadians I don't think you really ever really, really have pantomimes i don't know about australians they seem to be our biggest sort of audiences other countries around the world i'm sure you might not have them as well but the english tradition of a pantomime if there's a bad joke at least you get the outlet of groaning yeah you got an <laughs> and they hear it and they can play off it, that yeah. it was like a bad panto that you can't groan at because they've asked you not to interact with the actors yeah. at all. And you're just like, oh, so it's just a bad play then. All right. <laughs> and the, the bits, and I think Carrie Elwes is many things. I don't think he had the ability to pull off bad jokes no. in the way that the other, some of the other characters were able to save them. Um, and He's so, a straight guy, though, isn't he? It's he is the straight guy. But... Yeah, like the let me your ears and he just goes, oh, it's disgusting. It's yeah. it's not a good joke, no, and it's not a good joke. Um, it just feels like a guy who Mel Gibson, not Mel Gibson, <laughs> Mel Brooks's <laughs> Mel Brooks's legend is so large by the time he hits this movie that no one's telling him. I think he becomes lazy. No, no one's telling him that's not that funny. We need yeah. to tighten this up. Yeah, and he's surrounded by people who are just telling him he's a genius all the time. So what reason do you have to second guess yourself? And yet, Blazing Saddles is a great little movie. Yep. You know, um, and so as a result, and the other thing I was gonna say was, uh, yeah, the um, scene, the the Godfather scene, doesn't need to be there. Full stop. 
It was self-indulgent. Yeah. I don't know if it was Dom DeLuise or if it was Mel Brooks, but one of them was was just being self-indulgent with that. It, scene. it was like it was like Dom DeLuise was on set that day, and they went, "Oh, let's squeeze you <laughs> in." What else? Film it all. Film it all. Okay, he's got no time. Play with it. Yeah, because he said he was very big on improv, but it just feels like this was just without structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a best role ever. Roger Reese, Sheriff Rodding. Don't know him well enough. I know him as Robin Colcord on Cheers. He's great in Cheers. I know him as uh, the guy from The Prestige. I've seen a couple other things. This is his best thing. I'll say maybe Maid Marian because I don't know what else she's done. Yeah, I mean, so this possibly could else. be hers. Definitely not Carrie Elwes. was the third Mary Men on the first Mary Men. <laughs> the third Mary Mary. You can't even say it. Mary Man on the left. Scene six. I thought he was the best thing. <laughs> the fact that you struggled so much to get out the character name helps your joke. <laughs> I'm not funny. You are funny. Not particularly right now. <laughs> your girlfriend's laughing at me saying that. <laughs> Uh, where am I at here? Uh, let's do this. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? I'm going to struggle with this one. Age game, age game. Everybody scores with zero for the age game. <laughs> Can I stick with Mel Brooks? <laughs> so we have Carrie Elways. <sighs> what is this? 93. I'm going to say 28. 26. 30. I'm just going to say 30. 31. That is Liam's. He is 30. Damn it. Uh, I should have doubled down. Wow. <laughs> uh, then we have Richard Lewis. All right, winner. You take this one. Hang on. Who's Richard Lewis? <laughs> is Prince John. Prince John. Oh, God. Um, 33. Georgia? Mm, 35. 42. 41. He is 45. Yeah! I was thinking 40. He looked a bit like (laughs) Paul Michael Glacier. Don't know who that is, so I agree. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Spinning image. (laughs) Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. Oh, Oh. yeah. Do you know what I mean? The the TV series? Yeah. Yeah, no idea. My dad used to get... um, mistaken for Hutch. He was the blonde one, wasn't yeah, he? Hutch. Yeah, Hutch. Yeah, people David used Saul. to ask him for um, his autograph. Wow. David Saul? David Saul, hey, yeah. Ethan, what are your thoughts on Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> rage game, oh, rage game. <laughs> have, I, have, I been su- have I been subtle? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> then we have Roger Reese. Okay, Sheriff Rodding. Sheriff Rodding. Uh, oh, beards are hard. 38. 46. Ooh, you've gone high. 40. 42. He is 48. That is another wow. Ian. It's another Ian. Boom! It's just another Ian. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this pod would go eight hours if we had another Ian. <laughs> we have in the aspect. <laughs> Sorry. That was, like an, that was like an arrow in the heart there. <laughs> this is one of our shorter ones, I think. What? Well, it's three three hours twelve at the moment. I, I would be bragging right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy Asbeck or Marion? Hmm. Twenty five. Oh, I was going to say that. Twenty six. Twenty three. I was going to say twenty four. 
He is tw- uh, 30, so that goes to Megan. Oh. Shut up! And, yeah. And then f- mm. finally, Dave Chappelle as Achoo. Achoo. It's hard with the glasses on. I mean, not a, a blinking in it. No, it's, it's not blinking. No, no, no. Achoo. I'm trying to think of Achoo, yeah. yeah. <sighs> 22. 24. 26. 27. We have an almost Ian landslide because he is 19. Wow! How the hell did you get that? I know. Born 1974. I knew he was young. Yeah. Wow, I know he's this young. Wow. Mm. I don't... I'm not very good at guessing young people. I'm I'm better at guessing older people. Ages are hard. There we go. Got my win. There you go. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what he's, I found out the other day that really, that really kind of went, whoa. You know in Love Actually, yeah. Kira Knightley is 18. Yeah. Oh, the little lad. And the little lad. Yeah. like 14. Six, yeah, he's not, yeah. yeah, it's like four yeah. years between them, yeah. And he looks Tom, so Thomas Brody sang sure as that, isn't it? Yeah. Blows my mind. It's one of the, it's one of the great like stats of movies ever. Yeah. Never got that. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's do the critics, the good, the bad, and the ebes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes put this at a 41%. They're not wrong. But IMDb puts it at 6.7, which is higher than there's something about Mary. That's wrong. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, see what the critics had to say. Georgia? Couldn't find an Ebes. So if anyone just wants to double check that, even though I'm not being stupid. But um, I've got James uh, Bernardelli from uh, Real Views. He says, no matter how ripe a genre is for satirizing, unless you know how to do it, there are no guarantees. Fortunately for men in tights, Mel Brooks has been doing this kind of thing for decades. Um, then we've got Adam Mars Jones from the Independent UK says, supposedly it took Tracy Ullman five hours to get into makeup for her role as the King's Cook Latrine. She would have been, would have written a better script in a single session whilst her wrinkles and hard, wrinkles hardens and they built up her nose. So <laughs> just tearing down the script there. Um, and then we've got Leonard Claddy from Variety. He says, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Melks, a return to the wild, anarchic, scatological comedies that made Mel Brooks a marquee name around the world. Mm. I think I think I might have found it at Ebes. Go. Um, so on the website siskelebert.org, there is an episode of their show yeah. called Worst of 1993, and it includes the Super Mario Bros. movie, uh, Dangerous Game, Hocus Pocus, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and then uh, and also Coneheads is one of them. And I remember that film exists. So I'm yeah, I'm guessing cool. neither of them liked it. Yeah, it sounds oh, I love like Hocus Pocus though. Oh jeez. All right, thank you. Uh, I put out a fleece as I'm known to do while George is looking up the uh, um, friends of the podcast and what they had to say about this uh, is. Is Robin Hood Men in Tights a great film, a good film, an okay film, or a poor film? This was all over the place throughout the week. 48% call this a great film. Ooh, really? 28% say really? good. 16% say okay. 8% say poor. I've said before, the pod skews male. Mm. It skews, I think, around our age bracket, Liam, mm-hmm. which puts it right in the sweet spot for a bit of nostalgia. Mm. Um, that's surprising to me. Uh, so, Georgia, what do they have to say there? Uh, so we've got one from Scheiberger Freund. He says, it's a fine film. I loved it the first time I watched it, then watched it again a few years later and loved it quite a bit less. However, it is very quotable. There are quotes from this movie that me and my wife recite all the time. Having said all that, Carrie Elwes was great in it and the only Robin Hood with an English accent. Dave Chappelle was good in it too. 
And then we have AJ. AJ! He says, this was a lot of fun. Since the movie is 30 years old, a lot of the humour is dated, but we enjoyed the unapologetic spoof and were entertained throughout. All right. Um... I will say on a side note, I put together a poll and said, if you've seen both, what was better, Barbie or Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. Mm. 80% Oppenheimer. Oh, okay. Just saying that. I need to see that still. Um, I would agree. I would agree with that, with that ratio, I think. I think. Um, bomb. Let's take a look here. Uh, AJ pops up and says, uh, again, it was hilarious, torn between good and great. Uh, she watches with her husband and daughter on Friday. Her daughter met Carrie Elwes and, oh, had, oh, cool. and had her photo taken with him at a recent convention in Halifax. Uh, so, yeah. That's cool. And then mm, Sir Gives a Damn, also known as Mr. Mikey Wood, but we call him Fred. Very good. You got there. There's In something my up, head, I went Jack. And I went, that's not Jack, it's Fred. There's something about <laughs> post-history of the world, part one, Brooks, that just doesn't land with me. It's a steady nosedive from Spaceballs on. Could be worse, though. It could be Dracula, dead and loving it. Ugh. So I've never seen that, but like I said, I've oh, heard terrible, not loving it. terrible things. <laughs> uh, if you like this film or episode, you'd like to have the Princess Bride. Check Carrie yeah, Elwes. Princess Bride. How did that film Bride is much me? better? <laughs> I love that film. Uh, check out Blazing Saddles. You like Smell Brooks? I like Blazing Saddles. Good. Um, I don't know. Any, any great spoof? Spaceballs? Again, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Works. I like I like Spaceballs. Uh, I, like, I, I like Hot Shots Part shots, 1 and Part 2. Past, past two I like yeah. uh, Loaded Weapon. Loaded Weapon, yeah. Those are all good by me. And then if you want to get a bit more extreme, go to the movie this movie wanted to be. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta love because, Monty Python. Um, yeah, I saw this before I saw Holy Grail, and probably I'm, pre- I'm glad it was in that order. If it was the other way around, you'd be disappointed. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. Yeah, maybe I needed something like this to get me ready for that. Maybe I wasn't old enough to appreciate Holy Grail all the time. So yeah, um, it's probably a couple of years after this I saw Holy Grail. This was everything but the Holy Grail. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so uh, time to give our ratings. Our ratings, Meg. Where are we going today? Oh, well, I didn't mind it. There were some bits I did chuckle at. I like the shadow puppets, actually, as well, at the end. Um, there are some jokes that really missed. Um, I like the musical numbers, um, and it's a parody, and if you remember it's a parody, then you can appreciate it a bit more and think of the time that it was made and things like that. So I'm going to give it six chastity belts out of ten. Six chastity belts out of ten. I haven't thought about my out of ten yet. Um, Liam? <sighs> I like Blazing Saddles and I like Mel Brooks' um, early-ish stuff. But again, he hits and misses with me very big. And um, these jokes were just, to me, rehashed and I didn't really care for them, to be honest with you. I just, I, I knew what was coming. I knew that he'd ring them all out as much as he could. And there were some really funny bits um, there was some really good, nice choreography, you know, with the the Merry Men. Um, some jokes did make me laugh out loud, but overall, I found this very... I, I think I liked it more way back when, but I don't like it as much now. Mm-hmm. So with that, I am going to give it an average... Can't give it an average, you're just giving it your score. <laughs> One data point. <laughs> I'm going to give it, in the middle, a five. No nooses is good nooses out of ten. Wow, five. Yeah, that really did not hit with me. It's been a while since you've done, people who are going, what does it mean by the mouth? It's been a while since we had a strong or a weak. 
yeah. number. You used to be the king of the strong. Good, a strong. <laughs> yeah, I just six and a half, five. Okay, I don't know. They just didn't because oh. Mel Brooks, when he's on form, he's pretty pretty good. But this is towards the tail ends of his, mm-hmm. you know, and I think he's just going by his reputation and just trying to rehash old stuff. I think. Yeah, G money. Mm, don't like that one. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, I, yeah, I quite like it. I appreciate that it is a satire and a parody, and I quite like satire and parody films. The Hot Shot films were some of the first films I watched growing up, which kind of gives you an insight into my parent, my parents' view on films. Um, but I think they're, and I think they're absolutely brilliant. And I'm glad that it exists because parodies and satires should still be a thing. And I think they don't happen quite as much anymore, which is a bit sad. Um, and yeah, so this it holds a little bit of a, a there's some nostalgia in watching just a Robin Hood thing, I think as well, because I also grew up on the BBC Robin Hood series. So anything oh, yeah. Robin Hood is very much ingrained in my like nostalgia, even though I wasn't alive 30 years ago. So I am also I think there's some pretty good like acting performances in this. I think some of the script is very funny. The choreography is good and it's a musical technically. So I am going to give this uh seven crossed bridges out of ten didn't have to blow up a tank either when i saw it was bridges out, what, i love it we get like two things that are just like what are the odds they in just two, bridged in two such like di- especially such disparate fil- yeah especially yeah. like that but two such disparate films to go what are the odds we'd run into these two things side by side I just thought this was a bridge too far. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this, Georgia, just before I throw it to Ethan. The idea about parody, you got me thinking in that. And I was like, why don't we have parody now? And then I thought to myself, is that because YouTube has taken that thing? Yeah. Is that because video Probably. essays and Probably. things like pitch meeting and cinema sins have sort of taken that side of things away? You don't get the long form of it anymore. No, we get celebratory Easter egg references, but we don't get parody Easter egg references anymore. And you've got to be anymore. so PC with it's everything, why, haven't you? It's why the musical Twisted is one of my favorites because that's a parody of both Wicked and Aladdin, and that was only that was 2013, and that's one of the most recent I can think of. Can you also like imagine form? how like fan groups of a certain film would get if you found if they found out you were making a parody of like a film they liked? What film would, would you be parody, so toxic though, these days? I mean, what would you? Want you know parody? what I would? You know what I would? What? Totally, I would totally parody like Tom Cruise. Yes, of course. <laughs> I would do Top Gun, oh, so Maverick. I was, I was thinking Top Gun. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or like Mission Impossible. But that's kind of like Hot Shots though, isn't it? Mission Totally Possible. But then I'd throw in some references to, you know, I'd have my guy clearly be like way too old. <laughs> making making cocktails. Make it, yeah. But I would just, I would make fun, fun, fun of that side of things kind yeah. of going on. Yeah. But it, it's difficult because the, the last, actually, you know when the last great parody we, we had was? What? And it was so clever we didn't realize it was a parody. Shrek 2. Shrek 2. You're going to say yeah. Shrek 2. Oh, Shrek good. 2 is fantastic and it references and makes fun of so many things while being that thing. It's like mm. we said what Scream was. Scream was the same idea. Mm. And then Shrek forgets what it was parodying and turned into the thing it was parodying in number three and then it went downhill. Scream was a great get- parody because it, it wasn't a comedy. But it was funny. But in places. Yes. But it wasn't meant to be though, was it? Uh, no. No, it wasn't a satire ha-ha funny thing. No, no, no. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's we, why that was clever. We yep. get the, the closest we've been in recent years is like Knives Out, which is yeah. almost a parody. Oh. There's a slight satirization. Yeah. There, yeah, there is a knowingness yeah. to it, but it isn't. I don't think it quite crosses that boundary. Johnny, modern, Johnny modern, English. Johnny English. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a bit older I mean, though, I mean, Austin it? Powers at, at yeah, its Austin heart Powers is a spoof. Is, yeah. 
yeah. of like, like spy Bond films yeah. mixed in with like old British spy films as well. Oh, do you find that funny though? What, Austin Powers? Yeah. yeah. I think there's, at the moment we kind of have like a subgenre of parody that fits things. But everything we're naming, quite... everything we're naming is 15 years old, yeah. minimum. Yeah. No, yeah. I can't, it doesn't recent. quite fit like Knives Out and like the Kingsman films. They touch mm. on it, but they don't fully go all the way. They become, I think. Because that's you, are, like we said, that, that, yeah. that's YouTube, isn't people, it? People are yeah. scared, I think. Kingsman's make, a good shout. People are scared there's... to make a film that isn't also very, very good. Because don't get me wrong, this isn't a good a lot of parodies aren't by their very nature then original or anything like that. People are like kind of taking the idea of parody and then dropping into an we original We also live idea. in a culture where we go, if you go, oh, I'm going to make fun of this, they go, you're a bully. Yeah. Because you can't yeah. be negative on anything anymore or no. else you're being mean. Like literally the guys at Post Wrestling, I've mentioned Post Wrestling as, as an inspiration, they're the inspiration about the besties and the resties. They do a best of and a worst of every year. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've stopped doing the worst of because people are like, it's a bit too negative to oh, name someone the worst at something. And they're oh. responding going, okay, we want to be sensitive to it. I'm like, guys, someone's the worst, someone's the worst. That's a bit like when, you know, sports day. I, th- I heard. I, I heard. I heard. <laughs> that was very Norfolk of you, Liam. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> I heard that um, schools now doesn't have like sports days in like first, second, third, fourth, and all that business. Oh, we do. Oh, do you do? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they were just giving out just general things. No, 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 no. No, that's because, just that's just right. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't give out ribbons that said you increase your heart rate. Here's your ribbon. It says I increased my heart rate for 100 meters. That's not what it says. Competition, doesn't it? No, competition's good. Competition's yes, good so, yeah. because you will be in a job interview one day and you'll be competing as everybody else in that you job interview. You have to learn that you're not always going to win. It also teaches young people, this is something that we're not doing well enough. It teaches young people how to deal with failure. Resilience. Yes. yes. Because you're going to fail in life and how you react to that is much more important than a lifetime of, of, of success. Mm-hmm. So the first time they fail shouldn't be when they hit 16 and they get no. their exam results. It needs True. to be before that's that so they're emotionally be prepared doing, for it. That's why people, everyone should be doing theatre as well. Theatre is just a world of, I get the part for what reason this time? <laughs> All right. How healthy is that for the mindset going forward? As long yep. as it is healthy, yep. Like that's that's a really good skill to be able to have. As we go, oh well, well my eyes weren't the right color. Fuck. All right, yep. I'll get it next time. Yep. Like, that's important. Yep. Or wait, you got to you got to read opposite the you proper got to, actor. You got to do an actual oh, proper I audition. I didn't. I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like doing sports day and finding out. Wait, does everybody else have thumbtacks in their shoes, or is it just me? <laughs> oh, it's just. Oh, I got told I did. I got told I couldn't wear shoes. I'm with bare feet. What's going on here? <laughs> this isn't fair. Talking to track, getting back on track. Yes, <laughs> Ethan. Ethan. Hi. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb right here and say I'm pretty sure my reaction to the movie might have been the reason that I've been very grumpy today. Ooh. That's I. Ten. See, I. <laughs> Eleven. Back to back. Back to back. Ten. Best film I've ever seen. Let's be honest. It's a perfect film. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. This film made me grumpy. Ten. <laughs> but um, no. Like I remember really liking this when I was fourteen, and I'm really disappointed because I really I didn't find the film funny. I found it tedious and like boring and annoying. Um. And what's what's mad is most of the stuff I was laughing at, it wasn't even like, oh, I don't like this person. Because I was laughing at a lot of Chappelle. But, like, I I don't know. I just feel like uh, there's that thing that everyone's always like, I feel like, I'm, like it's, an, it's a joke that I'm not in on. But I just struggled. And I don't know. I love Mel Brooks. I love so much Mel Brooks stuff. But I remember this being a lot better than it was and a lot funnier. And it didn't feel like it went on for as long. And I didn't feel like I was meandering. Um, so sorry that I've been very grumpy today. That I, I, f- I feel bad about that. Um, but I don't know. You can like, blame Mel Brooks. 
Yeah, well, oh, Ethan, no. if this is you, Grumpy, I'm happy with you. Yeah, you're fine, buddy. You're, 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 you're good. You're good, dude. Okay, I've been worrying. But oh, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I think this this film isn't for me. That's fine. I'm not probably... Also, I've never seen Prince of Thieves, so there's like a good oh, chunk of jokes. You're going to lose I, a lot of the references, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot that I don't get there anyway. Like um, the story beats are, like it just follows yeah, the movie. It does, yeah. Yeah. So I, I completely... It's like watching Spaceballs without seeing Star Wars. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm trying to be fair about this, so I'm going to go... Five hey nanny nannies out of ten because like it's not the worst thing in the world, but like I also acknowledge that like I don't like it, but I'm also not I'm not the the target for this with all the context. Ethan getting to his score was like that arrow robin shoot that has to go around the whole bloody thing before it turns around and finally gets to the point. I enjoyed the irony of him saying that the film was meandering and didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that for some reason, without I wasn't trying to make it happen, but Ethan had to wait a long time to get this response while we had a conversation. <laughs> um, My revenge. I said when Julian was on, there's films that you think are your favorite, but they're not the best film ever, far from it. And I loved this film when I was 14 years old. And looking back at it now, I'm going, yep, this feels like a film you really like when you're 14 years old. <laughs> because it's a very basic story structure. And it's got ah, small moves. And, uh, you know, I like the physical stuff, but I liked, I thought it was quotable. And when you find a, a movie that's quotable, Austin Powers can go down the same road as well. You find a movie that's quotable, you overlook a lot of story problems or mm. other elements because you're so busy reciting lines back to you and your friends and Liam's been kind enough to say it but he rather enjoyed my retelling of some of the uh, lines it's because I've been saying them for, for 25 years <laughs> you know what I mean like I, I've had more time doing these lines than the actors have and your laugh is infectious <laughs> well apparently so according to the well, woman yeah, in the he's cinema a, a laugh celebrity there we are so um there are elements here that still make me laugh. Uh, I'll tell you what, I wasn't expecting to laugh as much as, this is the first time I've appreciated Blinken to this level. Yeah. I think he's, will I ever watch this again? I don't know. I may have reached my fill for a lifetime of Robin Hood Men in Tights. You never know, but maybe. But I do appreciate um, where that was going in that element. But there's just, it's throwing everything against the wall. Some stuff's going to stick. Mm. But there's an awful lot of crap on the floor you got to clean up afterwards. Yeah. And it's kind of where I am here. So um, I'm going to give this six and a half rusted Everlast belts <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> so, yeah. At the end of the day, I wanted to like it, but the key didn't turn. No. Oh. It, it, it just, it just, it, it. Because I, I was you, promised the greatest treasure in all the land, and it, 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 it wasn't that. So I remember you talking about this movie and saying how well you liked it. Yeah, I watched it once in my in the early 30s or late 20s. and went, oh, okay, it's not as funny as I remember, and kind of put it away for a while. It's when you look back on things, isn't it? You're like, oh, yeah, well, I remember enjoying that. Minds. Well, I think we that movie. film until we did it on the podcast. And I think of staying up to 2 in the morning with all my friends coming around my house, and we watched it for no reason at 2 in the morning, and we were 18. Probably the best way to watch we, it, though, isn't it? And so it's a memory of me and my friendships. Bringing yeah. good memories. And yeah. bringing people together. And we, were, we weren't we were an Amtram group. We were mainly based out of the school band, but it was this sort of idea that you work on something together. It's a collaborative process, so those friendships become really because um, you're all pursuing the same goal. So it's actually, it, it's, it, there's a lot of crossover. Mm -hmm. So I do see that at that, that time as a, uh, 
as as a as a good time. <laughs> My mom's room was wasn't wasn't that far away from the uh, TV room, and she was getting angry. We it was so quiet, but we're laughing. That's the first time I watched Holy Grail, actually. I think I had a sleepover around one of my mates and we were yeah. up till silly o'clock in the morning watching Monty Python for some reason. But that was good times. So there we go. It's not a big range of scores this week. But Georgia, who is the voice of the people this week? Let's It'd find out. It'd be me. Five? Seven. Seven? Ooh. Yeah, me. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm close. So there we go. You're wow. close. I'm only one you know what this is to me? This is what I think some of your guys' reaction was to Spinal Tap. Okay, because I was like, "Oh yeah, it's really funny," and blah blah blah. And I think I watched it at a time and have whatever <sighs> sharing thing. I don't know. I I really don't know because I I feel this is like not the same reaction, but just that I don't get it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I'm gonna turn us up to eleven as we make our way to the finish <laughs> here. Uh, so please go ahead and check out everything we got coming out this week. I'm sure at some point we'll have the Oppenheimer Theater skip it. Keep your ears peeled for that. Larry Hankin, I was literally working on it today, so it's there, as well as our media madness on the MCU. So there's lots of good stuff coming out your way over the next little bit. Like I said, if you want to help us keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness, I literally just looked up at the light that is on, uh, please go ahead and consider our our Patreon. It helps keep the pod self-sustaining. You can find all our information at patreon.com slash bf we kept it simple for you and all the uh, we want to thank our patreon backers that would be julian hermes james de guzman Lena oberholzer Anthony and davies chris peterson randall silva Dwayne smith, Dwayne smith the yeetmeister reverend bruce nate the great andy dixon holly callen cheesy with a fish on a bike richard ryan kukad's dirk but his friends call him diggler and all the way from nova scotia it's aj uh now it says q georgia oh yes so she can go ahead and get a reaction video that. up there. All right. Because our patrons find out a couple days early what film we're getting. So Pretty much as soon them, as we finish recording. As soon as we finish recording. Yeah. So next week. We're going to be August next week. Yeah. Marching our way back towards the school year. Back to school <laughs> stuff's up in Tesco. I'm like, no, it's too early. <laughs> oh, and it's not what I want. But I'll tell you what I do want. <laughs> what I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search for every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, and doghouse within a six-mile radius. Next week, we are doing... The Fugitive. The Fugitive, starring Harrison oh. Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is brilliant in this movie. This is Tommy this Lee one. Jones' coming out party. This is a thriller. It shines in this. Uh, this well, is- I'm, I'm, I'm going to be setting fires to places next week. So uh, I-, I wish you luck. <laughs> Oh, you're going to be on holiday next week. Okay, so there we go. So uh, there we have it. We will be, I thought for a minute you were just revealing some other side project you've got going on. I'm like, is this to do with her? her, No, George is the character who sets things on fire, which I don't know what this is. So there we go. Don't get on our bad side. Enjoy enjoy your holiday. I will. But we will be sitting here to do The Fugitive, as they call it in France. That's the dubbing. The Fugitive. The Fugitive. The Fugitive. All right, so that's what we've got coming up. So please join us next week when we tackle Tommy Lee Jones's Oscar-winning performance. And by the way, Harrison Ford's in it too. Is he? <laughs> the Fugitive. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. I've been Megan. And I've been Georgia. And I'm going to sign off today because unlike some hosts of the BFE, I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flop. <laughs> <laughs>